first of all, sir, I don't know why you're racially profiling me, asking me if I smoke hookah. Because <laughs> <Stop that>. <laughs> I always thought you smoked something. Well, what's up, brother? Thanks for inviting me, man. It Dude, happens. pleasure to have you on. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I've uh, I smoked hookah one time when I was probably like 11 or 12. I took a puff, and I, all, all I remember is it gave me a headache. And that was it, which probably is just the nicotine buzz. That's yeah. actually what I enjoy from the cigars now. So maybe if I smoked hookah again, I'd like it. But I don't. It, ah, maybe I don't. I don't think so. I they have. Uh, they my have aunt's going to be making some tomorrow. Every, the family's coming over for dinner. It's her birthday. She's going to bring her hookah with her because she won't leave the house for more than an hour and a half if she doesn't have a hookah. I thought that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if your aunt's doing it, I thought it was just like a normal thing. Like a, because it's like a ritual, no? Dude, it's a staple in Lebanon. I mean, the yeah. Lebanese flag, if you've ever seen it, it's it's two red stripes, a white stripe in the middle, and a cedar tree. And I've said jokingly they need to get rid of the cedar tree and replace it with a hookah. <laughs> I mean, it's insane, man. Like, Lebanese people will go without food. They'll starve to death. As long as they can smoke hookah, it's all good. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hookah places. Just real quick, brother, pull, pull this a little bit closer to you. Closer? Yeah, just keep it a little bit closer. Just There we go. So we can hear you better. There's a there's a place right here in Montecillo, uh, hookah place. It's been open for a while too. Right next to the Tin Man. Is that right? Have you seen it? No. Nope. Right in between Malola. Nope. You don't. You you, you you don't really go out, huh? I really don't. Yeah. Why would you don't I like it? Why would I? Uh, no, I, I've never been into nightlife. Um, when I was young, I went out a little bit in high school, like junior year, but I was never interested in partying. I just wanted to meet girls. Yeah. And then by senior year, I was over it. And I was just really focused on training back then. I didn't care about anything. I just wanted to, to uh, win fights. And then, I, I don't know. I've, I've just never liked the nightlife. I don't like loud places. I don't like crowded places. It makes me uneasy. It just okay. I feel exhausted when I'm in, yeah. in a loud, crowded place. That's probably just my introverted nature. So I like conversations like this. I like yeah. having a friend or two or, yeah. or hanging out with, you know, a few friends and, and having dinner, having a good time, being able to have a conversation right. when you're just in a bar and you're just yelling yeah. and, and, and you have to yell in short bursts because you can't really say a whole sentence. Yeah. i like, this is no way to hang out. So, I don't like it. And then a few years ago, I started using Bumble and it's like, why am I going to go out? <laughs> oh, okay. That works for you. So, well, I don't like to party. I don't like alcohol. If I'm going out to meet women, I could just meet them on an app. But do you like those apps? Not really. Yeah, I mean, I've tried them. <laughs> They're kind of annoying. It's just too much work. It's uh, back and forth. You don't even know the girl. A lot of uh, back and forth. It's a little weird. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm I'm a very sporadic user. Every now and then, I'm like, oh, let me swipe a little bit. And dude, here's the thing, man. When I was living in San Antonio, I would work in Austin. And when you're in San Antonio, you get on Bumble. And it's a lot, it's a lot like I'll pass you just like left, 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 left. Like basically no, 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 no. Yes. No, no, no. You know, yeah, so it's all just no's. You go to Austin. Jeez, man. Yeah, there's there's some good looking yeah, women in Austin, bro. Over there, I would run out of likes. And then, and then they're like, purchase unlimited likes with premium. I'm like, oh, fuck yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not buying, I'm not buying more likes. Or if you That's screw bullshit. up on the swipe, you can go back and fix Oh, yeah, it. yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, did you did you miss out on a chance to, to, to find love? Go back with premium. Pay $40, and then you can go back and like that girl that you accidentally unliked. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, that's... <laughs> And it's just, like I said, it's a lot of work. And now, because I, I, I have a lot of friends that do it, and they're always telling me how most of these girls will ask you for money. Or they're what? just trying to sell, like, an OnlyFans or a... That's never happened to me. Yeah, really? Never. 
yeah, it's happened with me where it's like, uh, hey, um, send me some money for this or for an Uber or Instagram or something. So look at this, bro. This whiskey glass is a skull. Just, yeah, so, you, nice. just so you can be extra manly. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Salud. So, all right. So you got to show me how to light cigars with cedar because I've been doing yeah, it with man. matches and lighters this whole time. So, I mean, we can light the, the cedar with a match, but it's it's just more natural this way and you don't taste any of the phosphorus. Or whatever I like the is. sound of that. Yeah. Um, do you have your cutter? Yeah. These are real Cubans, by the way. I don't yeah, know how yeah, yeah. I don't know how you got them into the country. Oh, it's legal. <laughs> I was at the I heard that they opened up trade. I don't know, some some like not too long ago. No, no. It's but I went to the uh so that's how you're supposed to do it. You put this on the table. That that's how do I do it because see the way they so roll you don't it. Cut too deep. You see the cut, it's got a cap. They cap uh, it. And then that way. Dude. Yeah. That's how I do it. Okay. I mean a lot yeah, of people makes sense. sometimes that's, that's a good cut. As long as sense. you cut it after the cut too because some guys like to cut it down here uh -huh. even women there's a lot of women that that smoke too so i was at the uh at the uh, cigar shop earlier i went and picked up this box of cigars right here and i asked them about cubans and they said they can't get them so no, I, I was like they can't sell them they can get them they just can't sell them. so you can go to cuba and bring them back as a tourist yeah. but you but you can't they sell them right here in mexico ah. that's how i get them. so i legally can cross a hundred cigars from Juarez to El Paso. Uh, Dude, let's start a business. It's, it's personal. It's you know, it's personal. Well, that's what my friend does. We can do a hundred. We could do like five trips a day. We can, we can import five. I go, <laughs> I go there three a times day. a week. Brother. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I don't know. There's probably some kind of legality issue with that. No, I mean, uh, I have a friend that sells whole boxes. He'll buy boxes in Juarez and then he'll sell them North US. But So what does a box of Cubans go for? I it mean, depends I'm, what it, like a box of these, the Quay d'Orsay's. Qual d'Orsay? Quay. Oh, Quay. Yeah, it's French. Um, box of 20, you're probably looking at around 350, 400 bucks. Nice. Yeah. Like about, about $18 a piece, something yeah. like that. That's if, the, if that's, you that's buy the price them, of a good cigar. That's like if you buy wine at the store. If you shoot for like $40, $50 a bottle, you're yeah. getting a good bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you buy them single, you're probably looking at like 26 27 something. But like you're that. a G, so you buy them bulk. <laughs> All right, show me how to light it. Uh, we <laughs> this is a, 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 this has been an ongoing learning experience for me. Because I thought. The whole thought, cigar experience is it's nice. The whole culture is, is nice. We meet a lot of people that just give cigars and that's uh, what you do you gift them done um so yeah just like you you roast it you know okay let it roast a little bit and that that part i did hear about that you gotta roast it a little bit you don't just start puffing right away yeah and that's why like cubans they always they start off their day with some uh roasted coffee beans and some dude that cuban cigar. coffee fucking hey man you, you smoke that shit. i mean you drink that shit you'll go run a marathon I've had some Cuban coffee before. It's gangster. So you do drink coffee? Oh, I drink a lot of coffee. See, I don't. Dude, I bleed coffee. We'll get you a new one. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I bleed. I can light this with a lighter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. make it a little bit easier. Yeah, bro. When I go donate blood, <laughs> I always tell them, like, is there caffeine in my blood? 
Mm, all right. So you probably drink a lot of water. Let's see if I can fuck this. I drink a lot of water. Yeah, nonstop. I fear. Oh, my lighter's not working. That's a pussy ass lighter, anyway. <laughs> all right, fuck the lighter. Bits. We're going with matches. And then, you know, you're not supposed to ash it. You're supposed to let it, the ash run as, as mm -hmm. long as you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that part Ken told me about the first time I smoked with him. Well, Ken's your, your attorney, right? But yeah, yeah. He's uh, the Vietnam veteran, criminal defense attorney. That guy's Friend, attorney, awesome had, guy. Yeah, he's had some experiences, huh? To say the least. How do you become your attorney? I met him at the gun store years ago when I was working there. Um, we became friends and we started talking and then just when I need legal advice, he's the one I call. I remember every time I <laughs> we talk or something, I, I remember the one time I saw you outside of a, I think it was a tournament outside of school. And I don't know if you were working security or something. Do you remember that? I think it was on the east side. No, um, I have competed in tournaments. I remember doing one at a high school on the east side. I just remember. I, remember. I wasn't working security though. The only security job I've ever done was uh, I was a bouncer at Pops Cantina. Oh, Pops! Yeah, bro, that, that gangster ass place. Dude, I, we I got in a fight there one time. Oh, too. I'm sure. Big, I, I almost got stabbed there. I'm sure. Like, but you probably weren't working because I would, uh, yeah, I would have remembered because uh, the, the bouncers didn't even come out. They didn't come out at all. It was out in the street. Mm, that's good, dude. Right? That's different. Wait till it gets to about the center. That's when it tastes the best. That's, I've always found that. That's different from all the other ones I've had. And say, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, like jujitsu. I kind of started with a, a Brazilian in San Antonio. Uh, with who? Rodrigo Pinedo. I never met him. Yeah, he was on the ultimate. You know, Diego Barao, Brandao, he fought in the UFC. I know the name. Yeah, he the 145er, he fought McGregor. Um, that was his coach. He brought him from, they, he, this guy didn't, he knew zero English. Came to San Antonio and uh, he had a, he had a Hickson Gracie patch on his, uh, on his gi. I was like, yeah, man, I got, and, and he had a world champion medal. So I was like, yeah, dude, I'll train with you. <laughs> I trained at, um, mostly I trained at uh, 10 Planet in San Antonio. I would go to the open mat on Sunday. I went to 10 Planet, Austin a couple of times. I went to Tim Kennedy's school one time. I met Tim Kennedy before, right before yeah, I had him on the podcast. podcast man. That's yeah, I went and uh, I had a training session. Down. I didn't get to roll with him that day, which was disappointing, but uh, maybe next time. Yeah. I and, didn't know he uh, had a school over there. Yeah. Yeah. Gracie Humaita. Gracie Humaita? Is that oh, yeah. how you say it? Humaita. 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 Yeah. yeah. Really nice dojo. Yeah. Very nice dojo. I heard the 10th Planet here, they just opened is real nice. I haven't been, but I just seen pictures. Yeah. So speaking of, I told uh, Cristobal I was going to make fun of him because that motherfucker. <laughs> hold on, man. Let me. <laughs> you know Cristobal, yeah? Uh, kind of. I've seen him at. Uh... I've seen him at tournaments, dude. And I, I actually know his his uncle or his cousin, Master Vic. Uh-huh. Because I'm older. I don't I don't even know how old are you, brother. I'm 31. Yeah, see, I'm 10 years older than you, bro. 
I mean, Amando's age. And so, and you're still partying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Chris hits me up. He wants to, uh, last time he came on the podcast a few weeks ago, he saw me smoking cigars. He's like, hey man, I want to come on the podcast. Let's smoke a cigar. I want to be like Andrew Tate. I'm like, cool. <laughs> he comes in here. I have the cigars out. We still, <laughs> we, we light them up. That motherfucker took about four puffs and then he put it down and he goes, oh, it's giving me a headache. I'm like, what the fuck? And then he pulls out his vape like a fucking nerd, like He's a teenager inhaling. on the school bus. Is he inhaling? I don't know what he was doing. Like, yeah, a, like a, he it, just started vaping. I'm like, what are you doing with that vape? You got a cigar, you got a vape. Nah, man, this is different. Like I said, I, I used to smoke a lot of weed and uh, I quit that. Dude, cold turkey. I don't know why people, I mean, I've always been able to just quit things on stop. Uh, You've got a strong mind. Yeah, I guess. Um, the only thing I can't quit is girls. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you seeing anybody now? No. Just talk. It's 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 hard. It's hard nowadays, dude. Um, especially in El Paso. Unless you want to date someone that's got you know three kids, two minimum, baby, two baby daddies. Yeah, the baby um, daddy's a rough one, man. Yeah, because you take all that on, you know, you start dating a girl, all that. Mostly Juarez. Everything that's Juarez. in her life becomes a part of your life. No, uh, Juarez is where it's at. I took Frisco to Juarez uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He He's like, that's the best time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> What's so great about Juarez? Like you went partying There's actually there? clubs, man. There's clubs. I mean, there's there's no clubs in El Paso. I mean, unless you want to go to a country uh, bar. I mean, yeah, if you would. Like, if you like to, I mean... I'm not a big dancer, but if you like girls, I mean, girls like to dance. And yeah, they do. So that's why I was asking him. And I was like, where, where you meet girls just on Bumble or? Yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't know, man. Girls just find me. I, I don't. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I mean, I see, I, I see your Instagram. I see <laughs> him with the anonymous messages. They say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I always wonder, is that some girl who's got a crush on me or some guy who's got a crush on me because i can't tell they're anonymous and nowadays you don't know yeah when i put even out if that it's a girl it might be a guy even if <laughs> when i put out those uh send me anonymous messages stories i get some weird shit sometimes i don't share them all i share some but uh yeah i get i, I get some weird ones and and sometimes i'm like well if you actually are trying to flirt or hit on me or something wouldn't you want to send me a non-anonymous message yeah well they don't have the I guess maybe they want to see my response to that message. And then they're like, oh, he's actually interested. But I'm like, well, I, if I don't know who you are, how could I be interested? Well, I, I'm sure you meet more more women in uh, your day-to-day -day life, you know, with your work and your... Well, the thing is, man, I'm, I'm very antisocial and I'm very much a hermit. I go to work, I work out, and I stay home. Like after 7 p.m., I'm pretty much never out unless I'm playing poker and you don't really meet women at, yeah, at, at poker. poker clubs. So I don't know. I don't even go to the gym anymore. Not that I've ever really met say, women at the gym. At a, you have your own gym, don't just you? Just in my garage, man. Yeah, yeah. so I was going to say, because you, you meet women at the gym. I never really have. I've probably in my entire life gone out with two, maybe, maybe three women that I met at the gym and that's because they approached me. They approached you. I just don't bother women. Yeah, at, me neither. I'm, the same I'm way, not going to talk to a girl at the same gym. Way. 
I don't care how hot she is. If I run into her, like as we're leaving or something, I might say hello. But when she's working out, I'm not gonna. Oh, can I work in with you? Like, yeah. like then you're gonna sit there doing good girl, bad girl. Like you know, like you're actually gonna interested in work. It's not even your leg day. You know what I'm saying? Well, I work to- at a gym, so I see it. I mean, even then, I see it all the time. These guys go and bother girls all the time. I mean, I see girls with hats and big headphones. They yeah. want to be left alone. Sure, you know, they want to go in there and do their thing. Um. A lot of women too. I mean, they're like, I don't even have makeup on. I don't feel comfortable. You know, I hate then, that shit. <laughs> I hate that I don't have makeup on shit. Like, yeah. Oh, that guy came and talked to me, and I didn't. I wasn't even wearing any makeup. Like, well, maybe you look better without it. Right. I, I like a, I, when you the wake fuck? up in the morning and she looks good. Mm-hmm. That's how you know. Hair's a little messed up. You know, <laughs> a little, little like hair's a little wavy. You know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some knots. Oh, when a girl can can look cute just like that, dude. That's that's you know. That's the, way to go. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the woman I like. Yeah, if if you have to spend natural. 45 minutes trying to look pretty for me, I, I don't want you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, if, if we go out to a nice restaurant or something, uh, yeah, I mean, she puts some effort in it. It's because she'll do it for you. You know, she does it for you. Not yeah. To, oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. What, um, what gym do you work at? Planet Fitness. Oh. Ooh, dude, it's a gym bro it's, it's a gym. uh you know why i like yikes. it man i like i like it because i mean do you remember the first time you ever went to a gym you're gonna have to put down that cigar and the whiskey bro you just <laughs> turn in your man card <laughs> no, dude, i mean it's 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 good for people that are starting out i mean i mean you in el paso we have what's the population of El Paso? About eight hundred fifty thousand people that we know about. Yeah. Well, now it's nah, but they all leave here. <laughs> um, Planet Fitness has about one hundred fifteen thousand members now. Jeez. Yeah. So it it, it 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 takes that whole aspect of, oh man, I look like an idiot. I don't know what I'm doing, and from there, I mean, from there, you know, they just branch out. Go to other places. What do they charge now for the membership? Is it fifteen a month? 10, or bucks. Ten bucks a 10 month. Bucks, so man. they're pulling in one point one five million in El Paso. More, more than one point. What did million. you Google that or what? No, I'm just doing the math. Ten bucks a month, one hundred and fifteen thousand. But that that's for the class. That's, that's the basic. That's a million hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And that that's. I mean, we have club fees. Too. Right. You have the black card, right? Yeah. Plus, you- there's annual fees. You know. So no, nah, it's 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 more than that. We got 13 locations now. Well, it's a lot oh. like martial arts, right? If you actually have a legit dojo, y- you make less money than if you have a McDojo. If you have like, because what makes money is, is these places where they bring in the kid and then four classes later, they're like, oh, look, you're going to break a wooden board. And the parents are like, oh my God, little Johnny broke the wooden board. And oh, yeah, you just got a yellow belt. And in a month, you're going to get an orange. And that, that those places retain members more than if you go to a jujitsu school and the training is grueling and you're getting smashed every day most people after two three classes they're like fuck this yeah well back in the day i mean nobody even cared about belts you know like i mean you too i mean i saw you when i met you it was a with with uh, mando at that garage over there on uh donovan i think that was your gym right uh, I had a location briefly for like six months, maybe. Is that where we met? It was a garage over there, like in Canutillo off of Don. No, that was Mondo's. But I think it was your weight, your weight I had some, equipment. Yeah, I had. Right. I was doing some personal training there. I had my kettlebells there and things like that. Yeah, but it was his. <clears throat> it was his business. It was his gym. 
And now Zen's really taking off, huh? Because I know he's had a few gyms, and then now it's uh, it's really taking off. I mean, the dojo now is huge. Yeah. The, the mat space alone is really big, and on Sundays it is packed. They go on they, they open, open mat on mat. Sunday. Yeah, I always used to go on Fridays. Fridays at around this time. I it, it, so I used to go to that one. Yeah, that's six that's when I saw you a couple. Times. But now they do it. I think they do it at five five a.m. on Friday. And I, I ain't getting up at 5 a.m. for nothing, bro. No? I don't really? get up at 5 a.m. You strike me as a guy that wakes up and like, hell no. I hate being out before the sun is out. Really? I'll get up at 5 a.m. to go hunt or to catch a plane, which is why I need to buy my own plane. But until then, I get up early to go hunt because you have to be there before sunrise if you want to hunt. Yeah, you have. To. So tomorrow I'm going to be up at 5 a.m. because I'm, going, going, I'm going dove hunting tomorrow. You go by yourself? Tomorrow I'm going solo. Yeah, you want to go? Tomorrow, shit, I might be able to. It's a, you just need a New Mexico hunting license if you don't have one. But here's the thing: here's why I you probably shouldn't. Tomorrow is the last day of the dove season until uh, December first. It reopens December first. They got to give the doves a break, dude. Because only a month, right? We've slaughtered them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like my buddies and I, this season we've shot at least five hundred doves. Like we were hitting There's no limit. Every, There's fifteen a day. But when it's four of us and we're going two, three times a week yeah. for a month and a half, yeah. you, you know, you do the math. We're getting 60, 70 doves a day sometimes, depending on how many guys are out. Shit. One time it was like five of us and then two of the guys couldn't shoot for shit. So we shot their limits. That was fun. I don't know if you I'm allowed to say that. I don't know. It's probably illegal. Yeah, I don't think you can. Yeah, I'm, just I know I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> yeah. It's just I'm just making up stuff for the podcast. It's just entertainment. It's not. It's not true. Look, listen. My motto is "cop didn't see it, I didn't do it." Well, I, so, I mean, what, what are they? Like, what are they going to prove that I shot thirty doves in one day? They can't prove shit. It's kind of like uh, when I would go uh, deer hunting. The tag. I mean, it doesn't matter whose tag it is, right? I don't think so. I think with deer, and I've never hunted deer, I really want to. Oh, dude, it's the best thing. It's like when you get locked in the cage. Yeah. It's the adrenaline is when you sh when you shoot the shit, uh, when you kill it, it's 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 not like fishing, because I've caught some yeah, deep sea fishing. fishing. No, deep sea fishing is awesome, bro. That might be fun. No, sailfish, marlin, uh, some big ass tuna, that's awesome. But tuna gives you tits. Yeah. <laughs> uh 300 pound you know animal yeah that's a that's a rush and you got meat for a whole year well that's what i want i really want to do some big game hunting because i've only ever hunted birds and i really 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 want some kind of elk deer oryx black bear i want to do black oryx, bear delicious yeah uh axis deer is really good have you had Audad? there's no. a there's a big Audad uh population in like van horn Buddy of mine has a ranch and he's in charge. Um, and he had Audad. They migrated from Mexico. That's an African Can we go? mountain goat. I mean, I, yeah, I'll ask him. You'll probably want to go too. Uh, but that's fine. I mean, he never kills shit. I always as long as the price is not outrageous, man. I'm <laughs> happy. I'm happy to compensate. I mean, him. he's never. Yeah, look, I you know, I don't want to take I don't want to be a freeloader. I mean, if he says fuck it, guys, there's plenty of them, just go get yeah, one. Yeah, because there's cool. I mean, if but, it's just two, three of us, he's more of like, let's go hang out. Hey. Let's let's go, man. I'll hook him up. Let me know. I'll take a box of cigars, a bottle of whiskey, whatever. Yeah, he's more of a weed smoker. <laughs> I don't know where to get that from. Yeah. I mean, I, I have some friends that I'm sure if I call them, they but... It's right there. That's true. Wait, Van Horn is in New Mexico? Van Horn? No, 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 no. Well, I mean, yeah, we'd oh, have yeah. to... 
take it into old Texas, which, yeah, that's not legal. But since we're just making shit up for the podcast. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not getting popped for it. Nah, he 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 he'll have his own. Um, but yeah, man, this the experience is is amazing. Did you, did you see the scar right here that I have? Yeah, that's from, a lot of people ask you if it's from fighting. Deer? No, well, with a rifle. I was shooting uphill, and it was one of my first times shooting. I was by myself. They drop you off. I had to like scale a mountain to get because they're mountain goats. So I strapped the rifle to my back, climbed the mountain, dude. The whole time I'm praying to God, please, God, let me shoot something. <laughs> <laughs> I got that from the guy. You've seen The Godfather, right? Uh, no. No? No, no. I tried. I couldn't get into it. Really? Well, yeah. there's a scene where every time he goes fishing, he he he, he uh, prays a Hail Mary and mm. he always caught a fish. And so it's kind of like, yeah, dude, I'm going to pray. And, and dude, sure enough, I got a, I got an, a, a mountain goat. That's what I wanted because I had already shot a deer. So I wanted it. It's like big horn, kind of like the big horn rams, but yeah. not as big. Uh, dude, I sit down. There's like this little plateau. Rest. All of a sudden, I hear rocks falling. I look up. The whole mountain looked like it was moving. It's a big-ass herd of uh, Audad. So I rest, and I it's it's uphill. And instead of putting on my shoulder, I got excited. Boom. Oh. <laughs> Straight scope to the... The, I'm surprised. I'm lucky I could have gotten knocked out, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I got it. But dude, getting that thing down that mountain. Oh, dude. Yeah. I'm sure. Even even after you know, uh, opening it up and gutting it, it was it was an adventure for sure. What I was gonna say with deer, I think whoever draws the tag is the one who's supposed to take the shot. Yeah. But once you tag it, because oh, driving out. There's always a ranger there uh, uh, or a game warden. Is that right? And he checks it and he checks the tag, but he doesn't know who shot it because you're supposed to put the tag on the horn and that's it. So he's checking that you're tagging it. Oh, yeah. But, he's but, not if, gonna... but if, if they were to see you shooting it oh, yeah. and you're not the one who drew the tag, you're fucked. Yeah, they're not going to see that shit. This is a private, private ranch. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. Well, in Texas, I mean, for deer, I have. I have uh, a, when you get your hunting license, there's like six or seven deer tags on there. And what you're talking about, I don't think it's a native animal, so you don't need tags. You just hunt it. Yeah. Yeah. You're if right. If it's not native to Texas, like yeah, whitetail, like axis deer, you can hunt year round in Texas. Whitetail, you cannot. It has to be in season. Nor mule deer. Right. I don't think mule deer you mm -hmm. can. These are nice, man. This is like, it's very smooth. Just wait till the center. It's very smooth. It's crazy. A lot of my friends that smoke, they're like, because I keep, I'll, I'll take this off and I'll smoke it till it's about, you know, here. I'm like, why do you keep smoking this? Because it gets, to me, it tastes better the further in it gets. Is that right? Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just the flavors keep coming and coming. <clears throat> I just, every time I smoke a cigar, I think of <laughs> that scene from The Blacklist where he goes like this. Communism may be discredited, but it still produces a damn fine cigar. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> that's very true. But I heard that um, cigars are not really that good in Cuba anymore, that the dirt's gone bad. I mean, yeah, with these damn communists, everything's gone bad there, man. I mean, I have friends that have gone to travel over there, and they, I mean, it's the same thing. Women. It's like going to Colombia, right? 
never been, but I've heard good things. Colombian women are fucking That's why it's, sexy. It's like bro. going to heaven. It's like going to heaven. I want to go to heaven. Let's go to Colombia. No, well, <laughs> if you want to go cheaper and safer, you just go to Tulum, Cancun. Did you ever meet <clears throat> Antonio? I'm Banderas. sure you have. Antonio no, Rojo. <laughs> he thinks he's Antonio Banderas. <laughs> but, uh, so this guy, he 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 has a license to grow in Mexico. In Mexico, it's legal to grow now. So he, as soon as he found Marijuana? out, yeah, okay, uh, he moved over there. He bought two villas in Tulum, uh, Airbnb. He lives on the beach, does jujitsu every day. He's had Galvao down there. He's had oh shit, yeah, man. Like this guy, he used to train at uh, AOJ. Uh, he lived in San Diego for a while before he moved. Uh, and he used to, I mean, I don't even know what the guy does, dude. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Maybe you don't want to know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't ask questions. <laughs> yeah, some people, I'm like, I, I suspect something is wrong, yeah. but don't tell me. I don't, yeah. like, leave me out But I'm it. sure you've met him. He, he's he's gone to train at, you know, everywhere here in El Pali. I mean, he's from here. Um, but the the guy, I mean, he's he's real smart. He's like you, dude. He's like just got his hands in all kinds of stuff so tulum doesn't have uber eats so he put out tulum eats um and he he helps americans buy land over there i know he does this and he helps them with their citizenship okay uh it's just better i mean you you find a lot of them with their mexican citizenship yeah to get their citizenship because they'll buy properties down there how do you become a mexican citizen it's easy man I mean, <laughs> like they'll take it. You got 500 bucks. Yeah, bro. I mean, pretty much. I mean, if you're going to buy land and produce, here, here you go. Okay. Mexican, <laughs> you know, uh, but it's just Tulum. So is the cartel can tax man. you. That's the thing. Tulum is very controlled by the cartel. I mean, like all the, of the cartel is basically the IRS over there and the army and, 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 the, and everything. Yeah. Everything. It's, it's sad because it's such a beautiful country, you know, and it's, it's got so much to give. But everybody's got their hands. That's why it's so poor because everybody's just stealing all the money. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, you're telling me, dude. I'm from Lebanon. I mean, Lebanon's fucked. Is it? A few years. I always looked at the dude. Lebanese as the the Mercedes of the Middle East. Oh, that was a long time ago. Really? <clears throat> yeah, that was a long time ago. I mean, a few years ago, Lebanon, all the banks got dried out. All the money got sucked out of the banks. So people who had their life savings, maybe inheritance, generational wealth in the bank, they were living off the interest, mm-hmm. all that money's just gone. It's kind of like Kuwait. No, Overnight, just vanished. Kuwait. When? Because Kuwait's been prosperous before for, the, for a while. Before the, because uh, my, I have cousins, they lived to, my aunt, she married, uh, yeah, he's Palestinian, but they lived in Kuwait, and uh, they lived over there until the, the Gulf War, dude, and they they, 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 okay. they they moved back, and yeah, they, they sucked everything out of it, man. Shit. Well, that's that's what happened in Lebanon. I mean, the uh, somebody, the political, the the the, the people up top, yeah. sucked all the money out and bounced. And so you go to the bank and you're like, "Wait, I have eight hundred thousand dollars," and they're like, "We can give you a hundred dollars a week," because the banks have no money. They got dried out. They vacuumed them. But what is it? A democracy there? It's a fucking shit show, is what it is. It's it's a bunch of. it's it's incredibly divided is how it is and i fear that's how the united states is becoming but lebanon is a whole bunch of parties and everybody pulls for their leader everybody is just like you know it's 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 like i'm from this jujitsu school so like fuck you with your jujitsu school you know it's kind of like but but like much worse like you got hezbollah then you have 
the people who are with um, this guy, Michel Aoun, mm -hmm. who I think was the president. This is how badly I keep up with the politics over there because I think he was the, the last president. He might even be the president right now. I have no idea. And then and you got as a political party Hezbollah's a yeah, kind of, I mean, they are a political party. I guess you could say, I don't know how to describe them. They're a group in Lebanon, uh, who pretty much, I mean, they have a military, like they've got yeah, weapons yeah, yeah. and, and I mean, more like a militia. No? Yeah. They're kind of a militia, I guess. I, I mean, they're trying to, uh, uh, Nasrallah, the, the leader is trying to become president. I think more like a dictator. Yeah, possibly. He's trying to become the ruler of, of the, they want to have a, a Muslim in charge because Lebanon is the only Christian country in the Middle East. So they would like to have a Muslim in charge, just like, so Israel is the only Jewish country in the Middle East. Lebanon is the only Christian country in the Middle East, surrounded by Muslim countries. And Hezbollah is trying to claim their share of the land. But I mean, as far as I know, and again, I'm, I'm very uneducated on this, but as far as I know, they're Iranian. Like, because they're backed by Iran. Yeah, well, that's Hezbollah's power say. comes from Iran. Yeah, Iran's it's like proxy. It's a it's a proxy war that they're doing, especially now. Uh, it's just a mess over there. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's a mess. Uh, so, are you Christian? Uh, yes, I I grew up uh, attending Bible study. I went to a Catholic school, and nice. and uh, you know, nuns are fucking vicious people. Uh, nuns really need to sleep with somebody i think <laughs> they'd probably be a lot more relaxed a lot nicer they'd stop beating beating on kids and yelling at kids all day nuns are fucking oh, they'd beat mean, you bro they'd beat you? they would hit us yeah they would hit us like with a ruler just a like, ruler yeah like where? they'd be like stick your hand out and they would just uh, chop your fingers yeah. with a ruler you know they'd do that yeah. kind of shit yeah yeah fuckers that's not too bad <laughs> would your parents would your parents discipline you with Oh, my parents beat the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to the point where, like, it, it wasn't discipline anymore. It was actually abuse. Beating the like, shit like, out of I you. I got the fuck beat out. Yeah, of yeah. Me. Same here, bro. Like, like, you know the Mexican. But look at how great we turned out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're I got no problems. I got no mental issues. I mean, if I do, I'm I'm doing just fine. Like, look, everybody's got some sort of mental yeah. issue, right? If you sit in front of a psychiatrist, they'll diagnose you with something. In the last 50 years, there's been a psychiatry epidemic in this country. Everybody's yeah. getting diagnosed with something. Yeah. Anytime somebody's like, oh, man, you know, geez, like I'm feeling stressed. Maybe you've got a lot going on. And you're like, geez, I'm feeling like, oh, maybe you have anxiety. Maybe you need you need Xanax. Maybe you need this. It's like maybe you just need to do some fucking push-ups, smoke a cigar, and chill the fuck out. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you just haven't been laid in 18 months. And and maybe if you got some, you'd actually relax a little bit. You know? it's, it's just a matter of like manning up, no? Um, dude i have a ridiculous buzz right now by the way i'm just gonna say <laughs> like the whiskey with the cubans Woo! yeah yeah i might forget to work the cameras bro i need somebody yeah. in here to work the cameras because <laughs> i'm like whoa yeah. yeah that's quite a head rush holy shit have you ever tried dip that mm. chewing tobacco no i've only Don't. tried the gum Don't. Well, it looks disgusting yeah i mean in high school guys walk around with a spit cup i'm not about it I had a lot of friends that would do that. Um, and I tried it, but it was, it's funny. Cause one time a bunch of guys, uh, younger kids would hang out with my younger brother. They, they came in we gave them some dip. They were all in the bathroom, the same bath. It was like six guys throwing in up? one bath. Yeah. Just either throwing up or about to just laying there. A <laughs> like, bunch of Cristobal's over there. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's the thing. Cause they were swallowing it. Man. Oh no. Yeah. You're swallowing it and you just like, nah, man, it's uh, you just, you spit it out. That's why you have a spit cup. How many cigars do you think we're going to smoke on this podcast today? I say three. 
You think so? I think we can get through three. I mean, we're almost done with this one. As long as the whiskey keeps going. <laughs> Dude, there's plenty. Of, there's so much whiskey. There's bottles of whiskey. Dude, I haven't tried this uh Jameson. This McGregor stuff. You know what? That's not the McGregor one, is it? That's just Jameson. Oh no, yeah, that's Jameson. Oh, he talks shit about Jameson. Does I he thought, really? But it's kind of the same bottle, isn't it? The uh proper 12. It's this I thought that I thought I it was mean, proper 12. It looks Irish because it's green. <laughs> That's but all. the Jamesons that I've seen don't look like this. Oh, this is a special edition. That's why. You know why I have Jameson in here? Because Ken Del Valle likes it. Oh, when, when Ken's okay. on the podcast, he drinks Jameson. But this is stout because I know, uh, yeah. Did you I think see, it's a little sweeter. Did you see McGregor's coming out with a stout, a beer? The beer, yeah. 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 I have. I, I mean, I follow him and. and uh, Me too. He's, he's fun. having parties. and He had a party yesterday in the U.S. and. Uh, it was a Irish stout. He's a he's a he's a fun Instagram to follow. I like following ballers, man. I like following big fucking ballers. The bigger the better. The bigger the yacht, the bigger the party. And that guy came from. I mean, he was on welfare and like six years you know, ago. You know, and like maybe eight years ago at this point. I don't know, but like, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it's just like he had a. Dream. It's amazing. He's just sitting on his yacht now. He's just like sitting on his yacht eating breakfast, shooting up, <laughs> shooting up what. Steroids? Oh, <laughs> maybe. Dude, that guy's big. Is that, he? That, dude, there's a reason voided? why he hasn't started. That, there's a reason he hasn't fought Chandler. You know? I, think, when, I, when, think, I think Chandler take his head off. I think so, too. I think I mean, Chandler it's not that he's, kill just, him. he's not hungry anymore, man. He's not. No, that's the thing. He's not. And Chandler's like my... I think he's shorter than I am, dude. And Chandler is a natural-born fucking killer. Yeah, he's just... He's not fighting machine. for money, no. I don't think. He, he's he's the kind of guy who's fighting because that's what he was born he likes, to do. Yeah, yeah. And McGregor, and you when, McGregor used to fight for money. When yeah. he got rich, he was done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he shows up and he fights, and like he knows if he comes back, he's gonna make probably twenty mil in a yeah. night. So yeah, he'll come back. Why not? He'll promote his beer, yeah. and then he'll sell the beer company like he sold Proper, proper 12. Twelve. He sold Proper Twelve for what a billion dollars? Something like that. Something insane. Yeah, yeah he's. He, I, I, I saw a story where he's talking about, you know, I saw a yacht bigger than mine. And it's like, what the fuck? I want that yacht. You know? <laughs> and that's the thing with men. It's always you want something bigger and bigger. And bigger. That's all. You're yeah. always dick measuring. <laughs> yeah. I, that's an unhealthy the mindset, the though. Yeah. You, you got it. Like at a certain point, you got like, look, man, here's I, here's an example. Years ago when I was working at the gun store, we had one of our big ballers, regular there. He, he dropped 20, 25 Gs a month at the gun shop. Like this guy's Just been- on ammo. He, ammo, guns. This guy, anytime there's a new gun, he orders it. This guy's got, a, he's, this guy's got probably 700, 800 guns. Like he's, Damn. he's got a, he, you know, he's wealthy. He can start and he a loves Hezbollah. guns. He can start a Hezbollah. <laughs> he, he's, he's wealthy. He loves guns. He loves cars. He's got a badass car collection, motorcycles, the whole thing, right? He told me Beretta- make shotguns this might shock people they make shotguns that are in the six figures hundred thousand two hundred thousand quarter million sh dollar shotguns they, 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 gold and diamonds and uh -huh. right it's not i mean the shotgun can't possibly shoot that much better right you it's just blow me for that much. <laughs> yeah at that point it's like oh the receiver is solid gold the whatever right it's got diamonds on the receiver things like that right so he goes to italy to the beretta store to buy a six-figure shotgun he goes i walked in there thinking i was hot shit I was, you know, I'm going to buy $150,000 over under Beretta. And he goes, while I'm there, I look right next to me. There's some Arab in a turban. And that motherfucker dropped $2 million at the Beretta store on shotguns like it was nothing. 
And he goes, right there, I realize no matter how rich I get, yeah. there's going to be somebody richer yeah, than me. Yeah, of course. Of course. But it's cool seeing McGregor just sitting on his yacht in his underwear, eating breakfast, <laughs> like shadow boxing. Dolce Gabbana yeah. Versace underwear. And I want to be one of those guys where like when I walk into a store, they just close the store. Or they're, close they're, a restaurant. Yeah, they're like, that's it. We made our money for the day. Yeah, yeah. You know, like when Mayweather, May, they open the mall, especially for Mayweather. Yeah. They know when he walks into the Louis Vuitton store, it's a quarter million dollar purchase. <laughs> when he walks into Fendi or whatever, Jim met Shoe, my quota for the next quarter. <laughs> dude, it's insane. So, are you in sales or like what do you do at the gym? Management. Um, I've been there for twelve years now, man. No shit. Yeah, what I'm trying to do is. Oh, I'm sorry you know, get for all those times I talk shit about. Oh no, dude, Fitness. everybody does it. Dude, I go to I go to jujitsu. <laughs> And the guys are like, hey, man, I've seen you somewhere. Like, oh, probably at the gym. He's like, yeah, do you go to Gold or whatever? And it's not. Nah, I work at Planet. He's like, oh, <laughs> Pizza Planet. I get all kinds of names. And it's like, hey, Pizza I'm used Planet. to it, man. And people think that we don't have free weights there. And Well, you have dumbbells up to, what, 50 pounds? Nah, uh, they go up to 75. 75s. I do kegels with 75s. <laughs> <laughs> i believe you <laughs> yeah but it's 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 i mean as far as cardio we get some of the best trainers in el paso going there just to use our cardio because our shit always works man i mean how many times have you been to a gym the shit breaks down and it takes a month and a half to get it fixed Oh, sure. Our stuff is fixed right away. Dude. I can't even have uh, this sticker on the, the, you see the sticker on this bottle. If it's barely scratched, uh, I got to replace it, you know, things like that. I mean, that's, that's, that's nice. Well, look, here's the thing. I, I, you know, I, I don't really talk shit about Planet Fitness because I understand what it is. It's not what I look for. For me, there's gyms and there's fitness centers. Yeah. So if you want a gym, you go to the gym. But most people don't want to go to the gym. They want to go to a fitness center. They want to go after work. They want to do 20 minutes on the elliptical. They want to do some biceps, some hamstrings, yeah. whatever, and go home. And for most people, that's fine. That's what they want. It's not my atmosphere. Right. I can't work out at a place that looks like a frozen yogurt shop yeah. <laughs> or sounds like a frozen yogurt shop. Orange Theory? Like, that sounds like yeah, you sell yeah, frozen true. yogurt. Yeah, like, I, I'm not going to work out there. I need a gym gym. Yeah. yeah. I, I want the chains and the bands and the chalk. I want my equipment to be a little bit dirty. You know what I'm but saying? You do a lot of deadlifting and not right now. I, I have a deadlift platform. I have the rogue deadlift platform. I just haven't built it yet. My garage is, is there's not a lot of space in there right now. Like half of it I'm working out in the other half. Cause I'm renovating the house. There's just tools all over the place there. It's, it's just, there's, you know, just a bunch of stuff, wood and, and things that I'm tr working on installing and this and that. So I don't have that's a lot nice, of space. Man. Right I now, mean, but... if you, you can get that going, it's, but that's what, that's the thing. Like you, I mean, you of all people, you're a trainer, you've been doing it for a while. You can, you can work out anywhere. You can go to the park and find, if you know how to work out, you know how the muscles work, you know how to work out at a park. I mean, that's true. I, I can get by long-term. I would, um, long-term I would regress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if I'm, yeah, you're advanced, man. There's, a, I mean, there's a. That's what I'm saying. Like the market for Planet Fitness. Uh, there's a study. There's a group that does studies on the nation where it's like three percent of the country actually really, you know, wants to, you know, David Goggins shit, things like that, uh -huh. or like you. Uh huh. 
the other 90% of the U.S., they just want to, you know, kind of stay healthy, eat whatever the hell they want. You know, it's... That's uh, a very juxtaposed statement. <laughs> well, that's why America's... Uh, what is it, like 70% of America's overweight? Something like that. That's why I'm selling the shit out of Ozempic. And uh, Ozempic is not for... Uh, for uh, weight loss, it's for type two diabetes, but what they, they kind of go hand in hand. Ozempic, you doing uh, you uh, pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical sales? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I'm selling the hottest drug on the market, dude. Yeah. Ozempic. I work for Nova Nordisk right now. Okay, it's a new gig. I've been with them since June 26th. It's very new. So like four months now since I moved back to El Paso. Is that uh, what you're doing in San Antonio too? No, in San Antonio, I was with a different company. So I was with a company called IWP for five and a half years. I started in El Paso. I did three and a half years there, here, transferred to San Antonio, did two years there. And then I wanted to move back. I wasn't, I didn't like San Antonio. And this job, yeah, San Antonio, this job, like a big El Paso. That's how I always felt about it. More humid, a little more green. I mean, there's some rivers and stuff. So like yeah. there, there's that. I mean, that's cool. But <laughs> what's cool is you got Austin right there. You got yeah. Dallas right there. Houston, you got the Gulf right there. I mean, not that close though. Like it's still a road trip. I mean, Dallas is what uh, three hours away. Four. I mean, you driving sixty? You driving the speed limit, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I have to drive the speed limit. First of all, because speeding tickets are very annoying. I don't want any more speeding tickets. You have a lot? No, I don't have any. Oh, that's the point. But also, my job. These companies won't hire you if you don't have a clean driving record. Oh, I see. But especially if you have a company vehicle. If you have a company vehicle oh, like I, I do now, my last I job see. I did, and now I have a company vehicle. Fucking socialist bullshit. Yeah. Oh, everybody's gonna drive the same car. You all get Toyota Rav fours. I'm like, fuck. I spent my whole life working my ass off so I can buy a big badass truck. Now you want to put me in a Rav four? I can't even drive my truck even if I wanted to. I yeah. asked my manager. I said, can I just park the company car at home? Leave that, leave that fucking rice burning piece of shit over there and drive my truck. He's like, you have to drive the company vehicle. I'm like, fuck. Socialist. You don't put you don't put mileage on your, your I don't give a fuck. I'm I'm past giving a fuck. Really? Yeah. I gave a fuck when I was in my early 20s. I worked my ass off, so I don't have to care about that shit. So I can just do what I like. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, if you like your truck. Why would you want to put the mileage on? Well, so my last job gave me $650 a month car allowance. That pays for my truck. Yeah, that pays for it. Okay. This company, I got to pay $150 a month to drive <laughs> to get a company car. I got to pay $150 a month to drive a fucking RAV4. I don't know who my cousin works for here or one of my uncles, but uh, they got they had a Tesla there for a while. Yeah, some companies give Teslas. Yeah, and now I think he's got an electric Volvo. Yeah, some companies give it. My, my manager, I mean, same company. He he has a, he has one of those hybrid Volvos. You might, shit. You might know my cousin then, uh, Adrian Garcia. That's my manager. Oh yeah, that's my cousin. Are bro. you serious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. You know his wife. I I met her. Head? I met her. Uh, we were at End of the Mountain Gods last week. I met her. Oh okay, yeah. Well, that's, yeah that's hilarious. My, that's my cousin. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I'm gonna... What's weird is so crazy. It's not weird. Well, so Mariel's my cousin. My second. She's like my. My, Fuck, my hold on. He's going to watch this. I was kidding about the socialism. If you know, talk about somebody that buys guns and ammo, this guy, he's not a socialist. Dude. That's how I met him. Yeah. 
I used to sell him guns. Okay. He's been on the podcast. Oh, he has? Yeah. No shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. We were, he was, he, I wanted him to come back, but, um, like when I moved back to El Paso, but, um, I, I think, I don't know. I mean, right now he's, he's, he's really busy. So, um, he's just, cause traveling. he's been, yeah, he's traveling a lot. He's, it's his first job as a regional manager. He's been a pharmaceutical rep for a long time, yeah, yeah. but it's his first job as a, as a regional manager. So he's got a lot on his plate and I didn't want to push. I asked him, he's like, oh, he's like, man, I got have a lot on my plate right now. I was like, dude, no worries. Yeah. Like when you have time, when the time's right, yeah. we'll make it happen. I'll, no I'll, I'll make it happen for you. Don't yeah. No worries, man. <laughs> no, no, yeah. He's, dude, I, I've known that guy. So he's his, a good dude. His mom was friends with my mom. So I used to go to his house, swimming pool, have swimming parties. Yeah. We yeah. actually got in a fight when we were young. He's, I think he's a year or two. He's two years older. Who, who won? He's, he's bigger, dude. <laughs> but it, it wasn't, it wasn't by much. Dude. I mean, we got into it. And then the, yeah, the parents came and, but, uh, whether you win by an inch or a mile, yeah. <laughs> winning, well, you winning. better win, bro. <laughs> you better win. He was, he was older and bigger. Uh, and it was his house. He had that home field advantage. So <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But, but then he ends up dating my cousin and I'm like, no, don't date that guy. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> well, oh, 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 you told your cousin not to yeah, date that guy. Yeah, I thought yeah. you told Adrian no, don't dude, date that Adrian, guy. I was like, Adrian, wait a minute. I was like, <laughs> Adrian, Adrian is a, he's a hell of, he's a, he's a hell of a man. He's a hell of a husband, a hell of a, a father. I agree. And I'm sure he's a hell of a boss too. Dude. He's, um, I've only been, you know, it's his first job as a manager and I've only been on his team for, for again, for like four months. And, uh, he's, it, it, he's the kind of guy you could depend on. Yeah. I'm, you know, dude. And, and his kids are just model, model citizens. His, his daughter just had a, got accepted to uh TCU. Yeah. And she's doing, she's, she's been there for like a month and they're already, uh, like praising her, writing articles in the newspaper for BYU about how good it was. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, man. She, she's, I'm surprised I've never known this before. Like, man, your your cousin and your other cousin is Jaime. Yeah, Jaime. And then uh, yeah, talk about cool. a socialist. Bro. <laughs> talk about a fucking talk about a guy who's just completely misguided, man. That oh, guy's lost. Bro, he's lost. I don't know. I, I want to help him, but he might be beyond. Oh, no, he's he's so far gone. Yeah, man. It's uh and it sucks, man, because he's family, and I love him still. But um, he, uh, we, we, I, I actually, we, we stopped talking there for a while. He's difficult to talk to. All he does is bitch. I mean, uh, you, you know, and I, I don't want to talk about him too much because, first of all, people don't know who who he is, and he's not here to defend himself. But fuck, dude, I, like out of nowhere, I'll put something on Instagram, and I'll just get this response in my DM. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. I'm like, bro, bro, yeah. go go get a blowjob. Yeah chill out like for some and he, he still does a lot of jiu-jitsu yeah yeah man he's I mean, he's, he's, he's actually a badass grappler dude like, he's and he's and he weighs like a 120 soaking wet uh yeah yeah he's uh when i first started training i mean he was already high level and uh he taught me a lot you know i like the guy yeah just yeah like you said i don't know what the fuck happened to him. yeah man i that, that's the same thing i i said to him i was like dude, what the fuck because he moved to chicago oh he's not in denver anymore no no no, no. before denver he moved to Chicago with his his ex wife, oh. and uh, after Chicago, man, it was like, what the fuck, Jaime? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what happened to you, bro? Like, and I don't know. I saw him at my brother's wedding. This uh, we stopped talking there for a while. I was like, dude, 
I'm done with you, bro. And uh, we stopped talking. That's unfortunate. Yeah, we. Saw I'd like each to other see him, man. I miss him. I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah, he's a good time. guy. He's let's just... take a trip. Let's take a trip to Denver. Let's go hunting in Denver. We can hang out with him. Maybe we can take him hunting. We can we can uh, remind him that he's a man. Dude, his dad's the one that started. His dad had the biggest gun collection. He had like fucking pirate guns and shit, like the muskets and shit. And and now his mom, well, my aunt, she's actually my godmother. She's all so anti-gun and all this. And I'm like, Tia, you had, we had guns all the time. What happened? Like, why are you so anti-gun? Is it because you're mad at your ex-husband? Or is it because of the shit that's going on? And it's like, Oh, guns are bad and all this shit. And that's, he aligns with his, and his sister too, man. His sisters. You think Hyman's bad. Really? Yeah. It's sad because they're, it's family. But You know who talks about their sister being super liberal is Andrew Tate. Andrew and Tristan Tate. They're like, yeah, they're like, I have a sister. She's super liberal. We can barely talk to her. I think she's a lawyer or something. And, and they, they barely talk to her. They're like, she's, she's just feminist, liberal. They're not even feminists, bro. There's nothing wrong with feminists. These are yeah, they're Nazis. They're feminazis, bro. Yeah, but feminism in its essence is like, what? what is it? It's garbage. Like, like what are they trying to say? Like, there's an old um, feminist slogan from, I think, the 70s or the 80s that says, a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle. I mean, this is the most stupid shit ever. So, like, and, and here's just a quick example. When a woman is out and some guy comes to hit on her, what, what does she say? She says, I have a boyfriend. Or I'm married. And then the guy goes away. She has to conjure up an imaginary man to make the other man go away because nine times out of 10, only a man can keep another man in check. So if men aren't protecting women, who, who, who will? Exactly. And from who? Exactly. This whole, I don't need a man is just garbage. You know, they sit there saying, I don't need a man when they're living in a house that was built by men. They're driving a car that was built by men. They're driving on roads that were built by men. And when shit hits the fan, who do they call? Yeah. They call men. They call a police yeah. officer. 99% of the time, it's a man. Like, like who's like the whole thing is stupid. Men need women and women need men for different reasons exactly. and leave it at that. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. It's like, nobody's superior. We're just better at different things. Leave it at that. It's this whole like, oh, the patriarchy and all this stuff. It's bad, man. I mean, it's even filtered. The thing is, the U.S. is, they control the whole world, right? It, it, it seeps into Mexico. And in Mexico, feminism turns into times 10. Really? Oh, yeah, I was there last year twice in Mexico City. They have uh, the Angel de Independencia. Big monument. I don't know if you've ever seen it, like in the World Cup, if the U.S., I mean, if Mexico happens to beat Germany or something, everybody goes to the... The, the the angel there monument in the center and everybody's happy right when i was there it was it was like the berlin wall around this thing and it was all graffiti because of feminists dude. and the, these are the feminists that like walk around no shirt you know boobies out uh chanting all kinds well, those of those are the kinds facing like. the what those are the kinds I like. Well, isn't yeah. it funny? Isn't it <laughs> funny? They always talk about they want to be respected for their intelligence and their ideas, and then they get their tits out because they know nobody gives a shit unless they're naked. But that's so dumb. <laughs> well, but that's what they do. That's just I'm not saying it's yeah, that's just what they do. Yeah, it's 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 a shame, man. It's uh and then if you say the word feminazi, they're like, What? Well, some of them are. 
The worst is male feminists. When a guy tells me he's a feminist, I'm like, oh my God, there's got to be a different way for you to try and get laid. I'm convinced these guys, exactly. These are the guys that never get any pussy and they're trying to find a way to just, oh yeah. And then they're the first ones to be friend zone, dude. They're not getting any pussy. 100%. 100%. They're not getting any pussy. 100%. They get the companionship. They get to actually talk and hang out with girls, but they're never going to get any. 100%. Yeah. Bill Burr had a hilarious bit about that. I think in his special paper tiger which was a great special it's on netflix he says like that's the most limp dick way to try to get some pussy ever oh yeah i believe everything you believe yeah i champion women like shut the fuck up have you seen that movie on netflix (laughs) old dads no oh dude you gotta have to you gotta watch it you gotta watch it it's a great movie i'll check it out i haven't had time for any any netflix or anything that i don't i don't even keep up with the ufc anymore like i try as much as possible i did watch the Adesanya Sean Strickland fight. Yeah. Which was mostly boring. But I was very surprised, man. I mean, I I the only t- I know you like to gamble. Uh well, poker. I don't know if you gamble on not really. I lost some money last week at in the Mountain Gods like an idiot playing roulette because the poker room was closed. Uh, yeah. And I can't be bored, dude. Like you cannot bore me. You can do anything to me, but just don't bore me. <laughs> so I was there and we had a meeting. It was a work trip. Adrian was there. We had dinner. And then um I went back. I was like, all right, I'm going to go play poker. The poker room was closed. There was nobody playing poker. So I'm like, shit, what am I going to do? Let me go play roulette. And yeah, I lost some money. But no, I don't usually gamble. I'm not, I, I don't enjoy it. I, I like poker because it's a thinking game. It's a, yeah, yeah, man. It's a, it's a battle between me and the other players. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, see, I don't like poker just because it takes so damn long. <laughs> you know, it's, if you want action, don't play poker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I got a lot of buddies that play poker and then, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll make some money. Not the kind of money that you make. I see your chip stack of, I'm like, God damn, what's this guy doing? You know, I just found out there's a poker pro named Justin Saliba. So my actual last it's Saliba, my, right, my, right. my legal last name is Saliba. I use Barbar. Barbar is my great grandfather. You know what Saliba means in Spanish? Yeah. I use Barbar because I think it's more marketable and it's my great grandfather and he was a big deal in Lebanon. So mm-hmm. I, when I when I started the show, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna use Barbar. So my grandfather was Jamil Barbar. Okay. Okay, that was his middle name, right? But so I, I joined this Facebook group called Lebanese in America. I post on there, hey, I'm I'm Jamil, blah, blah, blah. Right. A guy messages me. His name's Tony Saliba. Hey man, uh, are you are you Michael's son? I go, yeah. He's like, that's fucking awesome. Like, your dad and I grew up together in Tigrin, the little village that we're from in Lebanon. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. We chat a little bit. He goes, hey, I'm looking through your profile. I see you play poker. I don't know if you've heard of my son, Justin Saliba. I'm like, that guy's a fucking badass. That guy's like like making millions of dollars playing Shit. poker. Like, he's at the Monte Carlo right now playing in Italy. Shit. Yeah, like, he's a, he's big time, man. I'm like, oh, wow, that's that's interesting. And he's a cousin of yours? or not? I don't think we're blood-related, but... Saliba, basically, like my dad's village, there's two families there. There's the Salibas and and the uh, what's the other one called? There's another family. I'm I'm I have such a head rush right now, dude. I can't even think. But um, well, yeah, you're going through that thing. Yeah, man. I'm going. Yeah, dude, I I can't. Yeah, I don't pace myself. I got into smoking cigars, watching fights, and yeah. they're a little longer. Um, because yeah, I would just go to my uh, I call it the water hole. My neighborhood water hole, they put the fights on. I smoke a cigar and it lasts me the whole fight. That's cool. Yeah. What uh what fights are coming up? Well, hold on. We were talking about McGregor Chandler yeah. a little bit ago. We didn't 
And uh, I, I think if that fight does go through, McGregor's getting fucking killed. It's supposed to, because usually when you're the ultimate fighter uh, coach, you're supposed to fight each other. And this was, the, the I mean, the season ended a, a while ago, so they were supposed to fight, I think, in October. That's right. Yeah, and what happened? Well, he's not in the USADA uh, testing. Oh, program. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. now the UFC dropped USADA. You, you saw Did that. Did they? Yeah, they really? Dropped. So starting January, they're doing something else. I don't know, man. And and I, I, I'm thinking McGregor had something to do with that. <laughs> it's like McGregor's, that's like their, uh, their superstar, you know? So even still, but even though it? he's lost two fights in the last... Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, when's the last time McGregor won a fight? It's yeah. been a while. Like he, he, like Donald Cerrone. Like who's the last guy he beat? Yeah, no shit. Yeah, it was. It's Cerrone. been like six years since yeah, he won a he fight. He started with Cerrone and then he went with uh, Dustin. And well, he lost to Dustin twice in a row. The first time yeah. he got knocked out. The second time he broke his shin, and then he got beat by Khabib. Then he came back and beat. Cerrone, I think. Then he lost those two fights yeah. to Dustin. He yeah. hasn't fought since. Yeah. Since, since since the leg break, he hasn't yeah, fought. Yeah, and he was supposed to fight uh, Chandler. But it hasn't happened because... So now, I just saw on his um, his party that he had for that beer. Um, he's supposed to be fighting sometime next year. You think he's banging all those models in his Instagram? I don't know, man. Because, I mean, his wife... I mean, unless she's just like... Man, you know he's not married? You want. Yeah, yeah, he's not married, but I mean, he keeps <laughs> pushing babies out, you know? Like all oh, that shit that he's done, but he won't he won't pull he's, the trigger. I don't think he's Neither is John Jones. Oh, yeah. John, John Jones, Jones is not married either. Yeah, he, that guy's something. I mean, he's he's gotten better, John Jones. I used to not like John Jones just because of all the shit around him. Well, you see the fight with Steepy got canceled because he tore his back. Yeah, that sucks, man. That really does suck. So and the way it got... happened, like I saw the video, the way it happened, he was going for a takedown and like his arm that was down, his, his pec tore. I'm like, fuck, man, really? Yeah. So now he's going to be out for at least a year. And Again. he was out for how many years? Comes back, wins the heavyweight Two. title. Now they have to vacate the title so he can recover from his injuries. Like, damn it, man. Damn yeah. It. yeah. I hate seeing shame. talent like that, that we, we don't get to see that talent truly perform at its best. Just like with Conor McGregor. Like, right. I kind of wish Conor McGregor, I don't wish it, but like to some degree, if he would have just stayed poor, <laughs> and and just kept showing up as that savage because he would dude when he was coming up like he was yeah. ah, tomorrow i'm gonna take his head clean off and he did yeah. every time and people like to discredit him people like oh you know now he's not that good they make an excuse for every win that he has yep. i'm like aldo was undefeated for 10 fucking years he took out aldo in 13 seconds with one punch like come on guys that was crazy. Took That's, out, took out, like Babe Ruth. Knocked man. out Chad Mendez. They're like, oh, Chad didn't really have time to, to prepare properly for that fight. Goes up to 55, takes out Eddie Alvarez. Oh, Eddie Alvarez was, I don't know, the, some excuse. Like, yeah. shut up. Like, yeah. he's really good. No, he he's the only really one good. that ever really gave Khabib a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. not, because Khabib had, had a couple of decision wins, right? Yeah, he, uh, he went, uh, I think he only lost one round, and people still argue that. And they that was career. against McGregor. That was the third round against McGregor. No, there was one before that. Uh, who was it? Who's that guy that stepped in to fight him? Some, 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 some guy from the U.S. Uh, I forget his name. Belcher, Belcher, yeah, Al, Alan Belcher, Ooh. something like that. Dude, I don't even know where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah, you went through that thing. Like I went through that thing. I had a little bit of whiskey, not nearly as much as you did, but I'm a lightweight, so like a little bit is all it takes. A couple, oh no, man, that shot, that shot. A couple uh, fingers of whiskey, I'm done, G. Yeah, 
You need to come Ooh. out more. You need, you need to go to Juarez with me. I need, <laughs> I'll go to J-Town with you. I don't know if I'll go party J-Town. I want to oh, go. Even, do you know Ben Fuentes? He was on the podcast recently, and he and like we're just bullshitting on the podcast. My buddy Diego was here too, and um, he was promoting promoting this uh, short film that he that he did. And I'm just talking to Ben, and Ben's a really interesting guy. And I'm like, Ben, you you look like the kind of guy who's gonna just have a bunch of pet tigers someday. And he just kind of like he's like, I do have tigers. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, apparently he's starting some kind of tiger farm in in Juarez, like an hour away. He's he's Ben, the guy that has planes and. I don't think I don't think he has planes, but yeah, he's got tigers and mountain lions. He was showing me the pictures. He's like, dude, yeah, I'll take you. He's like, we're gonna have a water park. Like his him and his dad, I think they're building a water park and they're gonna have tigers at the, at the water uh, park. Yeah, it sounds uh, fucking nuts, man. That sounds like an accident so, waiting. It to sounds happen. like something Conor McGregor would do. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean we can go to a nice. That, that's the thing too. The I mean, you go to Cafe Central and Manson Eleven, and they're nice. Not a fan. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Or uh, Mesa Street. I'm not. I'm not a fan either. Yeah. But the, you, you want to go to a nice restaurant over there where the service is good, and I mean, all you see is beautiful women coming really? in all night. And then, I mean, uh, they don't. They don't usually uh, put the fights on, but the, like the Canelo fights. I went to go watch Canelo fight there. Uh, and man, this this is a place. It's a steakhouse. Uh, it's delicious, man. I mean, the meat over there, I think, is so much better than the meat over here, uh, as far as beef goes. Yeah. There's a uh, restaurant. My my favorite restaurant in Vegas is called Mott 32. Okay. It's at the Palazzo. It's <clears throat> it's a modern Chinese restaurant. And, dude, the ugliest waitress there is a nine and a half. Really? Oh, my God. Like, And just, like, classy-looking women. Like, beautiful like dressed elegant. Yeah. It's not like a Twin Peaks kind of place. Uh, like, you know, like they're elegant, like oh, beautiful, yeah, yeah, classy. Like great food. I got the Peking duck. They get you this whole roasted duck. It's the bomb. By the way, duck season is, is right around the corner. <laughs> Where do you go for duck? There's a spot about an hour away, hour and 15 minutes. If you want to go, we can go. Just get your, yeah. get your Texas hunting license. Okay. We can go. I think uh I don't know when the season opens. I think soon. I, I'm I'm so Never mad. Duck. I'm so mad I missed teal season this year. I was more interested in hunting teal than duck because I think it tastes better. Oh really? So but yeah, I I, I, I thought it. I thought teal teal is just like a small duck, really. And I thought teal was like two weeks before duck season for some reason. And then I was looking at it the other day. I'm like, shit, it was in September. I'm like, damn it, it's gone now. I can't hunt teal until next year. Next year. Yeah. But quail season is right around That's the corner. That's how I was to say. Quail is. Yeah. So, because, okay. Dude, so, the spot where I go to hunt doves, there's so much quail running around. They're, they're like, everywhere here. Oh my God. I was there yesterday and I was like, man, I could just shoot a hundred quail right now. Yeah. But it's like, gotta wait two more weeks. Yeah. I, re- I remember at my house here, um, you just, in the backyard, you see a lot of them just running. Tons. Yeah. Just get you a pellet rifle and pick them off. Get a, get a suppressed 22. Should have BB gun take them out. Yeah, BB gun take them out. Yeah, like a high powered air rifle. Yeah, dub take them out. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like hunting. We gotta, we gotta plan some kind of big game hunt. Dude, let's do it, man. I don't know you. I mean, you, you, you know more than I do. You've done it, so you tell me. Even now, uh, your lead. I want to go bigger. (laughs) So you want to, you want to go hunt moose? That's what I'm saying. I went to Scottcroft uh like a month ago yeah just camping dude the whole night all you hear is elk 
the whole night. Just elk everywhere. Wow. All around you. Now, for elk in New Mexico, we have to draw, right? Like, we can't do it this year. We got to draw for next year. I don't know why you have to draw. There's so many. There's so many. Right, right. Yeah, I don't well, know. Well, maybe that's why, you know? Well, they give the priority to their residents, to, to New Mexico residents. I'm sure we can find, like, an Indian reservation, man. And they, they I mean, if you, I mean, if you pay, they probably let you out there. Yeah, maybe. I, yeah. But the reservations, they still have to abide by the same hunting laws, don't they? No, they do whatever they want. Yeah, the reservation is kind of like its own thing, right? They don't pay the IRS. They don't have, they could, They've got their own court. They can grow peyote there. They can, <laughs> they can do whatever the hell they want there, man. I mean, shit, let's look into it. I'm down. Let's look into it. I want to hunt with a bow. That's the best thing to do is when you, you, you have to find people with land. Yeah, or just buy your own. Well, yeah. get rich as fuck and buy yeah. some land. Yeah, put a feeder out there. And you can just do whatever you want. And yeah. if you don't have, to, if you don't drive out, I mean, deer season all year. Dude, I used to see a lot of deer in San Antonio. Um, you see them driving there all the time. It's tons of them, man. One time I was driving from San Antonio to San Angelo at like five in the morning. And I mean, the whole stretch of the highway, I didn't go, I probably didn't go half a mile without seeing deer. I mean, there was whitetail all over the place, all over the place. I used to see a lot of turkeys too, but you can't hunt over there. In New Braunfels, where, I, where my gym was, the gym I used to go to, by the way, talk about like a gym, but that's also super nice. Strength Built Athletics in New Braunfels. Fuck, bro. Like, yeah. That gym was badass. That gym was so nice. I've never heard of it. Oh, my God, man. So it, it's small. It's a little local gym. The guy who owns it is an ophthalmologist. I've had him on the show. Okay. He makes his own whiskey. Oh, wow. Dr. Smith. Yeah. Re really whiskey. cool guy. Yeah. Do you really? I mean, you just buy those little barrels, and then you throw some, uh, you can get every, any corn alcohol. Okay. And then you flavor it and let it, it I mean, it, the smaller the barrel, the faster it ages. Okay uh but yeah man it's it's people are i mean they, they in what is people know my whiskey so oh really yeah i mean i don't have any right now or otherwise i would have brought some because uh, yeah, cool. you can get your barrel and they'll they'll engrave it with your last name and you know whatever nice. you want to yeah that's pretty cool now how long you been <clears throat> training mma because i know you you've been at this for like when did you start were you in your mid-20s no before that um so right, I I wrestled one year of of high school, right, and I was I was pretty good at it uh, for being for doing one year. I qualified for nationals, and then after that, uh, I got into judo. And uh, after judo, came jujitsu. But this was I'm talking right out of high school, so nineteen twenty. So I've been doing this for like twenty years. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, cool. but that's the thing. You that's what I'm to... saying. Like I'm I'm not belted. Like you know, yeah, and who gives a fuck. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, because when I go to a gym, I mean, out of respect at a at a, at a judo or jujitsu place, you're supposed to just wear a white belt, right? But then you start rolling with these people, and and they're like, "Dude, you're not a white belt. What are you doing?" And it's like, why, well, dude, why, why do you have to wear a white belt if you go to a different gym? It, it, that's what they taught me at the at the at the, the Hayashi's. They always Ugh. said I mean, <laughs> it's super traditional. It's super traditional. Oh, traditional, bro. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah, but that's the <laughs> thing. It's like it's out of respect. Yeah, I mean, it's all just it, it all comes from Japan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's respect my ass. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that guy wouldn't know respect if it hit him in the face. <laughs> you know, you're not a big fan of Taichi. I don't like him. No, no. 
Yeah, I mean, he, he, he's he used dick. to be very... Uh, he was always a dick to me. I don't know how he is with other people. He, he, was, he was always an egomaniac. Because, dude, he was top five uh, shoot fighter in the world. I, I give zero fucks what he was. Like I've met, I've met UFC fighters. They were the nicest. I've met John Jones, Cain Velasquez, Ben Henderson. Like I've met the baddest motherfuckers on earth. They were super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. That guy just wanted you to jerk him off yeah. all fucking day. Yeah. And, and it, like he, what I didn't like about him is that you couldn't ask him a question mm. He'd be like, all right, here's what you, how you're going to throw this kick. And I'd be like, well, what about doing it this way? And he'd be like, don't argue with me. I'm your sensei. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't like that shit. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 of like now nah, you're gonna do it like this. Yeah, and no, I don't like that. Much. And that's how it always was, and that's how he because his dad is Japanese mm-hmm. or was Japanese. Mm-hmm. So uh I mean there's a thing if he's an egomaniac, yeah, that that that's not cool, right? But what he's learned and he doesn't know any better, I don't fault him for that, you know. Ah, uh, yes, whatever. Um, <laughs> but that's where that he he taught you that you're supposed to wear a white belt everywhere you go. Yeah, out of respect. I mean, I've heard that at Brazilian uh, jiu-jitsu places too. I've never heard that before. I've heard you wear the belt that you that your instructor gave you, no matter where you go, because then they accuse you of being a sandbagger, a sandbagger. Which is like, if you're not competing, how are you? What are you sandbagging exactly? Yeah, I don't I don't understand that. Like, if you've been training for twenty years and you go to to do a grappling tournament and you enter the beginners division, no, then, no, 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 that, that's then different. You're sandbagging. Yeah, no, but yeah. like, but if you go to a, a no, you know, no, if, unless you're a black belt. If you're a black belt, that's different. You know who did that when he first came to El Paso? Your uh, uh, head coach, Jeff. Oh, Vigil. He started uh when he came, when he first came to El Paso, he would go around to all these dojos because he, he didn't he didn't know if he was gonna open a gym yet or not. Oh, okay. So he would go around. He told me this, you know, because I I hung out with the guy a few times and he told me he's like, Yeah, I'd, I'd go around just to feel out the different, you know, see how the vibe is in El Paso. Because yeah. he's from where is he from? New Jersey, something, somewhere uh, like he's uh, whatever. From Boston. Boston, New Jersey. So he would go around and he goes, Yeah, I would wear a I would wear a white belt and I would go around because he, he didn't want to walk in with a black belt and have people be like, Oh, you know, like mm-hmm people treat black belts differently yeah. which is another issue i have with belts that's but that's what, the thing dude we're old school like back then it's you didn't you know yeah i, I mean i i guess i don't know I don't, I don't see why you don't just wear whatever belt you are and that's that i mean i i wear a white belt so like if i go around obviously if you're training nogi nobody even knows right unless you're 10th planet then it's the color of your rash guard which i never knew for the longest time, I had no I, idea. I didn't know that either. I didn't know if you're wearing a purple rash guard, it means you're you're a purple belt, yeah. you know? So I, I had no idea. And they'd be like, yeah, go roll with that brown belt over there. I'm like, who? They're like, the brown belt. I'm like, well, what the fuck? They're like, the brown rash guard. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. I thought uh, Tenth Planet used to have their shorts that too. with a, like, a pretend belt like that a, too. on it. Like a printed belt. Yeah, but on I didn't the know short. about yeah. the rash guards. Yeah, both. Yeah. I, yeah, I, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, yeah, tournaments is different. You can't sandbag that, you know, because I mean, even why would you go and want to compete just, just to get a medal? Yeah, because you know, like, you're a bitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're, exactly. Just, you're just a pussy. Yeah. You're, you're, like you're just, you're so afraid of losing. You're trying to ensure victory, but that's not it's like of, all these trends. But how can you be praised? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 You're going to go. Put on a, a sports bra and beat the shit out of some girls and be like, "Oh, I'm a champion." Yeah, no, you're not. Yeah, 
And that, that that's another subject. That a lot of states are cracking down on that, though. Thank God. Yeah, it's right, about time. Right. Because all, all these girls started complaining. All these said, girls are like, you. like I've been, you know, like these girls that have been been working all through, like from elementary school. Now they're in college, and they're just getting smushed by these guys. And they're like, "Yo, we can't. This is bullshit." I can't believe they ever allowed it in MMA, man. Oh my God, it's so ridiculous. It's like cracking girls' heads open and yeah. shit. Like yeah. I, I like, but here's the thing. If those girls who took those fights knew that this is stupid, a guy who recently transitioned and they wanted to do it anyway, that's fine. They're adult. Yeah. But look, you're an adult. You're, you're, you're a 20 some year old woman, 30 some year old, whatever. And you want to fight a guy, go for it. I like do whatever you want. I guarantee you Ronda Rousey would have never fought a trans man. She might've bro. You think she might've when she was on her way to the top. Yeah. I, I, I think she thought she was truly unstoppable. Like she thought she could beat anybody. She was up until she started training with that guy. What's his name? The coach. Yeah. That, oh, coach. that coach sucks. Yeah, dude. exactly. Yeah, he sucks. But everybody told her like, you know, stop training with that guy. She didn't listen. I mean, it's like, you're not a striker. Armenian guy. You're not a striker. You're, you know, you're a judoka. Do what's working. Why? If, it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, well, that's why she got, her ass kicked against Holly because eventually she got figured out. She got figured out because she never changed her game. Like, yeah, she started knocking people out, which was interesting. Who was it that she dropped with a straight right? She knocked out some girl with a straight right hand. Then she knocked out another girl with a knee to the body. She TKO'd her. I think it was Sarah McMahon. I don't know. Yeah, but these are but she, she was on a tear to the top. But no, I mean, you put her in against like. I'm, she can beat some 135 pound men. Yeah. She can beat there's some men that she no could fight? beat. But when you, know you fight? But not but not UFC fighters. Oh yeah. I still don't think she could beat a amateur 135 guy, man. <clears throat> amateur maybe. But if you if you talk about a pro who's like 5 and 0 or something, yeah, she's not going to win. Yeah. It's just it's just different, man. It's just different. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, it's. I mean, and I'm I'm surprised these f feminists didn't. Uh, they should have been the first ones saying, "No, this isn't okay. You guys are going to take over the sport, and you're not even." Well, that's women. interesting, right? Yeah, like you, you're standing up for women, but at the same time, you're you're not. You're, you're because it, it goes against against that whole agenda, man. It's 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 it's, it's, it's ass backwards. It, it really is. Yeah. Uh, you know, fuck. I mean, that's why they're cracking down on it. So, yeah, they need to get rid of that shit. But, uh, but who, are. who are who are the like who's you keep up with the UFC? Yeah. Who are the top female fighters now? Who's who's at the top? Well, you've got Alexa Grasso, the first Mexican woman uh, champion that she, beat Shevchenko. They just oh, fought again. Oh, that's right. Yeah, from Guadalajara, same same city as Canelo. Uh, she beat Valentina. She beat Valentina. Uh, she tapped her. The I don't first remember fight. that fight at all. I like. I kind of have an idea what you're talking yeah, and about. She, perfect. I mean, her 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 camp couldn't have done any better. Uh, her game plan was perfect. You know, she 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 studied her, and that's why she went when she did that spinning back fist. She caught her rear naked, choked her out. You know, tapped. Second time they fought to a draw. So um, a lot of people gave it to. Well, I mean, it's like a controversy, right? But, I mean, that's just, we're going to see a third fight, and I can't wait to see the third fight. 
So is she one on one against Valentina right now, or what? Oh, she's two. Well, the second one was a draw. So okay, damn, bro. And I mean, Valentina is is one of the best okay. fighters I- I- ever. Like skill wise, well, male female, she's one of the best. She ever. came down here, Trina and Zen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, I mean, I'd love to. I mean, if she gave me her eggs, I'd I'd make a baby with her. <laughs> um i'm trying to look up a list of current ufc champions that should be on the ufc website right yeah so you got nunez but she retired right um then you've got which uh shevchenko and amanda fought uh and that was controversial too even though amanda's bigger than shevchenko um i would have given that one a draw uh i wouldn't have said amanda won that fight um, but, uh, yeah, Shevchenko was unbeatable. I mean, she was just dominating. And then Alexa comes out of nowhere and she's a boxer, uh-huh. she's a boxer, dad, her dad. And, and, and they say her hands are huge, bro. Like, yeah. Huge hands. So I like women with big hands. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hot. <laughs> so, all right, here's the, here's the list of, um, uh, just so, so we're, we're, speaking accurately so john jones who is out right now what is this oh pound for pound top yeah. rank but where, that, are the, where are the, okay so all right so we'll start right here 35 sean o'malley why did this picture just go away sean o'malley um islam at lightweight makachev i think right now is pound for pound i think they so just updated it. He, he just beat uh, oh, Volkanovski, right? Beat the shit. Yeah, but but Volkanovski's still the forty-five pound yeah. champion. Oh yeah, I don't like how they do that. Because like, how do you go lose, but you're still the champion? Oh, but it's a different weight class. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. Well, the thing is, is you you know what happened, right? You took a fight on eleven day notice. Yes, yes. So I mean, you had a lot of people picking Volk to win and went up a weight fight. class. That's never a good thing to do. Short notice and you're going up a weight class, not a good idea. And he had to travel to. Uh, abu dhabi bro like the first fight was in australia so i guess i mean yeah i mean it's islam still won it was a good fight and he i mean islam had his work cut out for him but uh this time i mean it was just it's three strikes man you got to travel he didn't have time to acclimate he didn't have a fight camp sure. and he went up. sure i mean he got beat in the first round what like less than two minutes uh something um so fly away uh, he did it volk did it for the paid i mean he got uh upwards of four million dollars for this fight. oh shit yeah well, after I'll, pay-per-view I'll and all that four million bucks yeah exactly I'd, i'll take a head kick yeah leon edwards dude that 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 knockout of usman in the fifth round two minutes left in the fight my god yeah that was man, a great fight. that head kick was incredible yeah, that's, that's epic sean strickland i assume there's a rematch happening with israel no no Adesanya retired you what yeah seriously he said he's gonna take some time well, he didn't retire. He said he's going to take some time off. Okay. Yeah. Where is, uh, where's, what's his name? Pereira on the, on the list. Is he out of the UFC? Who? Alex Pereira. Oh, no. That, uh, he, uh, go up. That's the, go up in weight class. Oh, did he, did he go up to light heavyweight? Because Jamal Hill is the champ. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's right there. He's number three in the light heavyweight division. Oh, there he is. Okay. Yeah, dude. Because he's a monstrous 185er. Yeah. Like when you look at him in the cage against Adesanya, he's yeah, so he's big. big. 
Like, how is he ever making 85? And his hands are huge, too. He's a big guy, man. Hamzat is only number nine in the 85 division. Who's he supposed to fight next? I think they're going to give him a title shot. How, you can't go from number nine to a title shot. I, that's the last I heard. Hamzat Strickland? I think Strickland knocks him out, dude. Whitaker. I don't know. I don't know what to think about uh, Strickland. Okay, here we go. Here's the women's. Yeah. Alexa Grasso. So they got her as pound for pound number one. Valentina's. Oh, Zhang Wei Li. Oh, dude, she's a bad she woman, bro. She is Juliana Pena. That's another badass. Uh, th those are all great. Rose. Wow, Rose is down to number eight. Rose is badass, man. And then Carla Sparsa over here. Oh, so the, these these so Carlos Parza and Zhang Wei Li are doing two classes, and then Valentina Shevchenko is number one in the flyweight division. Oh, that's pound for pound. Yeah, Shit. that's that's why pound. I'm confused. Uh -huh. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, man, so many badass fighters out there. What is it? Uh, what are your thoughts on Sean Strickland? I don't know, man. Uh, I would have never thought he was he was gonna win, uh, but I've been watching a lot more videos on him, and he's. Uh, the way he trains and the way he goes about striking is very interesting because the last video I saw, he so he doesn't wait. So you know how most boxers or strikers, they're looking at they, they're looking at your hands, they're looking at your eyes. This guy looks at kind of like what boxers do. They they look at the chest. Yeah. Sternum. Yeah. yeah. And uh so that that he said, I mean, he's like, I'm waiting. As soon as I see a flinch, I strike. So he's all about striking first before you strike in. Okay. If you watch the fight with uh, Adesanya, you can see that. So I think he just, Adesanya was just like, what the fuck? Like, how do, how do I fight this? Well, it's interesting because Pereira knocked him out. Like, knocked him out yeah. flat with that left hook. Just boom, out of nowhere. Just flatlined him. And then Pereira but then beats Adesanya once in the UFC. They're one and one in the, in the right. UFC. But well, Adesanya came back and knocked him out. Knocked him out. Um, but then Strickland goes in and, and, uh, beats Adesanya. And I mean, yeah, boring fight, but like, for sure, the decision was, was obvious. He, well, the he, first he round, we were just, the first round, yeah. wasn't the first round and the fifth round, yeah. he had, he had some big moments. Um, but then Kamza, I mean, with, uh, same thing with Usman, man, he went up 11 day notice cause he was supposed to fight, uh, what's his face? Uh, the big Brazilian that we were watching when. Right before the uh, oh, uh, Yoel Romero, he's no, no, Cuban. No, the other guy, Paul Acosta. Costa. Paul Costa, Costa yeah. got injured, pulled oh, out. Really? So they asked Usman. Usman stepped up. Same thing. He took the payday. He did well, but the first round, if you watch that fight, Kamzat was just having his way with him. Yeah. Then he broke his hand. He broke his hand in the first round. Kamzat did. Yeah. So the second and third round weren't the same. He's and such a see, savage, and that's man. why it's like he should have finished him. But then all of a sudden, second and third round, you're like, what the hell's going on? And then you find out after the fight, yeah, he broke his hand. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's nasty, man. Those hand breaks in MMA are a motherfucker. Dude. Well, do any any injury, it just takes so much out of you. you know? Especially in the middle of a fight. Yeah. yeah, even with the testosterone going, it's like, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it makes a big difference. And these, these guys finish the whole fight. You imagine a five-round fight, and you're already hurt after the first round, and you hear that. All the time. Absolutely. You know, th this is why John Jones is such a fucking savage, yeah. bro. Like the Vitor Belfort fight. Do you remember that yeah, fight? Yeah. 
Vitor popped his elbow with an armbar in the first round. And then Jones, he's just like, no, I'm not going to tap. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lose. Just like, fuck, break, break my elbow. That's fine. Then he ends up tapping out Vitor, I think, in the third or the fourth yeah. with, a, with a key lock. Dude, he's such a monster. And that was when Vitor was on uh, TRT. On all, and- on, <laughs> on all the, that, that guy, like, he was, oh my God, bro. He was on everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh my God. Yeah, he was, a, he was just a monster. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if we'll see some fighters come back with, with, uh, Usada getting out of the way, or you know who I always think about when I think Usada, Johnny Hendricks. Oh yeah, 170 Dallas. Bit, yeah, the guy with the beard. Yeah, and he was just he would hit people with a straight left and Dude, they'd go flying just, across the cage. So well, look at what he did at GSP, man. Yeah, he beat the shit out of GSP. I mean, he still lost the fight, but he beat the shit out of GSP. Sh- and GSP after that was like, fuck this. Those the last three fights of GSP's career. Uh, not counting Michael Bisping, the three fights at well, the last three fights at welterweight, he took more punches than his entire career. Yeah. And it was Nate, it was Nick Diaz, Carlos Condit, and Johnny Hendricks, yep. and those were wars, dude. Yep. But Johnny Hendricks would hit people, and it just didn't even look real. Like they, like whatever he's on, I want some of that shit. Yeah, G- give me some. And he didn't even look like he was. He was one. chubby. Yeah, yeah g- give me some of whatever, whatever he was on. I want some. If I can hit people and they go flying across the room like that, like you're watching a kung fu movie, like he, like I remember the, the who was it that he knocked out where he threw a right hook and left left straight down the middle, just boom, and the guy went flying across the cage, like holy shit! Yeah, that guy hit like a ton of bricks. Man. And then they started they started drug testing, and he retired. And he yeah. goes, "Oh, it's because I, you know, they they banned IVs, and I couldn't hydrate from my weight cut. I can't. I think fuck he had, he here, had I think two more fights, and he just didn't look the same, and he got beat." And then that's when he was like, when he got off the sauce, it's crazy, man. It's great. I want to try that shit. I'm scared to try that shit. Me too. I think I like it too much. (laughs) I think I'll just kill somebody or something. (laughs) Nah, you won't. I mean, if they're not killing anybody, why would you? I mean, it's just testosterone is so crazy, man. You mean like in a rage? Yeah. Like when you're partying with water? Have you ever been in a street fight? (laughs) Uh, When I was a bouncer a few times. I mean, did you ever black out? No. Yeah, see, I've I've had a high man. High man will tell you if you're having. I mean, the, well, there was this one time here at the Taco Bana after a bar, and this guy. There's one thing that I, I mean, you can talk shit to me, but if you talk shit to my little brother, my little sister, I mean, I'm sure you're the same yeah. way. This guy, drunk guy, came out, started talking shit to everybody for no reason. He didn't bother us until he, and then he started saying things to my friends. I was like, then he started talking shit to my little brother. And I just lost it. And I mean, I, I, I don't, Hyman said I had this guy just kneeing him to the head. Oh, shit. And Hyman, well, I ended up getting him in a rear naked and I wouldn't like my brother and all the other guys were like, Luis. I just remember people saying, Luis, Luis. And I let him go, dude. The guy was just out in my, we, I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I took yeah, off. Good idea. <laughs> and Hyman, Hyman did the whole uh, CPR. Like the, no, the revived him. T- yeah, he, he likes that mouth to mouth with him. <laughs> now he uh he did the well, CBR doesn't have to be mouth to mouth. It's chest compressions. Don't you have to throw a couple breaths in there? You got uh, not anymore. The new protocol, you don't have to. No. Yeah, it's just chest compressions. Because well, I'm CPR, so I got to get CPR certified every two years, and they always say you got to do the. You don't have to even do CPR if you don't want to. In case somebody gets startled when the alarm goes off at Planet Fitness and <laughs> passes out, from the, you know, you have to revive them. Oh, you have to have a defibrillator at all gyms. Yeah. I think it's Texas law or something. But yeah, man. That makes um, sense. 
I'm and Hyman was mad. He's like, dude, the fuck's wrong with you? Like, and uh, what do you mean? What's wrong with you? You 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 defended your you yeah, defended man. But it could have it could have gone bad. It could like if I didn't let go of that guy. Imagine. Well, yeah, I mean, if you'd have killed him, that would have been yeah, exactly. That's what I'm bad, saying. Like, yeah. uh, look at you. You're remembering the story right now. Yeah, and it's I bad, guess, man. Yeah. It's bad. I, I look back and I'm just like, fuck, man. I I'd be in jail right now. Yeah, you know? yeah. You have to have enough self control to let let go of the person. When I was uh, the, the few altercations I had as a bouncer, now I probably I wasn't pissed off at all because it didn't involve me. Like I was either breaking up a fight, yeah. or in some cases, like this drunk idiot was was coming at me, and I just you know I kept telling him like don't get any closer, don't get any closer, and then I just head kicked him when he got close enough. But the other two times <laughs> I I put people in chokes, but I was breaking up a fight. Like some guy, I was just standing there. And then I hear a bottle break and I look and this guy had hit some guy with a bottle. Yeah. Ghetto ass Bob's Cantina. Yeah. When I was a bouncer. Yeah. I'm like, shit. Well, I have to get involved. Like I'm a bouncer. This guy just broke a bottle on this other dude. So I just pushed him up against the bar and I wrapped him up and had an arm choke. And I actually, he was near the exit door and I kept him in the choke and just, he was a little guy. So I just kind of like picked him up a little bit and dragged him Mm -hmm. and just took him outside. And I was like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, but it wasn't involving me, so I didn't have any adrenaline. Yeah, it's not it was, personal. No, nah, it was just like whatever. Yeah, I'm doing my job. But you got to be able to keep your cool. I mean, that's the thing. The best fighters keep their cool in yeah. the cage, too. Like, the best fighters are the ones who fight just like they're sparring. Right. If you can get in the cage and treat it like a sparring session, you're going to do great. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just when it gets personal, that's when it's like. Sure. Carlos Condit was a bad motherfucker, man. In my opinion, nobody ever put the mixed in mixed martial arts as well as Carlos, Carlos. Condit. Like, like the way he would come up high with a kick, throw a hook down low, back up high. He he just mixed it up. I guess he didn't really technical. wrestle that much, but like his kickboxing was next yeah. level, dude. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. He became interim champion. I think he 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 beat Nick Diaz for the interim belt because GSP was out with the ACL surgery or something. But then he lost it right away when GSP came right. back. He took the belt back. So he was interim champ. He was never undisputed champ. But like Carlos Condit was a bad dude, yep. bro. He's the kind of guy who like could be a real life assassin. Like he just has that look. <laughs> yeah. And he's really into guns. Like he's he was like there's videos of him at the shooting range with other UFC fighters. And like he's that's a gnarly dude. Wasn't his dad like a politician or something? I don't know. I think he's hey, like speaking of fighters and politics, though, you know Chael Sonnen is running for governor? Really? What state? <laughs> yeah, Oregon, of course. Oh shit. Yeah. I wonder what he's gonna do. I yeah, I don't know. Jesse Ventura did it. You know, he I mean, you know who Jesse Ventura is? I've heard the name. Yeah, he's a wrestler. Um, I think he was even in WWE or WWF back in the day. And then he had his own conspiracy theory show. You don't remember that? Nope. But he was governor of uh Minnesota, I believe. I'm about to pick another cigar, bro. Hold up. Let's see which ones we're gonna have right here. You haven't even finished yours. No, yeah, it went out. Uh do bathroom break. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, let's take a let's take a, a quick break. We're back. So what were you saying? You saying uh there's a there's a fake cigar industry? Oh, there's a multi-million dollar uh fake cigar. So industry. what do they do? Like it's not real tobacco? Like what are they rolling? Uh, no, it's real tobacco. They're just not real Cubans. They're using oh, okay. fake tobacco and fake everything, and they're not rolled by real Cuban. I mean, that they don't have to be real rolled by a real Cuban, but the the the, the tobacco has to come from Cuba. So gotcha, gotcha. when you get your box right, it's got to have a certain amount of seals. So I don't know if you guys can see this. 
Yeah. But you got your Habanos seal here. And then this one came from Mexico. So it's got the Mexican seal here. And then they, of course, they got to add the whole nicotine thing. And, uh, but these, they got, you know, they're engraved with, you know, Cuba, where they're coming from. When you open the box, a real Cuban cigar is going to have this paper. Certificate right of authenticity? Yeah. Okay. Now, even the fake cigars will have this, right? But it won't do this. See, from the, the heat of your hand, it'll start to curl up. I just washed my hands, so but it'll start to curl up. That's how you know it's a real Cuban. Damn, Chris Angel. <laughs> yeah, no, there's lots of things too. I mean, even the. I mean, you see. Uh, I'll, I'll get you a, a Coiba. You know, the Coiba is yeah. a notorious Cuban cigar, and they're delicious too. But you see a lot of these when you go to Mexico or anywhere in the world. You'll see they'll they'll duplicate these all over the place, and uh, you can tell just by looking at it that it's not whether it is or it isn't but the person that doesn't know if a tourist that goes to mexico or any other place or even cuba you won't be able to tell unless you actually know right mm -hmm. um and i mean there's other things like smelling it and touching it and there's this this thing's like if this it's a love affair yeah this one's kind of veiny uh, a good Cuban shouldn't be too veiny. Okay. Like, see, you see the difference between this one and this one? This yeah, is not yeah, so yeah, veiny. Yeah, yeah. So even when you pick out your single cigars, uh, you always go for the one that's not so veiny. Right on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And they'll all have their, they'll all also have this. Just kind of like the same paper. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, the box will be all cedar. Um, They'll keep in here forever too. Okay. Nice. But yeah. So there's a couple cigars for you. If you want to keep them, we sure. can charge some of yours. You can whatever you want. You pick. There's all these over here. I got the whole line of Upmans. So whatever you want. Let's just light another I, one. I haven't had a. I'll try this acid. Yeah, go I've for never it. Had an acid. All right, go for it. I've heard good things. Cool. I'll try one of these Upmans right here. This one. Uh, haven't had this one yet. Let's light it up. Nicaragua. Yeah, <laughs> man, you drink whiskey, huh? You like whiskey? Oh, I love whiskey, man. Yeah, I'm. I like more uh, single malt, but black labels is really good too. I like green label. Have you had green label? Of course. Yeah, that one's good. It's got Have some you had flavor. A Macallan. Yeah, Macallan. That's the way to go. And uh, blue label is supposed to be the fanciest of the labels. It's good. How much? Like, okay, so when it's pointy like that, how much should I cut off? Same thing. The cap, um, you wouldn't like, you wouldn't put it against the table like I did. Like yeah, that? yeah, yeah. That's good. Like just enough to give give it some air, right? But that's a cool thing too, man. Like you might like it more. You're well, it, it'll to... burn slower if you cut less. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to cut less. Let me tell you something about burning slower and all that bullshit. So for years now, I've been using propane grills, right? Like most people. But uh, yeah, that smells good, man. I like these. Haven't had this this particular type yet, but you know this. The, I've been having the, the upmans so far have been treating me well. But um, 
So I wanted to go back to charcoal because I'm like, you know what? I just, I like something. There's something more natural and earthy about charcoal. Like it seems like it's just more manly. You like the charcoal grill. It's just better than, yeah, than I, propane. I don't do propane. I've never liked propane. Well, it's just convenient, right? It is for, convenient. For, like for, That's what like, it is. For example, those two years I was in San Antonio, most of the time I was grilling, it was just me. So, or like for me and one other person. And you so, like to cook too, right? I do. I cook a lot. And so dealing with charcoal to just grill for one person it's 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 not the best idea right right but now like the family comes over my mom my aunt whatever and i'm grilling for like six seven eight people so i like the charcoal grill so anyway i had grilled a few times and i didn't clean the grill it just didn't even occur to me and then i'm like i'm trying to light the motherfucker one day and it just won't the coals just won't get going i'm like son of a bitch like why are these coals still not burning so all the holes at the bottom were just clogged with ash. Mm. So then I cleaned it and then I lit it the, the other day and it just it lit up like a motherfucker. So um, I'm grilling again tomorrow. I'm going to grill um, some quail. Nice. Some dove. Do you, do you marinate your, your meat? Like your, 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 wild, um, your wild game? Dude, so, so I've been doing, the only thing I've, I've done with dove is just what everybody does, which is wrap it in bacon, jalapeno, uh, bake it or, or or put it on the grill. The trick is to cook the bacon halfway first so that you don't overcook the dove because dove has really no fat in it. Like dove breast, it has no fat in it. It cooks real fast. So what I did last time though is I deep fried them. I made Ooh. I made dove nuggets. They came out pretty good. I bet. Yeah, I just soaked them in um, in uh, half and half and all purpose seasoning. Okay. Or I might have used Cajun seasoning, some kind, whatever seasoning you like. Just throw it in yeah. there. And then I wrote, tossed them in cornstarch and dropped them in the fryer, man. That was it. That was good. That one pretty good. It's too early to tell, Dude, I guess. It's, but It's sweet. Is it really? Those are infused. Those acids, oh, they're infused. So yeah, they got different flavors. I actually just found out at the, at the cigar shop earlier. I was like, hey, man, what's the deal with these? And he goes, oh, they're infused. They're different flavors. I was like, when he said infused, that it's called acid. I was like, infused with what? LSD, motherfucker? Like, wh- <laughs> what kind of cigar are you going to give me? You can't sell you Cubans, know? but you can sell LSD <laughs> yeah. cigars. Yeah, right. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're starting a fire, bro. The, the, the matchbox is on fire. Can you, for you. can you hit that up? Yeah. Yeah. Can't figure out what else is up, man. What else is going on in your life? Oh, by the way, when you were in the bathroom, I texted Adrian. I said, bro, I'm doing a podcast with your cousin. I had no idea. He he said you kicked his ass one time. He goes, Yeah, I probably still can. (laughs) Of course, I said emphasis on probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we just had a it was my uh I've been trying to get him to work out. I'm like, dude, you gotta have ads. Like, what do you like? Come on. He went bro. and got a membership with him and his I'm and, sure, and my nephew. I'm sure he it. can get built pretty quickly. Yeah. He's got that kind of body type. Oh, yeah. I know. And he used to do, um, he was in, uh, Kempo or something, dude. That's why he kicked my ass. Kempo. He was in like some type of karate or some shit. Had you I, been training when this happened when he beat no, you? Oh, no. We were, I was like seven or eight. Oh, right? oh, that, okay. <laughs> He's still bragging about it. You were seven years old. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, of course he is. Because <laughs> that was the last time he was able yeah. to. That's oh, funny. I told him a bunch of times to come to jujitsu, but he's always, he's at church on Sunday. Oh, yeah. And I told him, what about Saturday? And he's like, well, I got to take my son. I have a thing with my daughter. The wife needs this, yeah. you know, so 
Uh, he's, he's a family huge, man. He's not like us bachelors, family. dude. We huge like guys man. like you and me, bro. We're just do whatever the fuck we want. We'll start having kids probably like in our 60s. I have kids. You do? Yeah. How many kids? kids? Oh, no, really? Yeah. No shit. Five and oh, he just turned five and she just turned, she's going to turn seven uh, November 7th. And uh, she's in jujitsu. Um, and she, she like, dude, she's real strong, real strong. She'll climb up, but we'll go to the pumpkin patch. They have a climbing rope. She's been able to climb that shit since she was like four. Yeah, yeah. You, you see grown men because they, they have two. They have two ropes. You see grown ass men try to grow up that shit. They she, they can't. She goes up it like nothing. It's fucking embarrassing. If you're a grown ass man, you can't climb a rope. Oh, but you got a five year old beating your ass, a girl, a five year old girl like, beating your like ass. What are you doing as a grown man? You don't have enough grip strength to nothing. carry your own body. You're, you're not doing Jeez, nothing, bro. You know, going home and eating chips and drinking beer after work, and yeah, you know, um, if you look at the average grip strength for men and women over the last thirty years. I don't remember the exact figures, but it's something like men were 120 pounds of pressure. Women were 90. Now women are like 110 and men are like 95. Get the Look it up. What? Yeah, man. Well, this is, they say a lot of the, a lot of the diet too. It's, it's killing testosterone in men. I mean, yeah, but the same diet is doing what? Raising testosterone in women. It's just attitude, man, because guys have just been reduced to bitches. Yeah, especially now. And, and see that movie I was telling you about with Bill Burr? It's all about that, man. Like he has a kid. He's older. He's like 48 when he had a kid. And now he's having to deal with all these young parents with kids now and how they, oh, my kid can do whatever he wants. He's expressing himself. Yeah, and it's, yeah up, dude. And you're just—I mean, it, it, you kind of get mad, even though it's a movie. You're like, man, this this shit's really going on, dude. Let's—I'm gonna have a little more whiskey, bro. That head rush earlier was ridiculous. I'm not going that deep, but um, I, I feel like freedom is for adults. Children needs rules and schedules. There's there's no freedom of speech when you're eight years old. Like, what the fuck do you know when you're eight and nine? Oh, I'm in my freedom and. I'm an individual. Shut the fuck up. Eat some cereal. <laughs> do some jujitsu. Finish your homework. Go to bed. Dude, and nowadays it's like I mean, they're they're on their phone or or I mean on a tablet all day or, or playing video games and they don't go outside and play. Bro, the way kids talk to their parents, especially in America, but even in in, in like in Lebanon, because Lebanon is just Lebanon takes up anything that happens in America, Lebanese people just copy it. Other parts of the Middle East, when you go to like, let's say the Gulf, kids don't talk to their parents mm. like that. There's still, there's immense respect for parents. I bet. But there's all these Lebanese people who think it's cool. And it's usually people from Beirut because they're kind of like the twats of, of Lebanon. <laughs> like half of them don't even speak Arabic, even though they do, they won't actually, you'll talk to them in there in Arabic. They'll respond in French just because they think it's cool. They, they think it's like, they, no, they're not cool. They think it's sophisticated. Oh, you'll be like, like you'll walk up to a guy, you know, you say hello in Arabic. Hey man, how are you? You'll be like, ça va? Ça va et toi? Shut the fuck <laughs> up. You ain't French, bitch. The French, the French, <laughs> the French invaded our country and killed, I don't know how many Lebanese. They probably killed your family. 
and you want to speak their language instead of like, what, like, what are you doing? But a big there's a lot of those same people, a lot of their kids address, call their parents by their first names. I hate that shit. What? Yeah. They call their parents by their first names. In Lebanon? Yeah, bro. A lot of kids do that shit. And I, I never liked it. Since I was a kid, I never, I've only ever called my parents mom and dad. Yeah, me too. That's it. I've never called my mom Rita. Like, That's well, weird. I've never, I've never been talking to my dad. Hey, Mike, like, what the fuck? That's like, fucking weird. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't, it's, it's a lack of respect, I think. And that. And then there's these parents that want to be buddies with their kids. They're like, oh, I want to be friends with, no, you're, you're not your son or daughter's buddy. You're their parent. So be a fucking parent. Yeah. Yeah, you're not, you're not friends. Just like, I mean, it, it, at work, it's the same thing. It's, I'm not here to make friends, you know. It's, uh, if you work for me, I'm, I'm your boss. I'm not your friend. You know? That's right. So that's actually a conversation I had with Adrian when I took this job. I was like, look, man, I know we've been friends for a while. But, like, I, I understand at work, you're my manager. Yeah. And that's cool. Like we're not, I'm not going to talk, you know, it's, I, I'm going to talk to you differently when we're at work than if it's just me and you just catching up. Right. You have to draw those lines. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's all respect. It's all respect. Right. But yeah, some of these kids, man, it's, it's, it's insane. Or nowadays where it's like, you're letting eight year olds tell you, oh, I, I feel like a girl. So I think I'm a girl. And they're letting them do sex changes. And what a crock of shit, right? What the hell is wrong with those parents? The parents, the doctors. I mean, it's it's just madness. I mean, I, I understand some of these doctors. It's like you want to make money. You want like where where did the ethics go? You know. I wonder how many of those kids, ten years from now, are going to go back and kill their parents and their doctors who did those surgeries, or themselves. Kill their parents and then kill themselves. If my parents let me cut my dick off when I was 12 years old, I'd probably kill them. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Of course. Yeah. Okay. I, remember, I remember being 13. I like, oh, uh, can I pierce my ears? The fuck? My dad would be like, the fuck? Are you not a girl? Why the fuck you want to pierce your ears? Dude, I got my first tattoo. I got a little tattoo. Two words on my foot. Three years ago. And my mom saw she's like, oh, what is that? Well, it's a tattoo, mom. Well, why would you get a tattoo? Like, it was this whole thing. I'm like, mom, like, you know, I'm 28. I got a tattoo on my, just leave it. It's cool. Like, my, dad, my mom would fucking like, disown me if I had a tattoo. <laughs> my dad, too. Seriously? I think you should do it just for that. <laughs> just just to to test the water? Just, yeah, just see what happens. No, dude. I'll uh, I did end up getting my tongue pierced when I was 16. What do you do with a tongue, with a pierced tongue, if you're not sucking dick? Well, it works the same way with girls, buddy. <laughs> Does it really? Yeah. Is there are there piercings that vibrate? Yeah. <laughs> no way. There is. Get out of here. I swear to God. Oh you my know, God. Like you, French, what do you put a battery in your? No, no, no. It's uh, it, it the little bead, uh, vibrates. Or there's like uh those little rubber things with like spikes on them. Yeah. Damn, bro. I don't know shit. Well, but that's the thing, though. That's so I I thought I could hide it from my parents, right? Because you couldn't really see it when I talked. So I walk in one day into the house, and my mom's, of course, she's shorter than me. I'm walking into the house after school, and she's, "What the fuck's in your mouth? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, open your mouth!" I was like, "No, you forgot it." Fucking slaps me across oh, my face. Yeah. I was, 
what's open your mouth i'm like nope she goes to slap me again and i just like grab her hand and she's like i'm gonna tell your dad my dad's in the shower and i run up the stairs to go to my room and my dad comes out fucking lathered up <laughs> pinche joto you know what that means? Yeah. <laughs> fucking faggot. That's only, the extent of my Spanish. Only prostitutes and faggots get that <laughs> shit done. Did uh, you? Like, you got one week to take that shit off. Or, or you got to leave the house. So my dad thought But you, you don't live a, with your parents now, do you? No, no, no. Yeah, so you're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, it used to be, you know, tattoos, like even not that long ago when I was growing up, when I was a teenager 15 years ago tattoos meant you're like a bad guy it's amazing how the yeah, public jail, jail the public house. sentiment yeah something it's amazing how the public sentiment towards tattoos and marijuana how much has shifted in just 15 years now marijuana's like like you see a guy drinking a whiskey no big deal you see a guy doing marijuana no big deal well now if you don't have a tattoo you're weird i guess yeah yeah i mean I've, even I've, at work at work, um, we don't. I mean, if you have tattoos at work or piercings, you gotta you gotta wear a sleeve, or you gotta put a fucking see through. Seriously, yeah. The 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 owners like fucking communists. We don't do that. <laughs> He's just real. Uh, I don't know, real strict on that. Um, but I, it's 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 come to a point where we've had talking with him. It's like, hey man, um, it's gonna come a point where. It, everybody's going to have tattoos and everybody's going to have piercings and we're not going to be able to hire anybody. You know, they're not going to want to work here. Well, yeah. Facial hair too. No, no facial hair. As long as you're groomed, as long as you're groomed. I mean, define groomed, but, um, what's funny is man, I got a friend who's like some high rank in the army. I mean, he was a captain when I met him 13 years ago. So he's like way above captain now. And, um, I met him because is this restaurant I used to work at, he was sitting at the bar and I see a Lebanese flag tattoo on his forearm. So we started talking and then he tells me he's a captain in the army. I was like, how do they let you be a captain in the American army when you got a tattoo of another flag on your arm? Like, that's kind of funny. I think nowadays it'll take anything. Well, now 70 or 80% of 18 year old boys can't pass the physical. That's ridiculous. They can't pass. They can't join the the military because they can't run a mile and do twenty pushups. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I could literally. I could be sick, hungry, dizzy, malnourished, under the weather, and still run a mile and do twenty pushups. And you run a mile under seven minutes. I don't know if I can do that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm slow. Yeah, you can. I can run it in under ten. I know that. I've never tried it under seven. Dude, I used to run a mile in less than six yeah, in but you're fifth, Mexican. fifth grade. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, my kids can do push-ups. All the Mexicans who can run, jump, or swim are already over here. <laughs> that's why Mexico doesn't have an Olympic team. <laughs> oh, dude, that's like 30 years old. <laughs> but it's still good. It's a good joke. It might be true. The other one is, you know why black guys are good at basketball? Because they can run, shoot, and steal. <laughs> but see, can we do a, racist jokes a, that, anymore? That's a, well, of course we Am can. Am I going to get this podcast taken down? It's a joke, people. Yeah, we can do racist jokes. Thing, it's like, Come on. A joke implies the opposite, you know? And it's, it's funny. I mean, that's I love racist whole, jokes. Yeah, I mean, there's some that are like, oh, shit. But some are still pushing. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever see the flavor of love roast? 
I'm, yeah, I've seen. Uh, I mean, I don't remember too much of it, but all those roasts are fucking crazy, man. Dude, all they talk—it's nothing comes close to the flavor of love roast. Really, it was so bad you can't even find it online anymore. You you can't find clips of it. Like they made it vanish from the internet. That's how bad it was. Wow, they were just calling him a black motherfucker the whole way through, bro. But it was funny. Like I actually have it saved. <laughs> you're gonna have to send it to I, I have to i gotta figure out because like computer like i saved it this is shit it's been a long time i have it on a hard drive but now computers like software change and i can't play it anymore so i need some some tech guy to figure out how to play it but um it's your it oh my god it was so funny it, it's such a funny roast it was it was it's the best roast ever They're it's so crazy. funny They're and here's the here's crazy. the thing here's the thing cat williams talked about this in one of his specials he said after that roast Cat Williams was really pissed off. Like he's in the back, like, fuck this. These people are racist. He's like throwing shit at the wall and blah, blah, blah. In and the then middle of the rooms? Afterwards. Oh. And then he said, Flava Flav comes around and he's happy than a motherfucker. And Cat looked at him and he goes, Flav, they just called you all kinds of crispity, crackety, crunchity, <laughs> you know, what the fuck are you happy about? Yeah. And Flav goes, they still got to pay me, boy. Uh, <laughs> I think I I'm saw like, that. I'm like, bro, come on. That's how it's got to be. That's exactly what it means to be, to, to just not, to, to like, fuck all of y'all. You still yeah. got to, you could call me all kinds of black, whatever. Yeah. Give me the check. Right. Give me that cheese. It was hilarious, bro. Some of the jokes, like one guy said, like, like I think that. it was Jimmy Kimmel, Gerard Butler. He's like, Flav looks like a skeleton wrapped in electrical tape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're my all, God. I mean, even there's so killer. many like anti-Semitic jokes, too. And I mean, nobody says shit, you know, I guess if you're making fun of Jewish people, no, because one they don't fun. because the people don't care. Right. The, the, the ones who care are social justice warriors. Yeah. Those are like if Flav doesn't give a fuck, you're going to be pissed off for him. If he doesn't, if he thinks it's funny, you're going to be, oh, no, no, that was, that was racist. That was bad. Blah, 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 blah. Like he doesn't care. Yeah. He thought it was funny. Of course. It's the same thing with Chappelle, man. Like the whole thing that happened, like he disappeared for, I don't know how long because he thought he was just, they were. So people were saying that Chappelle was uh, putting his race back with all the jokes that he was doing. But it's like, no, man. I mean, I don't think so. Of course not. Who Chappelle's going? Even you know, Murphy. you know, you know who's putting the race back? People who verbally, explicitly tell you that they're black. That's who's putting the race back. When people say, instead of saying, "I'm a lawyer," "I'm a black lawyer," "I'm yeah. a I'm a CEO," "I'm a black CEO," "I'm a what?" "I'm a I'm a I'm a female black," "I'm a female." judge chinese mm -hmm. whatever like what what like why are you putting those labels on yourself exactly just if you're a ceo you're a ceo yeah. congratulations yeah. like you don't well what the fuck yeah. totally agree man black history month why isn't it just history month like why don't you just talk about your history if you want to talk about your history why do you have like to they say they got to pick the, the shortest month out of the whole year to be black history Month. <laughs> <laughs> well now everything's celebrated man it's really annoying pharmacist week nurse month doctor's day female doctor's day this day that day i'm like does everybody have to yeah, man and then they, does they, everybody need constant cheering and there and it's <laughs> the holidays it's like i remember going to school 
we got three Mondays off, maybe a year if we were lucky. Two, yeah, Labor Day and Memorial Day. Now it's like I don't go to school anymore. Fuck, dude. I, I mean, and teachers complain. I'm like, <laughs> the fuck? You get paid year round, and you work like five months a year. I have a controversial take on that. I mean, you know, a lot of people are out there saying the teachers should get paid more. I think most teachers don't even deserve the money they're getting. Most of them are complete fucking assholes. I hated almost every teacher I've ever had. Really? Oh my God, bro. I'll tell you who I loved. She, uh, she probably still teaches math at Coronado high school. Miss Ellingson. Miss Ellingson was really cool, man. Uh, that lady was awesome. Yeah. Math teachers. I always either loved them or hated them. She was really cool. Actually, Mr. Ballway too was, was a really funny guy. Also at Coronado. I had math with both of them. Great teachers. But like Miss Ellingson just understood that I'm bored. Yeah, because I had other teachers, because I just sit there like fucking with my fingernails. I'd take out a Rubik's Cube. I'd just be looking around the room. I'd fall asleep. And other teachers would get mad at me. Oh, you're not paying attention. You're a bad student, blah, blah, blah. She just knew I was bored. Right. So she would see me bored because I figured all that shit out. Like yeah, algebra, I mean, algebra for me, I could do algebra in my sleep. Like right. I could, I wouldn't do my homework, but I would ace my tests. Yeah. And so she knew I was bored. She'd be like, hey, why don't you get up here and, and solve this problem on the on the board? You know, so like she would engage me that way. And I always appreciated that because I'm just bored. I'm not trying to ignore you or not pay attention. I'm just fucking bored. Right. I'm 16, 15, 16, and I'm bored. And I'm, yeah, it's the whole system. Maybe it's just the way they were trained or taught. You know, it's the whole school system is fucked too. And now with cameras, with students having cameras, video, video cameras, you know, there's a lot of footage surfacing of teachers just doing horrible shit. Yeah. Yelling at students, throwing tantrums in the classroom. You know, it's like they can't separate their personal life from 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 their from their work and so whatever happens at home they got to come in and bitch at the students and take it out because nobody's is going to listen to them their husband or their wife is not listening so they've got to just like get it off their chest and and they're just like spewing out at the students and the students are there like 14 years old like bitch what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> you know like just teach me about geometry like what is going on yeah, and a lot of these stupid well i mean goes back to you know the way they were raised with kids just parents letting the kids do whatever the hell they want you see a lot of videos too of the the, the kids attacking the teachers and that's where this whole business of oh we need to get paid more and who guarantees our safety i've got two uncles who've beat the shit out of their teachers when they were kids on my mom's side and on my dad's side beat the shit out of their teachers actually my uncle in gabriel no no in lebanon my uncle gabriel oh. <laughs> He's dead now, but my uncle Gabriel, I'm pretty sure it was Gabriel. He, uh, I've heard the story, obviously I wasn't born yet, but, uh, he beat the shit out of his teacher and she was a nun. Oh, and, oh a female. Oh yeah. Yeah. He beat the shit out of her. I and mean, he was nun. a kid. I mean, he was like 10 years old, right? And a nun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But she smacked him like he was doing, he was late to class or something and she smacked him and he looks at her and he goes, all right, bitch. And he goes outside. And they had these trees. They're not bamboo. I don't know what they're called, but like you rip off a branch and the branch kind of is whippy. And so he, you, you peel it. You peel the, the leaves off the branch. And he went back in there and just started just whipping just the whipping shit, the out, shit of out of him <laughs> with the branch, bro. Yeah, dude. She got, I mean, fuck her. She deserved it. What happened to her? I mean, to him. I fuck. I don't know, bro. I don't. I think maybe he got expelled, but who gives a shit? I like, would have thought in fucking like my, Lebanon they cut your hand off no, that shit or something. No, <laughs> no. I mean, my my dude. Like, I think my dad is the most educated out of his brothers, and I think he made it to the fourth grade for the fifth grade. Like, my grandfather pulled everybody. Like, once they learned how to read and write, he pulled them out of school to work on the farm. 
Yeah, they ain't. They they none of them have seen high school or even middle school. I don't think. Oh, yeah. But they know how to read and write. They can read and write. Yeah. That's a that's the gist of it. They can do mathematics. My dad's really good with numbers, actually. And then but, how'd they learn English? Oh, they don't speak. They they live in oh, Lebanon. I mean, my dad lives here, but I I have to go with him to all his doctor's appointments to translate. <laughs> like, yeah. And your mom? My mom. My mom speaks a little bit of English. She actually she works. She lives here. She works here. She oh. she can get by. Like she, it's choppy, but you know. She can so, keep a job. But you were, you got, you and your sister, you were born here, right? I was born in Dubai. Oh, shit. I learned English when I moved here at 14. Primar 14? Primarily listening to Eminem. Yeah. I mean, look, I <laughs> knew, I, yeah, I knew some English, like I could read and write, but I had no idea what I was reading. Like you give me a Spanish book right now, I could read Spanish. I just right. don't know what I'm reading. Right. So that's how I was with English. Okay. I knew the alphabet. I could read. I could memorize shit. Um, but I didn't, I could not have a conversation. And then I started listening to Eminem and that's how I learned English. That's how I, that's kind of how I learned uh, English. Cause I lived in Mexico till about the second grade, came over here, third grade. Uh, I remember, I'll never forget the first time a teacher picked me in class to read. I was like, what the fuck? And I just started reading. Man. I was like, what the fuck? How do I know how to read in English? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but well, it was it's Sesame the same Street. Alphabet, though. Yeah, it was Sesame Street, uh, watching TV. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same alphabet. With Arabic to English, it's a completely different alphabet. So, and plus you write right left instead of yeah, left. Yeah, right. you write this way, right? But yeah, man. No, I grew up in Dubai um, and came straight to El Paso at 14. Dubai yeah. before it was Dubai. It was already doing well. It was already like it, it was already established and and gaining popularity, gaining a reputation. But um, it really started blowing up around the time we left in 2005 is when we came to the states. My family came yeah, to the states. So that's around the time it started really blowing up. How was it when you first came over here, man? Did you like it? Did you? Here's hate it? here's how it was. I so my first crush was Britney Spears. Okay, when I was like 12, 13, when I started like looking at women, you know. Yeah. I thought Britney Spears was just so fucking hot. Everybody. And my parents one day are like, hey, we got our green cards. We're going to America. I was like, fuck yes. Like, I'm going to go over there, over there. Marry people, Britney Spears. Like pe people make out <laughs> in America, you know? Because <laughs> I didn't think people make out in the Middle East. I used to always say, like, my mom would want me to marry a Lebanese girl. I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm going to marry an American girl because Lebanese people don't make out. But but in Dubai, was, you just, is it still covered? Like the, the women? No, nah, no, nah, fuck, no? Dude. dude. we got to go to Dubai, bro. Let's go. Let's take a trip next year. We'll talk about that in a second, but um, no, Dubai is very secular. It's it's a tourist hub. You, you, when you're in Dubai, you don't even see Arabs. You see Europeans. Like it's you don't even see Arabs. Like you got to go find the Arab. You know, like so. But anyway, my parents were like we're going to America. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna go over there. Is everybody's gonna look like Britney Spears? I'm gonna have a hot girlfriend. I'm gonna taste tongue. It's gonna be great. <laughs> okay, so we we get to we get to El Paso. I step outside, I look around, I said, Mom, where are we? <laughs> she goes, we're in America. I was like, bullshit. This ain't America. <laughs> None of these girls look like Britney Spears. What's going on? So that's how that's that was that's how I felt when I came to America. I was but like, you came to El Paso. Came straight to El Paso. Why I mean, El we Paso? stopped in uh, Minneapolis. That We had a layover in Minneapolis, and we connected flights there and came to El Paso. Why El Paso? Oh, I have family here. Oh, I see. Yeah, there's a lot of Lebanese here, huh? There's some. I want to say a lot. You think it would be because of because of UTEP? What the college? Because I know that's where a lot of people come and study from over there. No, they come over here. 
take a fucking engineering class or something and they get a scholarship really. you know there's a lot of um that's how my uncle came over here there used to be anyway i don't know if there still are a lot of saudi arabians at nmsu yeah oh a shit like ton. when i was at utep there was just loads and loads of Saudi Arabians at NMSU. Yeah. And yeah. they're just there partying. They yeah. don't get, they're not there to study. They don't give a fuck. Their families are rich. But they're studying engineering. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're studying fucking beer, bro. Okay, NMSU, they say NMSU has a better uh, engineering program than UTEP does. And they, UTEP has a good got, engineering program. They got hot women at NMSU. That's what they have. Uh, white women. There's a lot more white women in cruises than there are in El Paso. Uh, a lot. Bro, if you had five white women anywhere, it'd be more than El Paso. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless you, well, you went to Coronado, man. I yeah. Mean. There was this comedian I saw one time. I don't remember who the comedian was, but he had a great joke. It was here in El Paso at the comedy club. And he goes, what do you say when you see a white person in El Paso? I say, thank you for your service. He goes, <laughs> he goes, what do you say when you see a black person in El Paso? Thank you for your service. service. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it, man. Yeah. If you're not Mexican, you're probably military. <laughs> I had this guy at work. So I only have to deal with like customers that are, oh, I need to talk to management. You got a lot of people that don't speak English, right? Um, and they sign a contract. It's a contract, right? It's legally binding. Um they they come and try to cancel their, their their contract. Oh no, I didn't agree to this. Nobody told me this. It's always the same story, right? Uh, yeah, of course. This person came with his girlfriend, I think. Uh, hey, she wants to cancel, but she doesn't speak English. I was like, okay. Uh, well, this this these are the terms. She hasn't met her contract, so it's going to be this much to cancel the contract. Okay. Oh, well, nobody told her that, so we're not paying that. I was like, well, I'm sorry, I can't cancel your membership. That's bullshit, but nobody told us. This is this is ridiculous. It's like she signed the contract, sir. And I'm pretty sure when I mean we all speak Spanish. I'm pretty sure if she doesn't speak English, we're gonna sell the membership in Spanish. <laughs> no, well, it's like, well, this is all in English, the paperwork. It's all in English. And she's just like, Well, sir, I can't do anything for you. It's like, well, the the native tongue of El Paso Spanish. And I look at him, I was like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. And he's like, you're racist. Like, sir, my kids are Mexican. I go to what is I'm pretty sure my Spanish is 10 times better than yours. Especially if, I mean, if you're from El Paso, your Spanish is fucking shit. <laughs> it's fucking shit. Dude. I mean, Cristobal will tell you that. Yeah. Um, and uh, when I said that, he's like, oh, well, uh, Oh, you'll hear from our lawyer. I'm like, you don't want to pay fifty dollars to cancel. Well, you're gonna membership, go hire a lawyer, but you're gonna go hire a fucking <laughs> lawyer. Get out of here, bro. Yeah, it's hilarious. And it's it's the same shit every time, man. Yeah, every time. Yeah, that's that's how it is with uh, Middle Eastern people too. Unfortunately, that's gotta they gotta act that way too. But and here's the thing though, like, is do Middle Easterners mix their language with English? Lebanese people do. Really? Yeah, because they're cunts. <laughs> yeah. English, French, they'll do anything to not sound Lebanese. They want to sound sound Western, like I was telling you earlier. They think there's some kind of sophistication attached. Dude, there's people in Lebanon whose children don't speak Arabic. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, same here in El Paso. It's bro. absolutely crazy. 
here uh, they think it's they think it's low class exactly for their child to speak arabic i'm like you are a moron yeah monumental moron dude i can tell you some stories here in el paso it's the same thing that you're describing but picture all these people here obviously they came from mexico in el paso right all of them their name is juan gonzalez right and they're 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 not light-skinned like me, right? People think at work, people think I'm white, right? And then I start speaking Spanish. They're like, what the fuck? So you get Juan Gonzalez, you know, brown skin, doesn't know a word of Spanish, man. And they don't want to learn Spanish because it's that's low class. And they and their parents didn't teach them Spanish. That's fucking know? ridiculous. It's and they, fucking they think they're really cool if they're wearing Tommy Hilfiger. you know what i'm talking about yeah they lose their mind at marshall's you see that oh bro you see those guys at marshall's or at tj maxx they lose their fucking mind when they see calvin klein and and aeropostale whatever say it all over yeah it's yeah all over yeah armani exchange they're like meet away and they got armani that that cross bag yeah yeah mk on it right yeah oh yeah michael kors (laughs) they love michael kors over there yeah yeah dude now it's Carl Lagerfeld. I, I dress it. like you. Look at us. We're both wearing completely plain shirts. Is that Banana Republic? It's actually Tommy Hilfiger. Bro. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but, you, but you found the plain. These are, bro, these are like 10 bucks from Banana Republic. I yeah. love them. I have blue, black, white. They're great. You know which ones are H&M? Their cotton is like, it's more comfortable. I spend money on suits. I buy nice suits. Yeah. But Dude, these, yeah, the, the, these, I love these. The, the Indochino. Have you tried Indochino? No. Oh, the uh, tailored suits, bro! You can't beat that. Where do you get those from? You order them. Look at you that. go. You go get your. You go get your me- online. Look at that, bro. That that's when the ash falls off. When it's about that long, yeah. which, which is a lot. Yeah, that's a so lot. You Yours is all frayed and fucked up. That's a cheap cigar. You pick the cheap one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nah. For my for my my uh, one of my good friends, he got married last year, and I did the Indochino thing. And then uh, my brother just got married, so I got the suit there. Oh, dude, great quality. It fits. I mean, your suits that you buy, do you get them tailored? Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes you get lucky. Normally, I try to find <clears> – so when you're buying a suit, you want it to be – when you're buying a suit off the rack, you want it to be as close to proper fit as possible because you want minimal tailoring. Especially on the shoulders. Well, the shoulders are the thing that has to fit. Because you could taper the body, you could shorten the sleeves. Most of the time, I just need to shorten the sleeves. And I like to go a, about a quarter of an inch shorter than normal because I wear French cuff and I like to show oh, my yeah. cuff links. Yeah. So if I, if I get lucky and I find a good fitting suit, all I need to do is shorten the sleeves and uh, and hem the pants. Because, you know, when you buy a suit, the pants are just really long. Mm-hmm. And then you go you go, you go get them done to your Or they're really length. like kind of baggy, you know? That's what I've seen. You go to Dillard's or, or well, you're not, you, well, you don't buy good suits at Dillard's. Where do you buy them? Armani. There's no Armani in El Paso. That's why I go to Vegas. Uh, <laughs> or when I was living in San Antonio, I was able to do some shopping over there. So, but I would think Armani would have a tailor there. Uh, not, not at the outlet. No. <laughs> okay. No, dude, try Indochino. I'll show you afterwards. And uh, the first, it, it, they always say there's nothing like a tailored suit, right? And yeah, the first time you put it on, it's like, wow. Yeah. The fabric. And even people, dude, people at the wedding were like, dude, what the fuck? Looking good. 
Where'd you get that? Yeah, yeah. And and you cuss, you pick the fabric. You can even get it embroidered. You pick the inside of it. You pick everything, everything. You know what's They're crazy? Cut, everything is just how low men's standards have become for for how they dress. Like men's standards have just gone to shit when it comes to our attire. And here's here's the here's the interesting thing. I wear suits most of the time, not because I'm going to work. In fact, at my current job, it's like everybody wears polos. They don't even wear suits anymore. They're like, oh, you wear a suit because you're in sales. It's like most people don't even wear suits anymore. I'm the weirdo. I'm the one. When I'm with my team, I'm the only one in a suit. Adrian doesn't wear suits. He doesn't. He actually, him and I had this conversation. He's like, oh, you can wear a suit. You're just going to be sticking out. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, that's yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I told him. That's fine, bro. My whole life. I've been, I've been the odd one out. That's, that's, that's cool. But I get, when I'm out and about wearing, wearing a nice suit and looking good, I get compliments all the time. The majority of those compliments come from other men. Yeah. There's always like a lady who's like, Oh, you look, you know, you look really handsome. You look really good, whatever. But there's a lot of men who are like, damn, bro, what do you do? I get that question all the time. All the time at Starbucks, at Costco, at no matter where I'm at, some guy will be like, damn, bro, are you, an, are you a lawyer? What do you do? All the time. Yeah. It's appealing because when you see a man dressed like that, there's a certain aesthetic to it. Right. It's appealing, but they just don't do it. They go wear baggy jeans and fucking loose t-shirts. Yeah, whatever's comfortable. And they wonder why no woman wants, wants to talk to them. Yeah. When I walk into Except a room. Except in El Paso, women love that shit. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. When I walk into a room, and I'm wearing a suit and I'm I'm looking like 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 a big deal. Like a million bucks. Bro, everybody turns and looks. Everybody's like, you could just feel it when you walk into a room. You could feel the heads turning. Yep. So why don't men put a little bit of effort into their appearance? And then on the on the flip side of that, there's men who don't take any, don't put any effort into their physical, their their body, but they think they're gonna make up for that by buying an expensive suit. You're not. You're going to buy, you could buy a suit from Banana Republic on sale. You could go to the outlet mall right here, get a suit for like 180 bucks. And if it's properly tailored and it looks good and you got a good physique, you're going to look fucking awesome. You don't have to spend $3,000 on a a, a suit. But as long as it's properly fitted and you got a good physique, you're going to look good. Now, the difference in quality and why I pay more for, for nice suits is is uh and granted when you get suits at the outlet even an armani is like 800 bucks right like sure it's a four thousand dollar armani but you're paying a thousand for it maybe so but if you don't have a good physique it ain't gonna look good the thing is what what the difference for me is not just in the appearance but in in the comfort in the feel of the fabric yeah like when you put on 160 threat count italian wool you never want to go back to polyester Fuck that shit. My first suit I ever bought was from Burlington because and I could barely afford it. It was like 120 bucks for the pants and the jacket. I could barely afford it at the time. But you still made it look good. It looked good. Yeah, right. It looked good. Yeah. It was uncomfortable. After about three, four hours, I'm like, fuck, I want to take this thing off, you know, but it looked good. And polyester is not even good for you, man. Like they say that shit. It's because it's, it's not natural Makes fiber. Your ball shrink. <laughs> Supposedly, cigars raise testosterone. Have you heard anything about that? My cousin, he's big into like Mayan, Aztec fucking rituals, <laughs> and he does like sound therapy. And he he says like, oh, dude, yeah, this is what. That's like the only thing that he does is that's bad because he doesn't drink or anything. cigars. Hey, so check this out, man. We were talking about tattoos a little bit ago. Watch this, bro. This, this girl was getting a tattoo on her pussy. 
And she started <laughs> she started squirting all over the, the tattoo artist, bro. Watch this. Uh, That's why she did it. <laughs> hold on. Let me put it up on the screen. She needed a new way to squirt, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> he just falls off his chair and she's Look over there her, screaming convulsing. i can't tell if she's in pain or she's orgasming super hard but like she squirted a little bit and then he he tried to keep going and then she just lights him up right there <laughs> oh, dude, it's a good thing he was wearing a mask bro. Fuck. <laughs> Look at that guy's laughing so hard let's watch it again it's like let's he almost it knew it was coming oh my god yeah the, he kept going though like he went back in there he's like i gotta finish this tattoo <laughs> oh she knocked God. him. Look at him. He fell off his chair. Oh, wow. <laughs> People do some nutty shit, bro. Dude, that that's cool. But you gotta you gotta hear the audio. You gotta hear the audio because she's screaming like she's. I don't know. Again, Maybe I don't know. She's convulsing. Really. I don't know. Well, either 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 it hurt real bad or she's coming real she's hard coming. or both. She's coming. Probably both. You gotta hear the audio. Hold on. With the vibration and the. Why can't we hear the audio? What's going That's on? That's probably her man right there. What happened with the... Yeah, dude. She just like... She, she knocked that dude out of his chair. It's hilarious. She's just screaming. Oh, my uh, God. So yeah. what do you do after that if you're the tattoo artist? Do you <laughs> yeah. risk it? You, you reschedule. I guess you reschedule. One I don't of those know. splash cards. I guess you just reschedule. <laughs> dude, I, so I get, it, I get lost in Instagram watching stupid shit. Look at this guy. This guy wanted to scale a building, bro. You already know. How oh, it. I've seen this. You've seen it, yeah. Damn. Oh, dude, poor guy. I, not, I mean, yeah. Like, I, he probably died. <laughs> like, he probably died eventually, right? I mean, that's what. He, or, or he's wearing one of those body casts, no, dude. No, he's, he's wearing a t-shirt and shorts. Look at him. He probably died at some. Like, he might have made it to the hospital, or for sure, he's he's a quadruple. Right there, he's already like, I'm fucked. Yeah, right there is where you start going back down. Right there where you're like, oh, shit, okay, like, I'm going to start working my way back down. But this guy, just wait for it, dude. I mean, you already saw it, but, like, fuck, I'm just going to watch oh, it. Oh, yeah, I can see this. It's hard for me to watch these things, though, man, because, like, I see, uh, like, I just think about the injury. I'm like, this guy just fucked his whole life. And he was so close. Oh, my. But, <laughs> but, like, so but what close. was his plan when he got to the top? That's what I want to know. Where's he going to go? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, oh yeah. That's, he fucked up his shins, his, oh, his ankles. Oh, dude. Dude. He should have break fall, bro. He fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then there's this shit that I wanted to talk to you about, bro. Have you seen this shit? I posted about it the other day on my Instagram. Self-checkout machines across the U.S. are reportedly beginning to ask for tips. Oh, are you yeah. fucking kidding me? I saw me? this. Are you I kidding me? I think we me? talked about this, no, on Instagram. Yeah, we chatted like, a little bit about it. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself is right. I don't use those shits, bro. I, I walk through the grocery store. I'll, like, I'll, I'll look for a cashier. But they don't have them sometimes. I, I'll find them. I, you know what? Oh, I've, you go up to them and you, tell them, hey, you need a Sometimes catch. I have to go check out a customer service, like in the where you go do the returns. I walked up to the to the to the security guard at the front door one time, and I said, "Listen, man, is this shit for free, or are you gonna find me a cashier?" And he goes, "Oh, what do you mean? There, there's the the registers are open." I said, "No, no, no, no. I don't work here. I don't work here. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. Ca I'm not scanning my own groceries and bagging them. I don't work here." Good for you. Like I will go the extra mile, and and I walk through the grocery stores and I see all these good little slaves. But pulling up to the self checkout and getting their stuff out, and they're oh well, this is wine. Let me, I gotta, you know, they gotta like wave the lady down to come scan their ID for the alcohol. I'm like, if you need somebody to come verify your ID, 
for your purchase, then just find a fucking cashier. Why are you in the self-checkout to begin with? Dude, I, I haven't seen the Sheep, tips. Sheep, dude. Sheep. I haven't seen the tips yet, but that's ridiculous, man. Like I said, I mean, even even when I get takeout, I'm, what, what am I tipping you for? You're not waiting on me. You're I giving me my food. Out. I'm getting out of my car. Maybe if you take it to my car. But I got I to gotta go inside. I got to check my food. And that's part of the reason why I don't tip anymore, B-Man, because half the time it's wrong. Right. Yeah. So now I check it. And then, okay, yeah, I might give you a cup, couple bucks. But that's just because I'm nice. Why, why should I tip you for giving me my It's like going to McDonald's. I don't tip McDonald's people for giving me my food over the counter. Yeah, I mean, some fast food chains are starting to ask for tips. You know, at, at Starbucks, like, they just, they, oh, it's just going to ask you a question. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. The answer's no. And then, yeah, the answer's <laughs> no. That's right. Sometimes I do. If I'm picking up a big order, if if I enjoy the interaction with the person, like sometimes they're just so fucking shit, like just shitty, you know. I'm like, just give me my coffee, bro. Like, and the customer service off, but, is crazy. But if if they do a good job, it sometimes I tip on takeout, not always. I mean, I cater quite a bit because I, I do luncheons and my clinics and all that, so I cater quite a bit. Sometimes I tip, but it's rare because, like you said, most of the time, dude, the amount of times I've gotten to a lunch meeting and. I open up the order. Shit, they didn't give me any plates. Damn, they didn't give me any any serving utensils. Oh my god! Like that a whole a whole it. entree is missing. Like the how do you miss the entire tray of mac and cheese? You know, like what the hell? And it's an easy. Where's job, the iced man. tea? Where's the ice? Where's the oh? There's no sweetener. Like fuck, dude. It's always something. Yeah, yeah. I've had to. I've gotten to meetings. Had to run out to the store across the street just to buy paper plates and napkins and things because they didn't put them in the order. So That's I know like, man. yeah, it's like, it needs to be understood. So now I, 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 I double check the order before I leave the restaurant. I don't do delivery. I never do delivery because I'm going to get to the restaurant. I'm going to double check the order, make sure it's all there. And then I'm going to take it. And then I learned my, I learned the lesson the hard way. It took me like three, four times, but in the drive through never drive off before you check your order. Right. Never. I, even if it's Chick-fil-A. Right. And they're as good as it gets. Yeah. Never drive off without yeah, checking Chick-fil-A's. the order, bro. I got home one time. The chicken strips weren't in the bag. Wow. How the fuck do you forget the chicken strips? <laughs> like, okay. That's what you serve, chicken. Never drive off without checking the order. Yeah, so I, now I I'm like, you know, just El Paso. No, nah, dude, this is all over. And like the nice guy in you, right? You're trying to be polite. You're like, shit, I'm holding up the line. I don't give a fuck the line. They can wait. I waited for them. They can wait for me. It's their fault. I don't. Yeah, I'm going to double check my order before I drive off. Yeah, it's their fault, man. Like. Piss off their customers. I don't know if we're gonna make it through a third cigar. I think <laughs> two for sure. Three is a lot. I've never done two in one session, actually. No. Mm. This one's on top. I was watching a QA, a live QA with Tristan Tate. And he's smoking cigars. He smoked two of them during that QA. They're 750 euros a piece. I'm like, motherfucker. Oh, like, they, uh... You just smoked two thousand dollars. I gotta get to that level, is what I'm saying. Like in a year, you're gonna be back on here. I'm gonna have thousand dollar cigars for us. I hope so, man. No, no, don't hope. It's happening. Good. I like that. They're KSA were the KSAs? There's some kind of Cohiba. Oh, okay. Dubai makes their own. Uh, I don't know if it's Dubai, but uh, the Emirates they make their own. Well, Dubai is in the United Arab yeah. Emirates, yeah. But it's not like a specific to Dubai. It's like the Arab Emirates. They make their own cigar. It's called a KSA. My buddy, oh, shit. 
my buddy can can get those for you and they're super rare really yeah let me look that up look up ksa the the, the label's green kind of like this huh i think it's got some uh, arab writing on cigars it. in dubai let's see <clears throat> Uh, 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 are cigars legal in UAE? Yeah, they probably are. Cigar Club UAE. Look Havana up KSA. Cigar. Okay. There it is. See? There it is. Saudi Arabia. Oh, it's Saudi Arabia. Oh, oh, KSA is the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Oh, that's that's what it stands for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's a kingdom over there, bro. It's gangster as fuck. Have you been there? I've been through Saudi Arabia. We spent the night there just one time. Uh, I was a kid. I was probably like 10 years old. My dad was driving. We, he, drove, he drove us from UAE to Lebanon one summer. So we spent the night in Saudi Arabia. That's the long stretch. When you, get, when, you, like when you get out of UAE, you drive through Saudi Arabia. That's the long stretch. And then you get to Jordan and then Syria and then Lebanon. You go through Jordan and Syria real quick. But the long stretch of Saudi Arabia, and it was in the summer, bro. It's fucking hot. What is it? And like you drive, you drive for miles and miles and miles and miles, and you see nothing but just brown, nothing but sand dunes, sand dunes like a motherfucker as far as as far as the eyes can see. Like you just, there's nothing there, just sand. It's insane. Yeah, it's called it's called the desert. It's called the Rub Al Khali, the empty quarter. Oh, shit. Yeah, bro, it's just, yeah, it's it's empty. No, sig no signal, <laughs> it's no empty. fucking nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Yeah, but those are the KSAs. Are they expensive? Do you know how much they cost? Yeah, they're they're they're, they're not just expensive, they're rare as fuck. Really? They're probably like 150 a piece. Ooh, I want to watch that video, but I can't play it because YouTube will take it down. Oh, KSA. All right, they have an Instagram page. Instagram we can do. YouTube we cannot do. I'll get reported for copyright. What Instagram we do? Ooh, look at that. They're good too. That's it. Four posts. That's all they have. Yeah. Yeah. That's the uh, that's the uh, Saudi Arabian flag. You haven't been to any of the cigar lounges here, huh? Nope. I don't think I'd want to. This is my. This is a cigar lounge right here. <laughs> they're nice, though, man. They're they're chill. Like where? They're chill like this. There's one right there next to the hookah bar at Montecillo. Next to Malalam. Okay. Malalam. Let's go next week. Go. Malalam, bro. Fucking hell. That's the, when I used to go out. That's the one place I used to go to. Yeah, I'm going and, there and tonight. Look, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are the, are the, there's, gonna be... there's some hot girls at Malalam. And it's Halloween, bro. Oh, they're going to be hoeing there's it up. Chi Chi's everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. Everywhere. When did Halloween go from a, a, a thing, an occasion where kids would dress up as superheroes to an occasion where women dress up as strippers? They want an excuse, dude, and it's fucking cold. You know, like it's cold. Well, not they're not maybe not no passive. They overpack the shit out of Malalam, though, bro. It's always hot in there. They always go over capacity, always. Yeah, but there's always fights there too, man. I don't like that shit. No, man. The, the last couple times, I mean, not couple. I've been going there for years, and man, there's never fights, man. I haven't been there in a long time, dude. But that used to be the place to go to get girls. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm still is. I don't know. Yeah, well, probably. I, you know what? I should go out with you one of these nights. Let's go out tonight. Oh, I don't know, man. Got to work tomorrow? Not this weekend. Well, I'm, I want to go hunting at 5 a.m. And then I've got a long, I've, I've got, no, I've got a long week. Uh, in two weeks. Next weekend, I'm, okay. next weekend, I'm going Sandhill Crane hunting in Lubbock. So I'm going to be out of town next weekend. So maybe the following. Yeah, next weekend's my 
my daughter's birthday parties. But uh, Milo, dude, I, I don't know what it was. Because, I, like, I don't have game. Like, guys talk about game. I don't have game. I'm just in all pass. Well, out. they come to you. That's it. I'm six feet tall. I'm not from here. I didn't think you were that tall. Bro. I'm tall as fuck, bro. You yeah, should, no, no. Yeah. Now, now, when I, was like, I don't rolling with you. I didn't remember you were that tall, bro. I, and, hey, and if, ground, I'm, if I'm out in cowboy boots, I'm I'm six two, six three. Dude, on the ground, it's all the same. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then I like at Malo, you like you don't have to have game. If I trip and fall, I land inside somebody. It's incredible. Yeah. It's 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 just like. You ain't even got to try. They 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 come after you. Yeah. I just walk around. All I do, you know, I get there and I just walk from the front to the patio to the outside. Make a turn. By the time I'm back towards the inside, I already got a lady on my arm. That's good. That's it. Yeah. This whole thing about game, these guys that want to learn game. No amount of game is going to make up for you be for is going to make up for you being chubby and broke. There's no fucking game. When you're in college, yeah, cool. Like you're the cool guy, you're the life of the party, sure, you'll get girls. Yeah. But as an adult, once you're in your late twenties, thirties, I'm I'm thirty one. Well, women there's no game. They get tired of that shit. They don't give a fuck about game. Yeah. I I it just bro, the amount of times I've been on dates with women who later on told me they're like they're like basically they were like they didn't they weren't happy with how i was handling the conversation you know they're like oh well you didn't ask me where i'm from or if i have any siblings or or blah 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 the I'm like, normal shit <laughs> yeah i'm like what the fuck i'm gonna sit there and talk to you about like oh so tell me about your dad like oh oh you have a sister what does she do oh she's a nurse that's fantastic like who gives a fuck i just sit there and talk about shit whatever and they're sitting there looking at they're attracted to me they don't even know why that's how it works. That's game. Game is when they're attracted to you. They don't even know why. Just because you're a man and you're talking about man shit and they've just never been out with a guy who's not sitting there like, oh, what's your favorite color? What the fuck? <laughs> favorite color? <laughs> Let's go get an ice cream. Yeah. Like, Motherfucker said ice cream. <laughs> bro. Uh, I got a funny. Uh, talking but about that maybe that's why we're both single. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, it's like right now the dating pool, man. What it like I said, it's a jungle out there. When I moved back to El Paso, uh, I went to the bank, switched all my shit. I had just broken up with my lady. Uh, Your baby mama? No, 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 no. This was uh, this was like fourteen years ago. I moved to Minnesota. God damn. Yeah, I was in Minnesota, man. Uh, I trained at Brock Lesnar's gym. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, that was cool. This is a wrestling gym. It wasn't like BJJ or anything. But uh, moved back, opened up a, a bank account. Everything's like, hey, uh, what have you? know, getting the story. He's like, good luck finding a, 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 a girl here with no kids. Oh, it's impossible. Once they're over 15, <laughs> it's, it's over. In Coronado, were you know, there pregnant girls in Coronado? Oh, a ton. Really? Oh, by the time I got out of high school, half my graduating class Shit. were already parents. In Coronado? Dude, here's, here's the one I love. Here's the story that I love, okay? I had a teacher in Coronado that I fucking hated. She was a bitch. 
she was a bitch, bro. Like she had Jesus on her screensaver, but like you could tell she wasn't religious. You know what I'm saying? Like she's just trying to be she, like, she's very uppity. She's fucking uppity. I hated her. I actually failed her class. Her daughter was also in my class. Same class. Not in that. So like I had her in other classes. Her daughter oh, was in the same graduating class, class as me. So I knew her and her daughter didn't even like her. <laughs> and there was this football player. There was this football player. Okay. And um, her daughter ended up having a baby with that football player. I think it was after high school, but whatever the case is, you know, that, that woman just being so uppity and oh Jesus and this and that. And then her daughter having a kid like that with the, with the football player, bro, that just, that and was that's the, usually what happens. That was the best man. thing ever. It, 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 that was the best thing ever. These religious schools and, like Cathedral and Loretto, do you hear all these things about Cathedral and Loretto? Loretto Loretto's e either you're a lesbian or you're a big hole. I mean, either you're, and they're all on drugs. They're all on drugs. Well, when we first came to the States, because we all went to Catholic private school in, in, in Dubai, right? We came here. My mom went to El Paso High. And she's like looking around, seeing pregnant women and all this shit. She's like, no, 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 no. My daughter's like, this ain't, this ain't the school for us, right? Your mom's Lebanese? Yeah. So my sisters went to Loretto for uh, my younger sister for like two years. My other sister for like for one year, because they came to the States at different times. One of my sisters is a natural born American. So she came here a year before we did. Anyway, she came here and lived with my aunt for a year before, before we moved here. But by the time we came here and my, my other sister, you know, they were both at Loretto. They, were, they went to my mom. They're like, yo, you don't need to pay all that money. Like these girls are just as fuck. Like you know, this is the shit that we're seeing at school. Like they're doing drugs in the bathroom. They're hooking up. You know, like, like that's, that's it. And so they ended up going to Coronado. Yeah, my mom was like, okay, but then, but but by then, like my mom had kind of maybe acclimated a little bit to 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 America, and she was like, okay, yeah, they can go to Coronado at school. Is he, my kids go to Catholic school too, private school, and it's like that's why I do it. But if the, the second I find out some shit is going on, like what the fuck, you know? Well, shit's always gonna go on, dude. And that's, but that's why I'm saying, like, your sisters were very smart in knowing and telling your parents, like, don't waste your fucking money. We're seeing the same shit. These girls are scissoring in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen girls scissor. Have you? Not live, but porn. I don't. Well, yeah, I don't watch porn. Well, not anymore. But when you were fucking 16, 17. You know what? You're right. I probably have. When yeah, I, man. yeah, 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 yeah. I probably just don't remember. I probably have. Because oh, when I, I was a teenager and I used to watch porn, I used to watch lesbians. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't want to see balls on balls the screen. Balls and dick? Yeah. I, didn't, yeah. I like to see the penetration. <laughs> <laughs> but the lesbians got strap-ons. <laughs> I didn't make it that far. <laughs> Dude, so check this out, bro. I can tell you a funny squirting story from my mom. Right. Okay, tell me. <laughs> well, you're saying that it's easy, right? You're you're at the bar and I'm saying it's easy for me because I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm me. <laughs> I'm not six foot tall, but I'm a white Mexican. There you, you know go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, chilling at the bar, there's this girl. I th and I thought, I mean, I thought she was with somebody because there was guys all around her. So I didn't talk to her. I'm over here. She's literally right there. This is the only open spot at the at the at the bar. And I was with my buddy. He lived at Kings Hill. You know, Kings Hill Apartments. It's yeah. right right there. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, 
I start drinking. I'm, I get some liquid courage. And I, are you here by yourself? She goes, yeah. And I was like, oh. Turn around, start talking to her. <laughs> and then the minute that I start talking to her, then other guys start talking. She grabs onto me. He's like, oh, no, these guys are trying to hit on me. Cool. What are you doing here? Oh, I'm from Chihuahua. I'm a traveling nurse. Nice. She's taller than me. I mean, everybody's taller than me. Right? Keyword, traveling nurse. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. You already know. You already know. And a nurse. Bro. Yeah, nurses you, alone. They're nurse? nuts. Dude. Best stories of my life are with nurses. Nurses are crazy. I've oh. dated all of them. <laughs> and they're always hot, too. <laughs> they're all alcoholics. Yeah, and, and alcoholics, dude. <laughs> Uh, my friend, he goes, Hey man, I'm going to go home. It's like, all right, man. Well, dude, just go, just go in there. I'm gonna leave the door open for you. It's like, all right, cool. We go. <laughs> we get on his couch. You know, everything goes like it's supposed to. Dude, this girl starts squirting. Oh man. On the couch? Suede, she... suede couch. Oh, okay. but it was a little bit. Just, <laughs> but no, no. But <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, okay, shit. okay, cool, cool, cool. I go again, and she, dude, it's like a fucking water fountain, like a fucking geyser. Just, dude, the shit starts bouncing off my chest <laughs> into my mouth. Oh no! And, and, yeah, and then it. Oh, th close that's your when, mouth. Yeah, no, that's when I was like, oh fuck, uh. this is too much. And then. And, I was like, all right, cool. Um, well, we can't sleep here. Luckily, he had a, like a food. Yeah, let's get in the bathtub. <laughs> what the fuck? We, I was already in a bathtub, dude. Uh, like, he had a food time. Like, all right, let's go over there. Your friend's never inviting you over again. <laughs> and he had a, a loft. So I was like, oh, this guy's fucking watching. He's fucking <laughs> hearing everything. We go uh, lay down on the on the futon we wake up in the morning of course in the morning you got in spanish it's called in mañanero the morning fuck uh. okay so i'm like we, we slept naked and i start playing with her and she starts making the same uh moaning noises and it gave me like flashbacks of the fucking spray I was like, whoa I, I pulled my hand back i was like no <laughs> oh, like, no. i got and i had left my she drove i left my car at the at malolam i was in the company car so I'm like, all right, let's go, let's go pick up the car and drop, drop the whole time, dude. As soon as we leave, my phone's blowing up, my phone's blowing up, um, and it's my friend. I look at it, it's my friend. I'm like, I already know what he's gonna say, but I can't answer the phone because this girl's right next to me. So I drop her off and say bye, and then finally I answer his phone call because he won't stop calling. He's like, "What the fuck, bro? This bitch <laughs> squirted all over my fucking apartment." <laughs> He goes oh, downstairs. No. He goes downstairs. Oh, no. Sits down That's to watch terrible. TV, and he sits down. He's like, "What the fuck?" And then he grabbed. And he said, "He said he he grabbed it and he smelled it." Oh my he's god! Like, oh oh no, no! 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 <laughs> he's like, it smelled like hot dog what is, water. What is wrong with men? <laughs> why would he? Oh my god! Yeah, I was like, why would you? Why would you? What smell a nasty it. motherfucker. Like he thought he thought he had a leak in his fucking house. He's like, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't fucking rain. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, it was bad. So Seriously. he's like, I was like, dude, I'll pay for the how fucking... does she have that much water in her That's body? I thought I was, I was like, dude, this bitch is gonna get dehydrated and die. Dude, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. 
like when the shit started splat, like like a uh, fucking water hose just hitting off my chest into my mouth. Oh no! Yeah, it was bad. And uh, I told uh, him, I was like, dude, I'll, I'll pay for the fucking steam cleaning or whatever the fuck you do. And and he's like, no, nah, man, I was gonna get rid of these couches anyway. So the motherfucker never got rid of them. Finally, I think he gave them to his mom. Dude. I think he has a weird kink, bro. He's <laughs> masturbating on those couches. That's what I think. And then he's like, don't don't tell any of our friends this story. And I was like, why not? Like, no, because they're going to make fun of me because you're over here fucking getting bitches squirting on my couch. Like, dude, who cares, bro? It's, we're all friends. Like, <laughs> We're all friends. Yeah, if, 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 if you had a girl at my place and she's I don't squirting. have any friend that I like that much. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> Go go fuck in the garage, motherfucker. But this Jeez. was at Malolam, dude. It's just, and that's one. I mean, but do those girls not know? Like, why didn't she give you a heads up? Like, did she not know that was gonna happen? Like, this was her first time. I think they they're embarrassed of it, man. The the, the yeah, so I, like I, it's not like I make I have a big ass dick and I make bitches squirt. No, I've had a few squirters, maybe three in my life. <laughs> And dude, they're <laughs> embarrassed. And now it, the ones that, but, but, one that's what them, I, but then it's even more reason to tell you up front. Listen, I squirt. Let's go. You know, that, that's just going to make me want to fuck her more. But this was too much. Does it really? You know, it's like 90% pee. It's, but yeah. That, so I told, I told some of my older friends that, and they're like, the wives, their wives were like, you know, that's piss, right? And I was like, so this bitch was pissing on me. You were telling the story in front of your friend's wives? Yeah, they're cool. Like, <laughs> The guy that the, the my buddy, the one that the with the cigars, he's the one that um I told her she's cool as fuck, dude. I've known her forever. And she's like, you know that's piss, right, Luis? And I was like, You mean to tell me that this bitch was pissing she on me? It all over you, bro. No, no wonder you just it, took it like a man. No fuck wonder it. it tasted kind of like You're just a gangster. <laughs> you just this was a one night stand? Yeah. Oh my god, and she squirted in your mouth. Whoa. Nah, it just splashed oh. into my mouth. Oof, oof. Yeah. Damn, bro. You've got a pretty solid constitution. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, I've, I'm sure you've had some. Or no? I'm a virgin, bro. Uh, uh-huh. I'm, I, I told you, I grew up in a Catholic school. I'm, I'm so waiting, did I. I'm waiting for marriage. So did I. I'm wearing a rosary. So you, know, like, you know, speaking of um, everybody graduating high school with kids in El Paso, so I did, uh, I've done a couple of stand-up comedies, a couple of open mics. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And I had a joke about that. I'd say, you know, Mexican girls are really, uh, like El Paso girls are very financially prudent. That's why they have their quinceanera and baby shower at the same time. <laughs> they, say, they save a lot of money like that, you know. And people laughed? Oh, bro, that, that joke kills in El Paso. Like, if you did that joke in some other place where it's not the same, it probably would bomb. But, like, here people understand the culture. They know what I'm saying. And you did it at the comic strip? No, 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 not the comic strip. No, there was some bar. I forgot what it was called. Cristobal and I did a couple of open mics there right before I moved to San Antonio. Cristobal too? Yeah, dude, he's good, bro. He's got some good bits. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's good. We need to start doing it again. You want to go? Yeah, man. I love a comedy strip or comedy club. We need to find out where they do open mics, and you need to come up with some jokes. Just go, uh, me? Just, just tell that squirting story. Just make it funny. Just figure out how to add some punchlines. <laughs> Dude, I grew up a lot on like Eddie Murphy, George Carlin. I love George Carlin. Dude. He was the first one that I started that got me into stand-up comedy. It was actually somebody had introduced me to Tim Minchin. You ever heard of him? 
he's a British uh, uh, comedian. He does a lot of comedy and he plays the piano like in his in his act. So he'll play the piano. He'll sing a silly song then he'll do a little bit. Um, so I, I, I saw a couple of his songs. And then I got into Cat Williams. That was the first comedian I got into. Love Cat Williams. And then I got into George Carlin. And those are still my two favorite. Cat Williams and George George Carlin are still my favorites. I do like Bill Burr. Stand-up comedy, you know, I enjoy it more in person than on TV. Yeah. In per- live, the, my favorite ones that I've seen, and they're all been at the, here at the, at the El Paso Comic Strip, George Wilson. Is it George? Shit. I think it's George Wilson. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. George Wilson is a different, is a, he's a guy, another guy I know. It's something Wilson. What the hell is his name? So Steve Trevino, Tony B, and what the hell is his first name? That's escaping me. I don't know, something Wilson. They, they were pretty funny. They were great. I went to Palm Springs a year before COVID. And I saw Joe Rogan at the comedy club, man. Yeah. Dude, it was a Tuesday. How is he live? Pretty funny. Dude, he's fucking shorter than he's like a meatball. Yeah, yeah, he's thick as fuck. Um, I saw him. I saw dude, it was a Tuesday. Greg Wilson. Greg Romero Wilson. <clears throat> Sorry, go. What are you saying? What's that Italian that Italian com- comedian? He has a movie now and he he has some Netflix specials, uh Maniscano. I don't know. Yeah, I saw him. I saw that blonde girl that's real big right now that has a couple Netflix specials Who's too. That? I don't know. She wasn't that funny though. I didn't think so. I don't think any female comedians are funny. I don't enjoy any of them. Yeah. Uh, call me sexist. Call me whatever you want. I don't enjoy female comics. They're all masculine. Dude, my, and that's because comedy is a masculine domain. Yeah. My 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 ex. Um, the reason why I had kids with her, only woman that's ever made me. Yeah. Only woman that's ever made me laugh. Should I keep going? Or is this thing done? Is it tasting better? It's fine. It's starting to feel hot. Like now when I puff on it, I can feel the flame. Like it's about to burn my mouth. You just need to get your lips and your fingers calloused. <laughs> I love the uh, the the special, um, the Bill Burr special paper tiger. But you know, a lot of these comedians, I enjoy them more on podcasts than I do when I watch their specials. I'm like, I didn't think that was funny. I like, like there's a lot of comedians. I think they're hilarious on podcasts. I love watching them on podcasts, but I don't really like their comedy. It's funny that the, the comedy club in uh, LA, it was only like a $15 ticket, bro. They're like eight bucks here. Yeah, but you got Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. You got Maniscalco. Yeah. You got Netflix. They were all Netflix specials. Wow. And they they go there and they practice their shit. Right. Whatever works. Right. And then they go and they. That's how those little. That's what those small clubs are for. They're for working out material. Comedians talk about that all the time. Like, don't expect me to have a perfect act when you're paying eight bucks for a ticket. Like, this is my time. Like, I'm going to make you laugh a little bit, but this is my time to try new jokes and see if they work. And that's fine. And it's always been good. There was only one time here where this guy was so bad. This guy was so fucking bad. It was like the it was, Joker. Bro, he was so <laughs> bad. It was all, it's been almost four years and I don't, I don't remember his name and I'm really good with names. So it's incredible that I can't remember his first name, last name. I can't remember anything. That's how bad he was. 
I mean, it was so quiet in there the whole night. You could hear a rat piss on cotton. It was so People fucking bad. My brother had just turned 18. And I said, hey, man, like, you just turned 18. Let's go watch some stand-up comedy. Because I, I love it. I love stand-up comedy. I felt so bad taking him there for his 18th birthday. I was like, bro, trust me. They're not all this bad. Like, he was bad, bro. He was just doing impressions the whole night. And every impression looked like the last one. Sounded the same. Looked the same. like it was like, bro, stop doing. Don't you have any jokes? Okay. Do you have any jokes? Like you can't just do impressions all night. Get, do a your mama joke. Do a knock knock joke for <laughs> like do something. Do fucking do something. It's probably like the the guy from the Joker, right? The movie? Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, what a, what a dark up. movie, dude. That fucking fuck battle. I never that really actor. Go to the movie. Jesus man, Phoenix incredible Joaquin phoenix yeah incredible he got nominated for something right yeah i think he won the the emmy for it did he yeah i mean what a performance there's nobody that came close to him that year wow yeah yeah that dance that he right after he kills people on the in the train in the subway and he goes and he does that dance i was like holy shit man yeah that's what you know what he gets he gets what he fucking deserves jeez dude yeah i mean he was incredible i was i I heard there was gonna be like a sequel but i'm hoping that does that make you wonder about free choice like like does that does a guy like that have free choice the way he grew up his sickness his mom all of that like what free choice does he have when you say oh if you just work hard and blah 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 all that's all that motivational bullshit that works for guys like you and me because yeah. we grew up in a like I, I'm so lucky I came to the states when I was 14. You know what I'm saying? And like my parents, no, they never taught me shit about finances. They still don't understand money. Like all that I've accomplished, I've accomplished on my own through own. hard work and, and diligence and curiosity and all of that. But I didn't grow up like that guy did. Right. There's a lot of guys in prison who just you look at their how they grew up and you go, what choice did he have but to go to prison? He was going to go to prison or to the morgue. Yeah. That's a lot of guys' lives, man. A lot. That's a lot of people. Like, you just, you know, all free choice. You have to have accountability and, and self-discipline and all that good shit. Yeah, that's all great. If you have a decent foundation. But that's where that whole, like, white privilege thing comes around, no? Where, like, that's the whole basis of it, no? Like, oh, well, you were. Here's, here's the funny thing about that. We could talk about white privilege. Because we're both white, but we're not really white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's, it could, as a man, and you know this, as a man, I mean, you either repeat cycles or you fix it. That's how it is with a lot of shit, right? Like alcoholism, for example. Alcoholic dad, either the son's a fucking alcoholic. I know I know several people, man. Like They got kids. And, you know, they're in their teens or 20s now, and they're just fucking addicts, man. Yeah. Alcohol, cigarettes, weed, whatever. And the dad was an alcoholic. And then you get the extreme opposite of that. Mm-hmm. And then those end up being so oppositional to, to, to alcohol that when they have kids and their kids are, are teenagers, they're as fucking tight as can be with yeah. their kids. And it's like you got to understand, like, if your kid goes out to a party in high school and has a couple beers, that doesn't mean he's going to become an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You have to trust – that you raised your kids right. Give them a little bit of freedom. They'll turn out okay. You know, like, like unless they have some tendencies that you feel like you really got to watch out for. But you can't be tr- – dude, I know. I mean, there's a girl – you know, I'm not – like, fuck. I mean, the, the story was in the news and everything, but, I, like, I don't want to say too much. But she had to she had to leave the country. 
Wow. Because because of alcohol. I mean, it's a long story, but she ended up driving drunk. She was in an accident. It was messy. She was going to go to jail for a long time. She probably killed somebody. Uh, her parents got her out of the country. She's she's she can never come back. She can never she's, come she's, back. She's a fugitive. Yeah. Either that or she. This was jail. like when she was twenty years old. Yeah, you know? manslaughter, either jail or by. And her parents were very strict. They didn't want her to go out. She liked to drink. She was all. She would always wait for them to go to bed. She'd sneak out. And here's here's the thing. She was more. She would rather take the risk of driving home drunk than to call her parents and tell them I'm drunk. Can can you come pick me up? Because in the mind of a teenager. Sure, you're tipsy, you're drunk. You might get you might get pulled over. You might get a, in, a, in an accident. That might happen might. On, on the way home. But if your parents find out that you snuck out to go party, you're well, for sure getting in all kinds of trouble. Yeah. So as a teenager, you'd rather take that risk. That they, risk. Oh, how stupid can you be? How can you drive drunk? Well, you didn't give me an option exactly. to call you. Yeah. I didn't have that option. So I know... One day when I have kids, like I'm gonna have to find that balance. Yeah. Like I know you're gonna want to go out, you're gonna want to go party. That's fine. Don't be stupid. You know, don't drive. It's all balance. Don't get in a car with your friend who's drunk. And if you really, you know, you got carried away, you, you got to just fucking call me. Yeah. Call me. I'll call you an Uber. I'll go pick you up. Whatever. But don't, don't, you know, just don't do it. Like we'll talk about it. We'll deal with it. We'll deal with the consequences afterwards. We're going to, we're going to talk about, we're going to deal with it, but don't, don't fucking crash on the way home. You know, like right. don't Kill get a somebody. DWI. You know? Yeah. It's, it's it, that. And that's the thing they they don't have that choice. Like you said, it's, it's, um, they'd, they'd rather take that, that risk than get in trouble. Cause they know they're going to be fucked at home. Yeah, I mean, that's how I was shit. I, th the good thing is I never drank though. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I've been drunk. Like really, really drunk once in my life. I had a hangover once in my life, and you're like never again. I just don't like alcohol. Yeah. So I'd go to I'd go to parties. I'd play a little play a little bit of flip cup, whatever. I mean, how much do you drink when you play in flip cup? You end up drinking like half a beer the whole night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I I never had issues with that. But um, my thing was always whatever I do, whether I get a speeding ticket, I get in trouble I, at school, whatever it is, it's just not going to reach home. It's not going to reach home because that's how I get to keep my freedom. Mm -hmm. That's how I get to tell my parents, essentially, stay out of my business. I got like I I, I became super independent at a very early age. Yeah. I started working at four. Like as soon as I came to the States, I started working. 14, 15, I started working, making my own money. I didn't want to have anybody questioning me. Well, what did you, you oh, you need 20 bucks. I just gave you 20 the other day. What'd you do with it? Yeah. I, no, fuck no. No. Yeah. I'm a man. I make my own money. Yeah, I was got never... my own bank account. buy my own shit. Back then, I was just buying protein powder. You know, like <laughs> I would work all week for five bucks an hour so I can go to GNC and spend it there. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Or to buy some shoes or whatever. And my my thing was, okay, yeah, I ditched class. I've missed half the fucking semester. But as long as my parents don't find out about it, it's cool. So when, when there's a letter in the mail, I get it. I go to the school. I need to talk to the assistant principal. What? Well, about what? Well, I got this letter in the mail. My mom was worried. You know, I need to talk to him. Okay, I go talk to the principal. I go talk to the account. Whatever. Who do I got to talk to? What's the well? You know, you missed six classes already this semester. I said, well, what's the maximum I can miss? Nine. Okay, I got three more. Then <laughs> you know? so like, they never said no. I need to speak to your. It parents. never reached home. It never because uh, I always went in and handled it. It never shit, reached man. home. Never. That reached should home. always reach my home. <laughs> they would send letters. My mom would be like, "Hey, I got this letter. Have you been missing class, mom? I got this." I'll just I'll take take the letter, go to the school, 
handled. And then if they call my dad, he's just like, no, speak English. He hangs up. You know, like, so that, oh. so I had that going for me. And then my mom, I just told her, listen, I got this. Don't worry about it. I got it. You know? So that's it. I would just handle it. And that's what a man does. A man just handles shit. Right. Because when you're young, you get in trouble. It really falls on your parents' shoulder. Yeah. When you're an adult, you get in trouble. You got to deal with it. Yep. So just adopt that responsibility at a young age and, and your parents will leave you the fuck alone. And I never did anything really bad. It was like I would ditch class to go to the gym. Right. I just, I'm really? like, I, I, yeah, I'm like, I could go get bored in history class or I could go work out. I'm going to go work out. That's what it is. So, but then I realized, okay, I can, I can miss. It's not a total of nine class. I think it was nine. I don't remember. It was nine days. Point. No, not nine days. Classes. Okay. And I don't remember if it was nine. Again, this is shit. I graduated oh, in 2010, right? right? But, but let's just say it was nine. I said, okay. He goes, yeah, you know, you're missing first period. You know, what are you doing? Because I would go work out and I'd get to school late. So even if you got the class, but you know, the teacher had already done the attendance sheet and sent it in, you're, you're missing from that class. So how'd you get to school? Oh, my dad would take me or, you know, whatever. But then you'd walk out. That's something. I don't fucking you know, whatever. I'd walk to the YMCA over there by Coronado. I used to work out there. And so I go, okay. He goes, yeah, you know, you you missed first period six times, like nine times. Your parents got to go to court. Okay. So I got two more. <laughs> so then I was like, wait, you're saying it's per class, right? He goes, yeah. Okay, cool. So, oh, per class. So then I started skipping second period. And then third, we'll make it. and oh, then fourth, just skipped it. that's just right. So by the end of the semester, I had missed like 100 classes, but it never got to the point where I would get in trouble. As long as the report card was good, you're good. And my report card sucked. I graduated in the bottom 20% of my class. You know, I, I barely made it out of Utah, barely got my bachelor's. You know, my GPA is 2.89. It's shit. You know, I, same thing at UTEP. I just, ah, fuck this. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go work out. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna go stretch. I got a fight coming up. I don't give a fuck. I ain't got time for this. I'm gonna go hit the punching bag. Fuck this, you know. Yeah, shit. So when I met you, you were when did we meet? Like, you were probably uh, I was probably twenty eight. So I started training April so two thousand nineteen twenty. I started training April two thousand nine. I was 16, about to be 17. Yeah, we probably, we, yeah, you were probably 1920. Hayashi's, when I was at Hayashi's briefly, there was a short while where, where Mondo was there and I, I went there with him. Uh, yeah, I was, I was about 19 when I was at Hayashi's for that, for those like six months or eight months. So I met you after Hayashi's because I met you at that, at the hangar. At, at oh, the no, hangar. at the, yeah, the Canatillo gym. Yeah. 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 That was a ghetto fucking spot. So you were, Hey, but it worked. Sure. I mean, look, if you got a couple mats and a dedicated group, you could train anywhere. Yeah. So then there you were, what, like 20, 21? Yeah, probably. Something like that, yeah. But when did you start fighting? Uh, I I had my first fight first year of college. So, like, I was 18. And then my last fight, I was 20. Like, I only it was only three fights over over a couple of years. I, I've done a lot of jujitsu tournaments, but only three cage fights. You used to bare knuckle fight, huh? Nah, I wasn't bare knuckle. Okay. It was, uh, it, they were just not sanctioned. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I back did, uh, then it was so, it's so hard to. Enchilada Festival, where it was a ring, it wasn't a cage. Uh -huh. And then with Mondo, with Bone Crushers, it was in a cage. Yeah. I remember Bone Crushers. And MSU. Okay. 
and then I did a, you know, Hayashi had that gopher broke. Yeah. But the gopher broke, you wore headgear, super light headgear. It wasn't even boxing gear. It was like a stupid fucking American gladiators headgear. <laughs> were those MMA fights with headgear? Yeah. Oh, fuck that, dude. Yeah. How, how are you going to escape shit? In a ring. That's horrible. You can't, with shin, with shin guards. you can't pop your head out of a guillotine. That's, that's horrible. Dude, and, and what's great, well, like me back then, I weighed like 130, dude. And back then, the 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 the, the lowest weight class was probably 145. So like I said, I had to weigh in with my clothes. The guys are over here getting naked. Jeez. And, and I had to weigh in with belt, jeans, wallet, watch, everything. Wow. And barely made 135. Yeah. Yeah. How many fights did you have? The two. Okay. Yep. But they were unsanctioned. And I don't I don't know if the intimacy was unsanctioned. Well, that's why the weights were all over the place and you could weigh in like that. Because in a sanctioned event, they won't let you weigh in like that. Yeah, and there was no I mean they had paramedics there. And, yeah. But they would yeah, they the guy I fought the last time I got I fought the, the guy had a I think he holds the record for fastest armbar in the WEC. Remember oh, yeah. the WEC? Yeah, yeah. Ox Wheeler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ox Wheeler, yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, so uh, back when I was uh, training with Mondo, and Mondo, yeah. like Mike, Ch Mike Chupa was there. Chupa, yeah. And he fought Ox. Yeah, Ox beat him. A guillotine. Yeah, I fought to a decision with Ox. Really? But the motherfucker was, he, I have him, uh, my mom, she was, videotaping a video recording and she got they were dude they were fucking putting vaseline all over that motherfucker dude and it's i do i had this guy in an arm triangle i had him in so many some and he just kept getting out by the end of the first round my arms were just my forearms were fucked just dude. done yeah. yeah i was done yeah when you squeeze you just you blow out your forearms but this guy was getting out of everything i was like what the fuck man and I, I after no the first shit, time. you fought Ox Wheeler. Yeah, That's man. badass. Yeah, I have the I have the DVD. That's my mom, cool. my mom went. She was all proud. She went and made a DVD. Yeah, she got some professional video guy and made a oh, that's really DVD cool. out of it. Yeah, I mean, Ox was uh, well known twelve years ago. Back then, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, he had a big name. I wish I could run that back with uh, even now, dude. If we could go to, you know, uh. Schoonover's fighting Rampage. When? Uh, soon, dude. They Seriously? already signed the contract. Daryl, yeah, right? Daryl. Because they had that beef on the Ultimate Fighter yeah, where, he, where Rampage would call him titties. Me and Daryl uh, were training. Does he still have titties? I, I don't I'm, dude, He's doing... Uh, yeah, what happened to them? Because they had that gym spider, spider something. Yeah, he's doing... Uh, it's that strongman shit now no shit yeah. yeah yeah he's doing that dude i remember the first time daryl fought that's the first that's when i met holly holm that time in cruise so hot dude even back then but she was she was up and coming dude, we're talking fuck 20 years ago yeah and she wasn't she was like thick like nice thick yeah not, not, now she's kind of skinny and but she back then she was like she's a pretty so lady. much hotter yeah. so much hotter uh because she was thick and she, Big everything. Uh, hey, bro, don't be talking about John Jones's girl like that. <laughs> oh, he's got a torn peg. What's he going to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, oh. With a torn pack. <laughs> with two torn packs. I'll right, yeah, right. Um, and Daryl just, um, beginning of the fight, threw a knee. This guy is just pouring blood, pouring blood. The ref wouldn't stop it, and we're like, what the fuck? And then the, like I said, they were unsanctioned fights, dude. And everybody's like, dude, this guy's going to bleed the fuck out, man. So finally, I mean, they threw the towel. No, for a while, we were like, throw the towel, throw the towel. Nothing. Uh, and Holly was... I don't know if she was in the other guy's corner, but she dude, she was like literally right there, right there. And I remember I was like, oh, she's, I didn't know who Holly Holm was. Back then, nobody knew who Holly Holm was. But I remember I was like, oh, she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> and she was screaming like like she knew what she was talking about. So I was yeah. like, oh, she must fight. Uh, she must fight. How funny, man. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Back in the day. I I cannot stand overly loud like super screamy cornerman I, I i can't fucking stand it i'm like stop screaming stop it like they're just shouting every move they could think of yeah. I'm like like you know what i'm talking about like some of them are just so over the top well they just don't know what they're talking about if they're just arm bar, arm bar, arm bar. i'm like fuck i'm like bro i can't throw an arm bar like, like like man he's like he's got his weight on my hip or something like chill chill see that video of that guy where his girlfriend's screaming he's like Karen, shut up! Did you see that? <laughs> no, no? That. Yeah, is oh, her name actually viral. Karen, no, or did he call sad. her Karen? I just said that I, but he said something like, "Veronica, shut Karen? the fuck up!" So <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, it was it went viral in the middle of a fight. In the middle of That's his hilarious, he's in a gi and he's and then all of a sudden he's he's in guard and he looks up and he's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> That's that's funny. Yeah. That's great. I used to get annoyed. I would tune out a lot of my corner people. I just tune them out. Like I just, I'm not gonna like. Yeah, know. even in a fight, you don't. Tune them out. You don't listen, except for maybe like my, you hear yeah. your, you hear the voice you want to hear. Well, with with my out. fights, I was picky about who was in my corner, and and two of the fights it was Mondo. One was Luis, Luis Andres. Luis Andres. And, I mean, Luis, you could barely hear him talk, bro. Like his voice doesn't even. He doesn't even have volumes. Like he he's so soft spoken. He's one of the coaches now at Zen. The oh this the short guy yeah oh okay okay so he uh he cornered me in my uh in my second fight and uh, I you know like another thing that bothers me is before the fight like the pre-fight pump up speech right you see all these cornermen they're like you ready bro you ready you you're gonna beat this guy you've been training you're you you're blah 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 they're trying I'm like hey 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 stop. <laughs> Stop. And Luis wasn't doing this because I told him in advance, like, bro, don't do that. I'm like, I know I'm going to win. Like, yeah. I don't need you to try to fucking convince I me that I'm going to win in the locker room 30 minutes before I walk out. Like, like a football it, coach. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Like, I, like, yeah, I already know I'm going to beat this guy. Yeah. This is pointless. Like, I don't need this speech. It's a garbage speech. You know, if you have to give your fighter that speech before a fight, they shouldn't be fighting. What are we doing here? <laughs> Dude, did you ever meet David Zos? Yes. Dude, so David, one time I met him at the YMCA when I was ditching class and I was working out. out. Yes. And he's the one that told me I hadn't even, he's the one that introduced me to Mondo. He's like, oh, you want to train MMA? My buddy's got a gym, sub grappling district. That's, I'd never seen him just that one time at the Y. Dude, that motherfucker's great. So he fought before my fight uh, against Ox Wheeler. That motherfucker. Remember Red Lines? No, what's that? The drink that you take 
oh, like a pre-workout. Okay. These, it was like cracking a bottle. This guy would down a red line before his fights. Jeez. He comes up to me. He's like, Luis, slap me. Uh, fucking hard oh no he's one of those crazy motherfuckers dude always he's always crazy like that and he'd always he'd go into his fights and just balls to the wall yeah and he end his fights in 30 seconds every time every time oh shit the guy lives in hawaii he's he's in the stock market that's how seriously the motherfucker he lives the dream he 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 just one day to the next, the judge told because he's he's a, he's kind of a troublemaker. Either you leave El Paso, or you're going to jail. It's like I'm going to Hawaii tomorrow. It's like you are all right. Sells his house, moves to Hawaii, moves his mom out there. Fucker lives in Hawaii. All you see on his Instagram is videos in the ocean, fucking no swimming shit. with crocodiles and fucking all kinds of shit octopus and his stock market kind of like what you post when with your your when your stock goes up and that's all he does dude. <clears throat> that's hilarious and yeah he doesn't drink he doesn't he smokes a shit little weed okay that's uh, why that's why he's so mellow yeah uh super down to earth he's like he's like a hippie but if he needs to get violent that motherfucker is violent. sure yeah well you got to be able to flip that switch you got to be able to let that you you need to have that within you and use it when necessary yeah you just but you just can't be like that all the time because right. that's how you end up in prison and there, there's a lot of times where that's why i have a tattoo that says just breathe because um, there's a lot of times where I, like i literally like there's so many times during the day where i just in my mind i'm like okay just breathe just yeah. breathe because like what am i gonna do here i'm gonna get in a fight with this idiot or something happens you know something goes the whatever like an inconvenience something breaks that down something breaks at the house you have a leak whatever and i'm like oh and then i'm like just breathe. It's fine. That's a problem. You'll fix it. There's problems in life. Just deal yeah. with it. Go cool. boom. And ever since I just remind myself to think that way, everything's fine. Mm. And my life, my 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 take on things now when there's problems. And then, you know, this is different back when back when I was broke because you know, like a, a, a pipe bursting at your house was it fucked up your whole month. But now my take on things is like, can it be fixed with money? Yes. Do I have the money to fix it? Yes. Then don't worry about it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's like they say, uh, like what? 90% of stress can be fixed. So don't stress about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's almost always financial, right? Like there's some serious health shit that happens, right? There's yeah, like, you know, there's like, oh, no, you're, no amount of money can fix that. Yeah. You have a child who uh, fell and broke his neck, you know, like there's some shit that can or happen. Car cancer, accident, whatever. Yeah. Stuff like that. Right. There's some horrible shit out there. But if it can be fixed with money, but most people just get pissed off about shit that they can fix with a hundred bucks mm -hmm. and they make 300 G's a year yeah. and they're sitting there like pissed off. Oh, my car won't start. I'm like, bitch, you've had that car for 16 years. <laughs> like, like at some point the starter is going to give out. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Just go get another car or get, go, go get it fixed. It's yeah, cool. It's, what are you mad about? Yeah. Your life is great. Chill. Or even things at work, man. It's like, I, I, I've, a lot of the things, why stress? Don't not worth it and a lot of that stress is what builds uh or it, it, it fucks you up internally man. yeah i think so well shit man we're about three and a half hours into this thing i'm already so yeah let's get the fuck out of here <laughs> you, you gotta go party
you got to go get shit faced and grab some titties. <laughs> so <laughs> that's crazy that you still have all that that much zest for partying. Like fuck, man. I guess you just enjoy it. Yeah, I like it, man. You I like mean, it's, it's I don't do it like every weekend, you know. It's, like I said, I got kids, and it gets old too. It gets old. It gets tiring. Yeah. Even like here's get, here's what we're gonna do in a few weeks. November fourteenth, we're gonna go out. Okay. Whatever day that is. Hopefully it's a Friday or Saturday. Because November 15th is opening day of quail season. So we're going to go party until 2. We're going to go to Taco Cabana or Whataburger until 3. And then we're going to go load the guns. And we're going to head out there. And we're going to go hunt. Fuck. So we're going to need so much caffeine and nicotine. It's not even. (laughs) But let me tell you something, bro. Because, again, I'm new to cigars. And I don't like getting up early, but there's something so nice about leaving the house at like 5 a.m. and there's nobody out there and it's dark and it's quiet and the air is crisp and you got a coffee with you and you get there and you start setting up your decoys. You pull out the shotgun, you light a cigar and you just like in the field and it's just, you start seeing the sun come up and you're smoking a cigar, you're drinking coffee and you're hungry as fuck. You haven't eaten, you know, and it's just like, dude, and you're just hunting, you're waiting for the birds to fly, pop. And you see the first one fall, the first meatball from the sky. Just yeah. You're like, yeah, let's, it's beautiful. Fucking, let's fucking go. Yeah. It's they, funny how the cigar smoke won't affect the birds because you can't do that with big game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the rules are completely different for big game. That's like real expertise. Birds are, you know, I mean, ducks are tricky because they're cautious. Yeah. You have to have, you have to be covered in camo. You have yeah. to be hiding. You have to be well hidden. Uh, if you're blowing a duck call and you make one weird noise, those birds ain't coming in. Really? Yeah. Like you got to be good with the duck call. Like So that when I was uh, learning how to do that, I would watch videos and these guys would say, if you're out with a group, you guys are duck hunting. There's always one guy on the group in the group. He doesn't know how to blow it. And he doesn't know when to blow it. Mm-hmm. So just tell that guy, don't blow your duck call. Mm-hmm. Cause you're the one that's going to make all the ducks go away. Because there's 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 a strategy to it. You don't just sit there rah, 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 rah. like you got to know how to do it and you got to know when to do it. And it, it, like you know, like a basic rule of duck hunting is you blow at the tail feathers. Okay. If they're coming at you, if they see your decoys, they see the spread, and they're flying towards you, don't blow the fucking call. Mm. They're already they're flying already towards coming. you. If they turn around, and they start to go another another direction, then you start calling. Okay. Like no no we're yeah. down here get over here we want to fuck. Common sense, no. Yeah, you'd figure, but you know, some people look, man. I sometimes I get impatient if an hour has gone by and I haven't shot anything yet. I'll take a shot too soon. And the biggest thing I've learned this season, because I went dove hunting a lot, is just wait for it to be within range. You're trying to do a 40 yard shot on a like shotgun. Get out of here with that. You know, wait for it to get to 20 yards. And you know, if it turns around and flies away, well, you know, tough shit. That's wait, wait wait for the next one. Yeah. Cause you're not going to call doves quail are cool. I've never hunted quail, but like just being out and seeing them, I, and, and I've watched videos. What happens is you need to have a hunting dog. If you don't have a hunting dog, you need at least two people cause you got to flank them. Mm. So you'll see like, okay, there's a bunch of quail over there. You know, you see them behind a bush. All right, fine. As you start walking and I've tested it out here. Like I'll start walking towards them. When you get close enough, they're going to run away. If you throw a rock or something to startle them, if you fire a shot, I'm testing it just throwing rocks. 
you throw a rocket, they're just gonna they're gonna fly away. Yeah. But but they can't fly very high. They fly like six feet. They're like a chicken. Yeah, you know? and they yeah, and then they come back down and they run. So what 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 my what I'm thinking is I haven't seen any video on this, but this just makes sense. Like the reason I want to go out with with at least one other person, two other people, is one walks. You know, you got three from different angles, and when the first person fires a shot and they take off, then the other two need to just lay into them because mm -hmm. they they hang out in bunches. They'll be like. Like I threw a rock just yesterday. I threw a rock and like eight of them, like 15 of them sometimes just, just, and I'm like, man, if there was two other guys backing me with shotguns, they would drop probably 10 of them like yeah. right there. So, so you use shotguns with quail? Yeah, you have to. What else are you going to use? Slingshot? Fuck. I would just think a shotgun would destroy them. Well, it's bigger than a dove. I mean, it's a bird, right? But you get, but you got to use quail loads. Like you're going to use seven and a half. Seven and a half shot usually, uh, and they're really fast. They're, they're, it's like what, like yeah. I have these Winchester extra speeds, whatever. So the BB just rips right through it, goes right through it. Quails are very soft. You ever pick one up? No. They're very soft. You could just like like just it's they're very soft. So same thing. You rip the head off with the, like with the doves. Uh, scissors. I mean, I've cleaned quail before. Scissors. You just like kitchen scissors or or poultry shears. You clip the head, you clip the wings, you clip the legs right at that joint, kind of the knee joint. And then it, it depends if you want to keep the skin or not. The hard work in cleaning birds is if you want to keep the skin. If you want to get rid of the skin, you just like kind of tear it. Yeah. You just take it all off with the feathers. And then you grab the neck and you rip it back. And as you're ripping it back, you'll pull out all the guts with it too. And then you just have the breast and the legs just right there. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's yeah, cleaning quail is. They don't have much blood. It's weird. Wow, they don't have a lot of blood. It's like like when you're cleaning a dove, you get some blood on your hands. Quail, it's like there's no blood. My uncle, the one I was telling you about, Jaime's dad, discada dove discada ah. with, with deer. Oh, dude, and it's funny because you get people that are just like, oh, I don't eat fucking wild game don't even tell them just yeah exactly yeah. and my uncle would never say anything we had an aunt that was like one day somebody said something and she fucking went ballistic and the fuck you didn't even know you already ate this shit and they left the house and seriously yeah it was i mean that's only a problem if you feed beef to a hindu and you don't tell them or if you feed pork to a muslim or yeah. a jew and you hear like if it's religious yeah then it's a problem but if they don't have any religious reasons not to eat it they're just like oh no i don't want to eat a wild animal because yeah, like, you killed it that's so stupid so the, the you know and the meat that you buy at the store somebody else killed it for you right i mean i get really annoyed when somebody is sitting there eating a fucking ham and turkey sandwich criticizing me for hunting yeah like dude i, I mean do i even have to explain the hypocrisy right it's, like a, it's astonishing. Belt, leather shoes. Yeah, it's astonishing. Leather purse. Yeah. There's all these people now that are like wearing synthetic leather. Leather. Oh, the vegan, vegan vegans. Leather. Yeah, the vegan. <laughs> Bro, Jesus, man. Jeez, dude. I can't believe that's a thing now. That's next level dipshit. Like, look, the crocodile already fucking died. You know, the, the anaconda already died. If I make a belt out of it, wouldn't that be better than just letting the skin rot? Yeah, you're appreciating it, man. You do what it's you like got to do. Your trophies. I mean, it's you, you, you. That's what people don't get. Like, if it wasn't for hunters, I mean, there's that's why there's so many elk. There's so many deer. Like you said, going to San Antonio, 
They protect them. They protect them. Conservation. I mean, a lot of, anytime you buy a box of ammo, a firearm, a hunting license, a tag, anything, a percentage of that sale goes towards conservation. Now, the fucked up thing is, if you don't try to conserve wildlife with very, very strict laws, with like serious uh, punishment. Penalties. Uh, penalties. People will just fucking destroy it. Like, there'll be no wildlife yeah. left. I mean, we've had to do it with turkeys. At one point, we were down to, what, a 1,000 turkeys in America. Now there's millions. We've had to do it with buffalo. Buffalo almost went extinct. We've had to do it with sharks, with uh, bluefin tuna, whales, you name it. Tigers? Like, what haven't we almost? Coral reefs? How much coral reef is protected now? Because we nearly destroyed all the coral coral reef with commercial fishing. Because those nets just go down and scrape the bottom of the reef and rip out all the flora and the, and the fauna and all the baby fish, all the all the fish. Act, like they just fuck the whole thing up. The whole ecosystem. And then there's no coral reef. Yeah. I can't say coral reef smoothly. <laughs> there's no reef left. So then they had to go, okay, well, there's no no humans are allowed here now. And like in 10, 15, 20 years, the reef recovers and it regenerates. With sharks, you know, shark fin soup, the reason it got banned is they pull the sharks out of the water, they cut the fins off, throw them back in. And what if what do fish do without fins? They just sink to the bottom. And you see these sharks at the bottom of the sea just sitting there. They can't do shit. And then either something comes and eats them or they just sit they there till they die. Them. It's fucking horrible. Dude. Yeah. It's it's that's a rough one to see. Like I've seen those videos. Like, fuck, man. You just because think about like if you're a person and somebody just cut all your limbs off and just threw you in the jungle fuck bro like it's horrible so they banned shark fin soup that restaurant i told you about in in vegas mott 32 the one i like i have a friend who used to go there for shark fin soup and it's 400 dollars a bowl holy shit yeah bro yeah like him and him and his wife and daughter they dropped like 1500 bucks just on soup just for soup yeah water shark fin soup (laughs) flavored water he liked it he's got the money he's a baller he said it was like fuck it we're gonna eat soup so it's good he liked it. I mean, I never, I've never tried it. Me neither. Can it be four hundred dollars worth of good? I don't know. If I was rich, if I was rich, if I if I could afford it, and it wasn't, it it it, it wasn't, you know, resulting in all these decapitate, not decapitated, dismembered sharks, right? Then then I'd probably try it one time. And if I like it, I would keep ordering it. Sure. I mean, yeah. he he liked it, so he bought it all the time. I'm pretty sure we can go to Mexico. And have some fucking <laughs> yeah. shark fin soup for, for like, like 20 bucks. bucks. Yeah. Bucks. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, that restaurant's good. That's uh when I go back to Vegas, I'll um I'll hit it up. I'll order that that duck and, and whatever else. We'll, man. we'll go hunting, it. man. And then Fuck and yeah. then we'll have uh you've had the scala, you like the scala? I had it one time. I don't know what that lady put in it. She put a bunch. I was at her, you know, I was like at a friend's house and and the wife was making descada and uh, she put, she was just like putting stuff in there. As I've never seen a woman make descada, but. No, dude, I got, I got a really, I like to cook too, especially outside. And uh, I got, I got, I got a really good descada that I, that I like to make. Fuck yeah. So we can do some dove. Man, whale. I, well, see. I want to get a big animal and just like, I've always wanted this to spend a while just, just eating that meat. Just like, I don't want to buy meat, whatever. Axis, deer, elk, oryx. I heard oryx is fantastic. You know, talking about hunting and conservation. The only thing that kills oryx in New Mexico is hunters. 
<clears throat> they're too fast for bears and they fuck up mountain lions. They fuck up mountain lions? Bro, you'll see because they got these super long horns yeah, like yeah. giant spears. Yeah. Sometimes you'll see oryx with mountain lion just hanging in their horns. Yeah, like, because they'll, the they'll just, oh, bro, they fuck up a mountain lion. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. The only thing that kills oryx in New Mexico is hunters. So if they didn't have, and that's why they have a tag system because they count the population of oryx and they say, okay, like, I don't know, let's say there's a million. Well, we can have a hundred thousand get hunted and talk about feminism. Okay. Most of the animals that you're allowed to hunt, you're supposed to hunt the males. Oh shit. Dude. I mean, how many female, how many cows can you get? But how, versus how many bucks it's all turkeys. You're, you're allowed three, <clears throat> three, uh, what are they called? Gobblers uh -huh. and only one female. Shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. Hunting is very sexist. But turkey, oh yeah, you can do shotgun with turkey or um turkey with shotgun, yeah. Or archery. Archery, yeah. Yeah, I want to try turkey with archery. I've been dude, these last two months, I've been asking everybody. I'm calling places in New Mexico. I'm trying to find a place where I can hunt turkey. Cause I was told, and there's some places, but like they want you to pay you pay them like two grand to go hunt a turkey, you know. And it's just one turkey. Well, um, uh, in New Mexico, it's over the counter. I think it's 90 bucks or a hundred bucks for a turkey tag oh, for okay. out of state. So as a Texas resident, like I could just go to New Mexico, just buy a tag for a hundred bucks and go hunt in Turkey. You could do it on public land. The problem is I heard a lot of people get accidentally killed on public land, oh, turkey yeah. hunting. Cause yeah. you're cameled out. You got the decoys, yep. people fire an arrow or, or, or a shotgun towards, you know, the decoy and they kill you. Yeah, fuck that. So you want to go on private land and private land. I don't know anybody who owns private land in New Mexico and you know, some of the places you call around and they're like, Oh yeah, it's a thousand dollars for you to hunt a Turkey on my ranch. I'm like, get the fuck out. I'm not paying a thousand dollars. Some things are, are just like, I just start to feel like I'm being raped. Yeah. It's and it's not even about the money anymore. Like I could be a multimillionaire. I'm still not going to buy water right. at the movie theater. Right. I, I will never, no matter how rich I will never buy a bottle of water. At the yeah. Movie there's theater. things where yeah. I just won't do it. Yeah. But like, but like some guy or some woman selling water, at the at the street corner, you know, standing outside in the heat with a thing, trying to make a living. I'll here, get, Matt. I'll take two bottles of water. Here's twenty. Yeah. Here's ten. Whatever yeah. I got on me. Here you go. Thank you. But yeah, at the movie theater, sense. bro, I will not buy a bottle of water at the movie theater. Yeah, because they don't. I need just that won't money. do it. It's just like I'm yeah. like, no, this yeah, is. Yeah, they're fucking you. Yeah, I don't do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's my logic. It might not be good logic, but that's my logic. Oh, it, I mean, it makes sense. This, those people don't need the money as opposed to this person that does. Well, and, and I appreciate that they're trying. I mean, shit, man. It's got to be a pretty fucking tough life. Like, I've, I, you know, I had a tough life, but I was never sell water on a street corner tough. Right. You know, so like, I, and I don't know what's happened, what their circumstances are, that they're 40, 50, 60 years old. And the only way for them to get money to eat right. is to sell bottles of water on a street corner. But, you know, they're, you know, they're doing what they can. So beats begging for money, uh, you know, and I appreciate it. And I say, all right, here you go. Yeah. I said, thank you, man. Thank you, sir. Yeah, blah, blah, like, whatever. you know, I'll try to take care of them. No, but fuck that, bro. At the airport, I don't buy water either. <laughs> you know what? I'll go to the Starbucks at the airport. I'll get a coffee. I'll say, let me have a big cup of water with that. And that's, that's why. Do you ever want to have kids? Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. I'm gonna have like 16. Okay, you can kiss that airport not buying water shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. You got to break some rules for children. Yeah, man.
especially girls. <laughs> you have a little girl, you're it's money pit. Is that right? Yeah. On what? What are you spending on? Dude, everything. It, it, it's it's crazy because I can give my daughter the option of three things, right? What do you want? <laughs> and there's no price on it, nothing. And she always picks the most expensive fucking one. I don't know how. Same with the ex. Like any woman, they're always going to sniff <laughs> out the most expensive shit. Any woman, even at five years old. You don't, yeah, even if yeah. you don't, there's no price. You just give them an option. They always sniff out the most expensive fucking part. But don't you think that's it's also the same when they're looking for men? They can just sniff out the most successful man? The fuck no. <laughs> dude, it, you see it all the time. They're, they, they're, they're fucking dumb, dude. They, there's all kinds of me. And my friends and I, we talk about it all the time in the group chats. It's like, I have zero money, no ambition. I've been to jail. I got a record. And the women are like, fuck me, please get me pregnant. You know, and it's like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, there's some of that. Dude, here, especially. But I wonder of, what's happened with those in those women's lives. With that, cycles. That's, that, that's the guy that they want to be it's with. Cycles. Cycles. That same shit. And they, that, like you said, it's that's that's all they know. The alcoholic dad or the, the dad that beats sure, the fucking sure. mom. Or, it's, it's all cycles. You know, they, Unfortunately, they, they haven't learned that they got to break those. Yeah, I guess so. I, I do have that thing where my eye just gravitates towards whatever's expensive around me. Yeah. I, I can well, walk like into nice a store. Things. I like nice things. Yeah. I walk into a store. I just like, I'm like, ooh, that's nice. And then I go look at the price. Like, fuck, I got to work a little harder. Is it worth it? That's all. It's, you know, it's just, well, expensive things usually are worth it. They're, yeah. they're expensive for a reason. Uh, like firearms, for instance, you get what you pay for, you know. It, but now it's crazy, bro. The, the, when ammo jumped up like overnight, I haven't bought ammo in three years, dude. Aside from shotgun ammo, like hunting rounds, duck rounds, and, and whatever, I haven't bought ammo. Nine, when, when was the Walmart shooting? So that up. was the last time I bought ammo because I went Walmart 20... to Walmart when they had their clearance and I bought all the fucking ammo. Is it 2017? But I also haven't really shot in the last two years. I've barely shot in the last two years. Really? Yeah. Aside from hunting, aside from shotguns, like rifles and pistols, barely, maybe twice in the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's bad. So you, but now I need to get back to it. And, I need, there were no ranges that I liked in San Antonio. It's all indoor. So there was nowhere for me to go. You, you had to drive. I mean, even Austin, it was all indoor ranges. Like I just didn't, you know, I don't like indoor ranges. So, uh, I shot maybe three times in San Antonio just cause I'm like, damn, like I really want to just go <laughs> shoot a little bit. I want to make sure I can still hit the target, you know, <clears throat> but I need to start training again. A lot of girls that hate guns cause I've dated a few that oh, no, I'm anti-gun, anti-hunting, but then they're like, can you take me shooting? Mm. Well, and as long as you don't bitch, as long as you don't just turn into a complete pussy male feminist as soon as she says i don't like guns you're like oh yeah well like i have a gun but like it's because my dad gave it to me like as soon as you like as long as you don't do that shit i'm like oh okay well listen you know you want to come over to my house just understand there's guns all over the place and if you see them just don't touch them and that, that's it I, and they're like oh really oh, oh you have guns yes uh, uh, uh okay and that's it mm. say like you go on a date with a vegan yeah. 
And that's how you know they like guy, though, these guys will go on, on a date with a vegan and just because she's hot, all of a sudden they're eating fucking tofu tacos. Yeah, so I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Fucking, what are you doing? I say, I just, I'm right. I like, I've been on dates with vegans. I'm like, hey, get whatever you want. I'm going to get whatever I want. And that's it. You want to eat tofu? You want to eat the bullshit? Eat tofu. I don't give a fuck. But I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting the whatever. Yeah, whatever you want. If yeah. you don't like it, right. well, then. That's it. And they're like, oh, okay. And they, they might think you're a jerk. But they will still be drawn to you for whatever reason. Because yeah. they're like, oh, this guy actually has a spine. Because you're not going to bow down to him like every other fucking beta that That's right. bows down to them all the time. They're not used to that. Well, I think there's also a thing where women can sense desperation. Mm. And a guy who's just like agreeing with everything she says and all of a sudden he's ordering a veggie omelet. Not even omelet. You know, he's just like, whatever, ordering vegan shit just because she's a vegan. And she told him, oh, yeah, you know. Like, I just, I think it's, it's just like, we don't need to be killing animals. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just get the, you know, whatever the, the vegan pizza. She's like, he's a bitch. I got him. She may not even recognize that she's thinking though. It's subconscious, but she, in her mind, subconscious, she's like, this guy's a bitch. Yeah. You know, I got him right. I, I can make him do whatever I want. It's the same thing. Like when you meet a girl at a club, right? Like this was back, you know, when I would go out, I would go out like once a month or something tomorrow there'll be some girls right there and they're just like, look at you. And they're like, she's with her friend. She's like, can, can you take a picture of us? I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a cameraman. Yeah. And, and they'll be like, Oh, well, fine. What a jerk. What are you going to do when you take a picture? When you take a picture of her, like, what are you, you're going to use that to try. I see guys take a picture. Though. Oh, that's such a pr pretty pic. Oh, you're so photogenic. Like, well, what are you doing? She's like, Oh, thanks. And then she walks away. Yeah. She didn't give a fuck. <clears throat> but when I just go, Nope. And I just keep talking to my friends like that didn't even happen. And they're like, a little bit later, I'm walking around. I bump into her, and she's like, and she, she always says, because it fucks with them. They, they, they'll you know, that was pretty fucked something. up. Something. <laughs> yeah, always. Like, they'll say something to me. Well, why didn't you just take a picture? Or you're like, oh, Miss Mister doesn't want to take a picture over here. And I'm like, well, listen, look, I don't know you. I was talking to my friends. You interrupted. It was rude. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to take a picture? That's fine. Let's take a picture. That's but, like, I was, I was talking to somebody. Like, you know, you got to, you didn't even say excuse me. Yeah. yeah so I, I just make a joke at it and then and then we just yeah, they're talk like, oh, and yeah, right. Was really, oh, yeah. well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah talk, going back uh, a lot of well because you meet a lot of young guys in jujitsu they tell me dude like i gotta pretend not to be a trump supporter i gotta pretend not to be they don't have to vegan because they want to but what they don't understand is if they actually want to get the girl, they need to have a frame. Women are constantly testing your frame. And the second you do everything that she asks you to do, the second you body language, man, like, like a girl will, will start talking to you at a bar. You start talking to a girl at, at, a, at a club, whatever. And then she'll like put her hand on your shoulder or something. And most guys are like, Oh, she touched me. And you know, they're like, I'm like, okay, okay. No, you know, <laughs> like, okay. You know, the, the, you get a little touchy a little too soon. I don't even know you. Hold on. Yeah. You know? And, and they're like, Oh fuck. But like most guys are just like, Oh, she touched me. Yeah. You know, you maybe, maybe, she, maybe, maybe she'll touch me again. You want to drink? Yeah, right. So you just gotta like, they're testing your frame. And the second you do that, the second a woman knows you'll do whatever she wants. She's not interested. I asked these same guys, is like, how many girls do you follow on Instagram that are just like, they have a fat ass and they're hot and you just follow them and you don't even know them? Oh, dude. 
if I erased all those girls, I'd be here for a whole year erasing girls. Every day. I was like, <laughs> stop following. I was like, if you take my Facebook or Instagram, I don't have girls that I don't. I follow know, a few dude. hotties. I don't, bro, because you know why? <laughs> I don't. You're monetizing them for no reason, you know, and that's why you. It, it just it starts a whole breed of women yeah. that are just like, yeah, I don't need men. Like that whole right, shit. About, right. I don't need men. I just. I make my own money. I just got to show my ass right. and I, I don't follow any girl. And I, I get those pictures from other friends. That's they hilarious. send them to me and I'm just like, bro, I can't. And I see all the friends that like them. I'm like, dude, this girl can't post a picture because you fucking like, 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 yeah. like, 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 I'm like, bro, yeah. if you stop doing, if every man, if one day all of us get together and we're like, we stop following all these women that we don't know, yep. dude, fucking Instagram will fall. Ed, yeah, OnlyFans will shut down. Instagram will shut down. All I, that oh, stuff. Yeah, I don't know like, how OnlyFans survives. Oh, well, I know how it survives. There's a lot of men out there who just want some attention. And so there's a girl who gets on a live stream. And even though it's not really her most of the time, it's somebody typing the messages for her and DMs with the guy and just makes him feel like he exists. Because in, in the real world, he doesn't even exist. Nobody acknowledges him. He's just, he's, he's invisible. To, to hot women, he's in completely invisible. Like he might have a few friends. He's got his boys, whatever. But to a hot woman, a guy, a, a guy who's out of shape, broke, no personality, you know, look like like he's just he's invisible. Women don't even know you exist. Mm -hmm. And you what, and what happens every now and then? You're out with your friends. You have a few drinks. You're like, oh, I'm gonna go talk to that girl. And you go try to talk to her, and she's like, ah, yeah. And then she just walks away. You just you don't even exist. So then they get on OnlyFans. And they're paying more for attention. This is what I've gathered from hearing people talk about OnlyFans is like the girls who are really making, just raking it in, they're not just posting pictures. They're, inter they're, they're interacting with, they're, they're, they're DMing. They're, they're chatting with the guy or they're getting on a, yeah, on a, but on there's a live companies camera. that do that for them. They're getting, that's how Andrew Tate made his money. <clears throat> well, one of the ways that he's made his money is, he would have these cam girls working. They were, you know, they were his girlfriends. Like he would date these ring girls and everything. And he would have them on the camera and he's watching what they're typing in the chat to the guy. And he's like, Oh my God, like this girl is saying all the wrong shit. No guy wants to hear about all this bullshit. You know, like a guy said, Oh yeah, I just bought a BMW. Oh, I really like Mercedes. Shut the fuck up. Like the guy doesn't want to hear that. A guy like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need to be like, oh, really, BMW? Is that a really fast car? That's what a guy wants to hear because yeah. now he gets to tell you about his cool car that he just bought, right? So then what he started doing is he would, he would, she'd be in front of the camera, but like he'd be in the back with a keyboard connected to her computer and he's the one chatting with the guy. Like, so he'd have, you know, so the girls weren't even yeah. really, she'd just pretend to type on the keyboard, but it was somebody else typing the messages. And then he oh. started telling the girl, this is what you got to say. This is what you got to say. Oh, yeah, I really like you, but I, I'm afraid to get attached because my last boyfriend cheated, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, I would never cheat on you. You know, if you were my girlfriend, I would. Well, yeah, yeah that's fine. But look, you know, uh, I'll talk to you later and just leave them hanging. And it, like, it's just, it's, it's well, masterful. I mean, think of like the vision of that guy. I mean, that's. I do want to know, though, how he started. Like, where did he first get his money? I feel like there's a part well, wasn't of his he life. like a champion kickboxer? Yeah, he was a kickboxer, but you don't make that much money kickboxing. You make a hundred grand here, fifty grand there. In like, Europe? And he's he he's even talked about that. Like, yeah, he's a four-time kickboxing world champion, but you don't make that much money kickboxing. There's not that much money. I mean, even the UFC up until like 10 years ago, people were yeah, making they, much money. Yeah, yeah. So he says that he started making money from the webcam business. From he managed girls on OnlyFans, him and his brother. 
Then he bought casinos in Romania. Why they tip? Why they put him in jail? They thought they thought that he was pimping. Uh, so yeah, I don't know, man. I I was watching the story for a little while, and then it was a it was bogus. I mean, something that, about pimping them. Bro. It was about what he said he was accused of is he had girls post videos on TikTok, and he was taking their TikTok money. Mm. Some shit like that. And you don't make that much money that much money on TikTok. So he's like, okay, wait a minute. Like you're telling me that at 35 years of age, multi-millionaire, 46 supercars, mansion, jet, all this shit, businesses, all this money. You're telling you're telling me that I started making girls dance on TikTok so that I can make money. Like this is stupid. And then he was in jail for a while and he was out. And we'll see what else happens. But I mean, he, I don't know. I don't know what he happened. Called but. it, man. He said they're gonna yeah. put me in jail because he's speaking the truth. Yeah, yeah. Calling and, a lot of attention. And next up would be uh, killing, killing. It would be yeah, would be taking him out. Yeah, he, he he'll get Epstein the next time he goes to jail. I know it's scary. Yeah, because they. I mean, there was a cancel attack on him for sure. These cancel attacks happen all the time, man. And it's weird. It's like who's behind those cancel attacks? Like you're telling me that people on the internet are posting shit on blogs and whatever. And then, th and then all like there was an attack on Joe Rogan. People tried to cancel Joe Rogan, right? Cause of the N word thing. Mm -hmm. There was an attack on Kevin Hart a few years ago with the Oscars. Fucking Chappelle. Chappelle right now, Russell Brand. Mm -hmm. I don't even, I've never watched Russell Brand. You yeah. know, I'm just, I'm not like, I, I, it's not my kind of stuff, but um, Russell Brand's under attack. Jordan Peterson was and still is under attack. Like who's like, why are these social media companies? They demonetized him and his daughter, didn't they? Peterson? Why, why don't they just respond when somebody sends a complaint, man, man, this guy's saying misogynist shit. This, you know, he, he's a sexist. He's a blah, 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 blah. Why don't they respond? Uh, okay. Here's how you can block this person. You go up to the right corner. You click that button, you click block and you'll never see him again. Why don't they just do that? You can block YouTube channels. You can block Instagram profiles. You don't, you don't want to see them block them. Oh, because they want to silence you. <clears throat> you know what it is? It's a public hanging. It's no different than the days of, you know, where they would guillotine people in France and watch the heads roll down the hill. It's a public hanging. So they want to see people get destroyed. It's not about, it's not about he said something I didn't like, so we want him to, to change the way he's saying it. He can say it differently. It's, it's just they want to see people get destroyed. Just don't fucking watch them. And if CEOs just had the balls to say that, it'd be over. It'd be over like that. Dude, the best at that is Dana White. Like, I've talked about this yeah, so many times on the yeah. show. They had a... He reason. slapped his wife in, in camera and nothing happened to him. That, but also, like, somebody asked them one time, they're like, oh, what, you, what, do, you, what do you think about the comments that uh, Israel Adesanya was making and the things that he said? And he goes... He gives a fuck. He goes, well, what, he goes, well, what did he say? They go, oh, he was using the N-word. And he goes... He's black. He can use the N-word. <laughs> yeah, who gives a fuck? What do you want me to do? Like, yeah. like Dana White's just such a G. He's yeah. just, I love that guy. I mean, he's yeah, just he's smart. The way he runs the business, the way he talks to reporters, and like he doesn't let anybody bully him into any bullshit. Yep. You know, because they're always trying to push you into a corner and, and make you like, oh Dana, you know, some people said that um the fights tonight, tonight did not deliver on the expectations and they feel like the pay-per-view wasn't worth it. What do you have to say to those people? Don't fucking buy it. <laughs> yeah. End of conversation. Yep. I mean, shit. Yep.
Simple as that. It, it, if you just don't give into it, it dies. Jordan Peterson, you know, he's, he made a really funny comment one time. He said he figured out how to monetize social justice warriors. That's genius. How do you do that? Well, look at what he's done. Hmm. I mean, he's kind of, in part, has become super famous because of social justice warriors drawing all this attention to him. Well, yeah, he posts his uh, debates and debates i mean he has debate he sits down and has debates with people on on psychological issues he's he's a he's well a, knowing he's a knowing psychologist that he, he knows they're gonna attack him and he's still most of the time um he has debates about communism and world stuff and policies and economics and all, all this stuff and it's like i thought the purpose of having these experts so-called experts in all these fields on a show to talk to each other is to figure out what the hell is going on mm -hmm. and so now this guy says something that you don't like and the world wants to cancel him it's like well, what, what the hell <laughs> what the hell okay you think jordan Peterson's an idiot is, is an idiot fine don't watch his videos don't invite him to for another interview if you're the host of some show don't, you're like oh you know i think this guy's sexist fuck him i'm just not gonna invite him again fine fine simple you know what it is, man? It's about attention. Yeah. It's not about right and wrong. It's not about rights. It's not about gay rights or women's rights or any of that shit. It's it's about attention. They want attention. Because no matter what these people say, pick any category that people are always fucking, eh, you know, we need more rights. Eh, oh, fine. Pick any category. You say they say, oh, and, and track performance over over time. They're arguing for for A. You're like, sure, we don't give a fuck. You can have A. Well, we want B. Well, sure, you can have B. Well, what about C? Sure, nobody gives a fuck. Have C. Well, we want D. And then D is something so extreme, like 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 child mutilation, right. that now people have to give them attention. Now they're happy because they got the attention. Yep. If you just tell them, yeah, you, you know, fuck, be gay. Who cares? Yeah, sure. You want to get, get married? Fine. You're trans. Okay, fine. Yeah, no problem. Well, no, we want to we wanna convert children. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. Hold up. Now we have a problem. You can't, no, you can't do that. Children can't consent to shit. Yeah, no. Fucking what's her name wanted to lower the voting age to 16? Uh, occasional Cortez. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> That's a funny name. AOC. Was that who, who proposed that or was it uh, Kamala Harris? I don't one know. One of those. Yeah, wanted to lower the voting age to 16. Meanwhile, we know that insurance goes down at 25 because insurance companies know the brain doesn't finish developing till 25, especially men. Mm -hmm. By the way, you want to talk about sexism. Why do I pay more for car insurance than women? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Nobody talks about that. Insurance companies, all, all, are, they're all sexist. Yep. They're all sexist. Nobody talks about that. Or if you drive a sports car and yeah, it's always something like that. Just the, the male, for, get an 18 year old boy and girl just got their licenses, same car, look at their insurance rates. The boy's going to pay more. And the girl's always crashing first. <laughs> you know, it's always, in high school, it was always, oh, this girl backed up into my car. Oh, this girl hit the portable. Fuck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking amen. Dude, we're almost at four hours now. So, but we, now we got to do five more minutes because it's, it's three hours and 55 minutes. <laughs> now we got to get to four. So, 
Um, I mean, fuck, man. We could sit here and bullshit all night. But you know what we need to do next time? We need to have a couple of strippers over there. Just well, like see, just like hanging out. You know what? When we go to Malolam, that's what we're going to do. We're going to meet some girls. We're going to tell, all right, look, we're going to do some, We're gonna do a podcast. You need to hang out in the room. We're in your Halloween outfit. Just hang out while we do the podcast. Then we can all go to, to my house. We can have a pool party after. Done. That's the plan. Easy. <laughs> I'm not going to have this house for much longer. I'm enjoying the pool right now, <laughs> but I do want to get rid of it soon. Well, shit, it's almost not uh, pool weather. Yeah, I mean, during the day, I can heat the water up to 90, mm. 90 95. Like, really? Yeah, I can heat it up. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a, it's a struggle for it to get to 90, though. Like, it takes a lot. It's a big pool, yeah, so a it, big. T- it takes a while. But, like, 85 during the day? Yeah, 85 is doable. Like, on a Saturday? Yeah, today was if I like start the, If I start the heater in the morning and the afternoon, the, well, that water is 85. Is that a gas heater? I got no clue, brother. Well, <laughs> oh, you'll notice it on your bill. <laughs> I don't really pay attention to that shit. I just pay the shit. Yeah, it's linked to my bank. And when I'm when I log into my account, they're like, oh, you have a bill due. I'm like, all right, click, pay. All right, schedule, payment schedule done. You know, I just, I don't really. Yeah, what if you have a water leak and it's like. Well, in that case, I would know. I would know if, if it fluctuates. Happen. I'm sure you pay attention to that. I seriously have no idea what my water bill is, what my electric bill is. None of I, I have no clue. I'm telling you, like, because I had a, you were talking about a, pipe burst i had that shit happen fuck shit climbed up way more than it's supposed to be but you call the you call the city and tell them hey had a leak show them the bill this is that what i usually spend and they'll they'll fix it for you oh okay how nice of them <laughs> well yeah that's cool you know actually my mom has a has a uh, leak at her house right now in the front yard i need to go check it out tomorrow morning see if i can help her fix it and so she might have to do that. That's good to know. Yeah, man. My dad, it, the same thing happened to my dad. And he's like, oh, I'm fucked. And I'm like, no, let the water company know. And they'll fix, especially if you show them a work order. Well, they can see because they can track your usage. So all of a sudden there's a day where you're spending just around the clock. Mm. The water's running. Yeah. So it, they'll, they'll know that there was a leak there. It Even happened. with a pool, they'll know. You'll know the difference. They'll know the difference. I mean, you know what, what? What's been happening these last couple of months is like every ten days or something. I got to top it off. What about probably a thousand gallons or something because it evaporates? Well, it's fucking hot, so it evaporates. Yeah. So then you got you a just pool like, guy. No, dude. Jeez, man. No. It was a struggle, but I learned how to do all that shit myself. Yeah. I called. I contacted pool. I asked my friends who have pools. They gave me recommendation. I went to the pool store. Two pool stores. Got some numbers there, called, texted. This one guy was texting me. He was asking me so all these questions. I'm like, bitch, if I knew the answer, if I, I knew what a skimmer was, I wouldn't need you. If I like if I knew, like, like, oh, well, when you turn on the whatever, does the filter I'm like I just fuck, I just stopped responding. I'm like, you fuck off. Like, you're not doing this shit for free. Either come over and and fix my pool or just tell me you're not interested, but stop asking me questions. <laughs> You know, and then I had one guy come over and he actually fucked me up because he dumped a bunch of stabilizer in the pool. Uh, he just started dumping chemicals in the pool. I'm like, well, he's a pool guy. He knows what he's doing. Then I take a sample and I go to the store to get it tested because they put it in the machine. It tells you exactly what's in the water. And they're like, your stabilizer is way too high, like eight times what it's supposed to be. They're like, you're going to have to drain half the pool and refill it. Fuck. Motherfucker. It's a 12,000 gallon pool. I'm like, son pool? of a bitch. Yeah, bro. Like I had to drain it a lot. 
I, I didn't do half. I did probably like like forty percent or something. And then but you like, had to do it instead of drain it. Wait, yeah. And then I had to go learn how to do all the chemicals and all that shit because I just gave up on pool. Yeah, just like, throw throw some shock in it every once in a while. <clears throat> the two big things, the two things I use the most are muriatic acid, mm-hmm. especially after it rains, pH goes up. So you got to dump that acid in there to bring it back down and chlorine. Those are, yeah, those, the are the, those are the main two things. Yeah. You have a diving board? I don't have a diving board. They took I, those I, I out. Wanna... They took those out all of a sudden. No shit. That's right. Yeah, they just yeah. stopped. They're like, oh, it's fucking dangerous. And Americans got too fat for them. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, that's right. Yeah, you don't man. see diving boards yeah, they anymore. Took, they took them out. Ah, shit. Oh, well. Dude, diving boards are the shit. Diving boards are cool. Yeah. They had one at, I think at the pool at UTEP, there was one that was like, it was like probably 15, 20 feet or something. But that's not, it, it's not, it, you just jump off the motherfucker. I don't remember. No, we're, we're talking with a spring. Springy ones. And- yeah, those are the ones where fat people get hurt. Yeah, because they just break the shit. Yeah, well, they, they slip and they fall on their ass and they either end up falling wrong and hitting their head or something. Yeah, that's what always happens, dude. Fucking fat people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's get out of here. That's it. We're wrapping up. Later, everybody.